You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My grand blur, YouTube blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Cosplay blur All day blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Bet you wish you so blur Talking about what we heard Talking about what we seen All through the eyes of a blur Everything that we do urge Flying like a super person Plus I got super friends We be teaming up early Welcome to Blur Vision, your window into the world of all things geek, movies, TV, or news. We talk about it every week. It's your boy Jordan with... Hey, it's Michael. And this week, well, I guess this is the episode where we have nothing to talk about, but yeah, it's going to be a three and a half hour podcast. As usual. As We'll, we'll make something up. Yeah. <laughs> but we do have an episode jam-packed with stuff this week, man. We got trailers galore this week, so you got your uh, bases covered with the, the news section, right? Mm-hmm. It's like six plus trailers. I always do. No, no, you don't. <laughs> this is the guy that really plans the news right before we start recording every hey, week. Hey, hey, don't tell people much. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'll put you on blast. <laughs> uh, I mean, but besides that, we've got like Cloak and Dagger, the first two episodes premiered this week. we got to talk about that. Yes, yes. Uh, we've got Supergirl. It wasn't the second to last episode like no, I thought it was no, last no, week. No, no, no. Unfortunately. It's like better shows are coming out, and now you're just really, really starting to see the flaws. Oh, yeah. In the CW-verse. I saw the flaws last week after I binged Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and then watched Supergirl. That's why I was so hard on it. Because a couple people hit me up and was like, yo, man, why are you so hard on Supergirl this week? So I was like, because we just watched a, I watched a way better show for like 20 hours. <laughs> like it's a pretty jarring difference when you go from that to Supergirl. Yeah, you got it, yeah. Ugh. Um, what else we got? We got, oh, I, I actually, I, I kept up part of our promises, since we're the podcast of Broken Promises, I actually watched uh, the last five episodes of Gotham this week. All right. Yeah. I know you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. But I'll just do like, a quick rapid fire review toward the end of the podcast, just to kind of fill you in. And maybe I, maybe I can convince you to watch it. You won't. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> I already, already know the answer to that. <laughs> I know the answer to I won't. But, you know, I'll, I'll try, you know, to fulfill the promise that we made to our listeners. Um, and what we all want to talk about, and, we'll, and hopefully... What our listeners want to hear about, microacademia. Yes. The symbol of peace. We hope they want to hear about that. They better want to hear about it because it's the best damn superhero show out. It is. <laughs> Don't skip the anime section. Do not. We'll find you. <laughs> <laughs> we know who you are. We're taking names. <laughs> but what's most important, though, uh, iTunes reviews and emails from our fans. And Hotel Artemis. <laughs> Don't give me that look. <laughs> I was gonna say the co-host raffle this week for our special guest. Uh, we've got our, we, we passed 200 reviews. Can you believe it? We've gotten Ooh. over 200 iTunes reviews. Ooh, plus ultra, plus ultra. But we're gonna announce the winner of that. That's what's important. Hotel Artemis is not important. I actually forgot about it. How not That's important why I say you didn't mention it. That's why I said it. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me because I don't care. <laughs> but we'll get there when we get there. Before we get to iTunes reviews, though, I do want to mention some corrections from last week. Uh, in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. review, I said that I thought Fitz had died. And you're like, no, I think actually they're going to go and save Fitz in outer space. Spoilers for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for those who haven't watched it. But yeah, Fitz, quote unquote, died. Or at least the present day version of Fitz. Is he the present day version of Fitz? The well, Fitz that the, went to the, the future. It's the future day version of Fitz. And came back to the present. Okay, yeah. 
But there was a fit that is in cryostasis floating around some orbiting moon or something waiting for the future events to unfold for him to save the Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s agents who are in the future who are not yet going to be in the future because they changed the past. So why was he waiting there in the first place if those events now don't happen? Time travel. Time travel doesn't make any sense. Point is, I was wrong going back to listen to the, like, watch the episode over to make sure that, you know, I was actually corrected. Because that was a big thing for me. Fitz being dead moved me emotionally. You heard last week, I was like crying. It was Mm -hmm. that fucking emotional for me. Mm -hmm. I'm actually happy I was wrong. Because if I had actually known that during the review, I think it would have lowered my score. That's why when you mentioned it, I was like, eh. And you was like, what do you mean, eh? <laughs> eh, perfect vision. I, look, I didn't know they were going to Buffy season six this shit in the same episode they did it, okay? They killed off a major character and then gave the out for it in the same damn episode? No. What is wrong with no, you? No, no, because Buffy died at the end of season five and she came back and season. You didn't know she was coming back. That's what I mean. They season six did. Oh, I was But in the I... same episode, so it's worse. <laughs> at least Buffy, they left it, like, you know. I closed. They was like, no, she's dead. The end. I think the last the last image of season five was the grave, right? Was her? Yeah, it was the grave. See, that's how powerful it was. I remember it all those years later. And yet, Aces of S.H.I.E.L.D. produced the, by Joss the, Whedon. The very same scene. Yeah, but I don't think Joss, I don't think he's that involved in the show. I don't care. The point is, they, they should know. I think, they, I, think they were, I think the only thing he did was the first episode and they put his name on it to sell it because he did Avengers and it came right after that. Well, it broke me, okay? And the fact that they reversed it in the same episode and I didn't catch it upsets me to no end so i guess retroactively i'm gonna give it a high more than passable so but, now you're on my rating now yeah but god damn it <laughs> i liked it better in the world where i give it a perfect vision but anyway <laughs> i just want to throw that out there um but yeah, let's get into some itunes reviews and then announce the winner of the co-host raffle oh and speaking of itunes reviews our friend xander he got my ass last week because another mistake i made i mentioned his name during the itunes review section and but, you didn't read his review but i didn't read his review I, I literally say his name and then go down to the next review it's the problem with my eyes. I'm getting old, Xander. You're just, make, you're just making all the mistakes. <laughs> yeah, all the mistakes. I'm just fucking up. <laughs> Blur Vision, the podcast that always fucks up. <laughs> yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> mm. All right. Actually saying that, though, now i got to find where his review Ah, uh, he's fucking up again. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know where it is. It's like in here somewhere. April. You know, iTunes, the app is all messed up, so the dates aren't even all right. There we go. So awesome, Nick. Our friend Xander says... I'm back, and here's to ta, T-A dot 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 dot. iTunes cut it off. I can't make a guess of what that was. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Here's to T-A. T-A. Tay-Tay. <laughs> here's to Tay-Tay. All right. <laughs> it's a five-star review, but Xander said, This podcast is amazing. It talks about all the geeky stuff I love, from anime to DC to Marvel and more. If that sounds like the kind of thing you'd enjoy, then start listening... What are you doing? <laughs> Though if you are sensitive with language and sexual innuendos, then maybe check something else out. <laughs> yeah, Michael. <laughs> Don't blame me. That's all you. <laughs> uh, if not, then start listening. You get to hear these guys for like four hours. Is that a plus? Or yeah, is I was that just saying, is, that a, is that a dig? <laughs> oh, he's, wow. He says, there. Is that enough for me to win a guest host spot? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a review, so you're in the entry, so... Um, let me skip four words. So aggressive. Yeah, right? <laughs> it kind of hurts. <laughs> it's like, it's a positive review, but like an angry positive review. There, I like, like you. Are you happy? Yeah. Fuckers. <laughs> it's like Bakugo. Yeah, word, it is like Bakugo. <laughs> oh man, when we get to the, oh, when we get to my hero. 
Don't don't give me head. Don't let me get head myself, no, Michael. That's all I can think of. No, that's all I can think I, of too. I watched that. I watched it twice. Oh, you did? Yeah. I record myself. I, I might put up on Instagram and or YouTube, but I record myself watching the whole episode. So I might just like show the um the part where I spoilers. I cried as per usual. Don't don't laugh at me, Michael. I, I, I didn't say anything. Yeah, but you know you're thinking it. Like, oh, he cries and everything. It's a litmus test for what is good, okay? Is it though? It is. Okay. <laughs> I don't cry at trash. Yeah, yeah, I think you do. What? I don't. Don't you challenge me. <laughs> Didn't you cry in Dark Knight? I mean, what what the fuck is that Transformers movie? Because it was so bad. What? The Last Knight. I didn't cry in the Last <laughs> Night. Don't lie on me. Our uh, next review comes from AKA the Spider Man. Our other young and very. <laughs> I, I actually I, I said this to you before. I think Awesome Nick. You see how, how aggressive and rude he was. Mm-hmm. He takes after you. You're the. I'm, you're not the aggr- I'm not aggressive. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I'm you're filled the, with joy and mm, happiness. Yeah, you're the all and for cotton one. Candy. Mm, you're the all for one to Shigaraki. But meanwhile, our pal, aka the Spider Man, our plus ultra number one fan, he's kind of like the Deku to my All Might. That's what I like to think of it as. No, I'm more like a racer head. No, you're definitely all for one. <laughs> he's, he sleeps a lot. Whenever we debate, we're all like all for one and All Might fight. <laughs> well, I'm gonna win. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> why would you say that? <laughs> All right. Anyway, Jacob says, "Go beyond." Uh, it's a five-star review, and he says, "Say it with me, kids." Plus, you guys did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but of course, he says, "Plus ultra." Lol. Hey, everyone. Awesome podcast as always. You guys never cease to put a smile on my face every week. Thanks for booting me up from a number one super fan to a number one plus ultra fan. Lol. It means a lot. Watched the latest episode of My Hero Academia and I was shook as fuck. He censors himself because he's 14. <laughs> I'm scared for the next episode. Me too, bro. Me too. Uh, good news. I'm going to start cosplaying. He told me this too. He's inspired by us. You guys have inspired me to do so. My first cosplay will be Deku. I started a summer job, so hopefully by the end of it, I have enough cash to make something awesome. Also, I'm here for you, Jordan, after the whole thing that happened on Instagram this week. Oh, yes, my little drama with Hero Daily. Yeah. Check out my story highlights for anybody that doesn't know what happened, but I took him downtown. Truth town. <laughs> downtown. Things no. will be great when you're... Okay. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, I'm sure it'll bl- all blow over soon. Oh, yeah, it's already over. Once I hit him with that, he buys follower shit. He was done. <laughs> uh... Anyways, who I got to bribe to get the guest host spot? Everybody trying to get it. Uh, I'll pay good money. Word? Word. All right. I that might put you in number one. Mm, maybe we should talk after yeah. the podcast. <laughs> uh, and by good, you I call, mean... You call my people, I call wait, yours. Wait, 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 wait. He says, and by good money, I mean like maybe a dollar and a big hug. So, oh, you know, you failed this, yeah, you failed this podcast. <laughs> I can't pay my bills with hugs, man. Yeah. Uh, that's all for this week. Stay nerdy, my blurdy. Fingers crossed I win. Don't jinx me, please. Oh. <laughs> Until next time. Thanks, Jacob. Next review comes from Falaza Dude. Five-star review. And he says, keep doing you. Communicating through iTunes is difficult, but it is easier than getting noticed through Jordan's hundreds of DMs. Lol. Anyways, Jordan, love your Insta account. Feel bad that people don't understand that if you want something to be better, you call it out and let it slide. Man, everybody's coming out for the uh, the, the little drama I had this weekend. See, that's what I'm talking about. That's why I made that post about We Are Blurred Vision. Because, like, literally everybody had my back. The only people that didn't were, like, hardcore DC fans that hate me because they think I hate DC. That's really the only people that I saw, like. I saw a couple of those comments. Yeah. That's I, it. I hate him because he hates DC. I'm like, what, what are you doing? Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> the internet. <laughs> the, the, the block button. Like, I couldn't block enough people that were stupid. That's <laughs> But for every one person I had to block, 10 people literally hit me up saying, like, you're awesome, man. Keep doing you. I'm like, 
Yes. We are Blur Vision. Um, anyway, Jordans, love your Insta account. And beyond normal consensus, consensus, I usually agree with Michael Moore on most things. Plus his... Oh, fuck you! <laughs> plus his e- other personalities need their own podcast. <laughs> That would be really crazy. Listen don't, to. don't give them any ideas. They're listening. Oh, my God. <laughs> Council of Mikes, where you at, lol? Love and support you guys. Stay nerdy, my blurdy. Thanks, Plaza. Next review comes from Black Mamba 43 It's a five-star review. Subject is Great Superhero Show. Still an amazing podcast. Due to DC shows getting boring, minus Black Lightning, and y'all talking up My Academia, I went all out and binge-watched all the episodes in four days. My man. Yeah. Yes. Michael may have been right about the weird sexual tension with Deku and Bakuko. It's just there. It's kind of there. <laughs> and to be honest... Especially after this week, even this week's episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, hey, man, I, I don't know if I'm behind the but Bakugo, then you Deku know they're never gonna. Of course they're never going to do it. No, but I am for the, the Stucky shipping. I'm a hard defender of that. Uh, and to be honest, out of the 14 podcasts I'm subscribed to, I always look forward to Blur Vision the most. All right. Hey, one out of 14. Yeah, top one. Or top one out of 14. Yeah. Yeah. Keep up the good work. P.S. Are y'all going to cover Cloak and Dagger? Yes, yes we, we are. are. Uh, next review comes from Jog. It's a five-star review as well. Crips like comics too. What? what? <laughs> uh, 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 I don't know if we should read that. Yeah, we're getting gangs in the comments <laughs> section now. Um, okay. Gang, 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 gang. Oh, my God. <laughs> Gucci gang, Gucci gang. <laughs> Jog says, you're... I'm afraid. Yeah, he said that. He said that. <laughs> What's good, guys? Just want to drop a quick review. Content-wise, this is literally the best comic book podcast. I'll take it. Uh, I've been listening to you guys since last summer, since I started working a desk job. Initially, the length of the pod was intimidating, but it turns out this pod is usually the only thing keeping me up in the mornings at work. Quick question, though. Since you guys had high praise for Cobra Kai series on YouTube Red, what do you think about their new show, Impulse? Anyway, stay at it. I've never even I've heard of it. I've never heard of it. Hmm. So we don't so, think anything. Yeah. <laughs> There's your answer, Jock. <laughs> Maybe we should check it out. Maybe we should. We'll get back to you on that, Jock. But we got to keep moving. We got a lot of reviews. Just give me an impulse. Yeah. Uh, next review comes from Sylvia Acosta. It's a five-star review, and the subject is review. Okay. <laughs> Straight to the point. This podcast is very helpful to see what other people's opinions are for different things. For example, I thought that the Flash finale wasn't bad, but listening to this show... Oh, listening to this showed me what was wrong with it. Another thing is that this can help you understand things that happened in a show or movie that you didn't really understand watching it. I'm glad we can provide some clarification for you, Sylvia. Um, next review. God damn it, Michael. The subject is from Me Immaculate, and the subject is... Michael, you have failed this podcast. What did I do? It's a four-star review. I mean, you make your reviews us a lot, so this is him just being, you know, funny. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> Usually, it's your fault. <laughs> what did I do? Usually, <laughs> more than more really? times than not. Really? Well, it's, it's, uh, what's his oh, name? Norbert. 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 That's true. <laughs> well, well, Rebel, yeah. of, Rebel Avenger. Me, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mackley says your future self needs to catch up. But seriously, I just binged My Hero Academia and I freaking love it. Your future self needs to catch up. Oh, because remember I said uh, in the future I read Dark Knight's Metal, but in the past. Well, <laughs> guess what, man? <laughs> I read Dark Knight's Metal, but somebody... I did too. Did you, though? I didn't finish it, but I read it. Because this guy's a completionist. <laughs> He's got to read all the pre-comics, pre all, all the tie-ins. It, it all counts. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Read Just, the origins and the main no, books. No, but there's stuff that happens in between that. That you don't need to know about. I need to know. Oh, God damn it's it. It's like the thinker. I need all the information. Yeah, so once again, <laughs> the thinker, don't quote the thinker here ever. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to hold off on the, the Dark Knight review until we actually both finish it. I'll be done by now. I got I got up to Red Death, so. So maybe next week we'll have some. That's like that's like halfway through. Okay. All right. All right. 
Next week, maybe. I'm not even gonna say we promise because we, we we we're not good at that. No. <laughs> maybe maybe is, we stop promising things. <laughs> the podcast is broken promises. <laughs> Our next review comes from a heart a one six. It's a five star review. Subject is second time reviewer. Still my favorite podcast. Helps me get through my Monday workday. I really do appreciate that you guys actually interact with listeners. Keep up the great work, guys. And Jamie, we miss you. Seriously, please come to Kansas City for a con, and I'll buy y'all some BBQ. It's a long way to go so from I'm barbecue, bro. Kind of far. <laughs> I'd go right to Virgil's in New York. <laughs> I hope I win the contest. The podcast is missing some estrogen. All oh, it's a girl. So that's sweet. We have female listeners. We have yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> no, we had we had. Uh, I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, thanks, Aheart. I'm glad that we uh, we're your favorite podcast. That's sweet. Uh, next review comes from Ginger the Weeb. It's a five star review. And the subject is the guys are wonderful. Man, I love this show. I love the chemistry between Michael and Jordan and everything they cover. Just to let you guys know we exist, I actually agree with most of every opinion you guys throw out, mostly Jordan. What? I got one! Oh, I, was li- I was liking it then. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> On that note, I'd like to recommend the Gundam series to Jordan, specifically the more recent show, MSG Iron-Blooded Orphans. I heard that was good, actually. I haven't watched a Gundam since Gubble- Gundam 00. Have you watched that? Probably not. No. Okay, well, I haven't watched Gundam in forever. Um, it has all the crazy red giant robot fights that you would love. Quite frankly, I think both of you guys need to know just how great your content is and how much I have enjoyed listening over the last several years. Wow, Ginger. I love those like reviews like this where they tell you like how long they've been listening. It makes you like go like, wow, we have been doing this for a while, haven't we? Yeah, you're old. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> As I shed it once here. <laughs> um, next review comes from Game Bard. It's a five-star review. Subject so is fantastic. Listen, do it. <laughs> so, uh, Game Bard says, I love how broad the show is. You get a taste of most everything in nerddom, and it's all great. <laughs> We're great. We're great. <laughs> Thanks, Game Bard. Um, and I think that was it. Let's see. Did I read Stanley Wannabe? Last week, hey yo, uh, I just want to say you guys are one in a million. Yeah. I did? Okay. Your love is a one in a million. Goes on and on and on. Well, thanks for the review, guys. <laughs> <laughs> As always, we love hearing from you. We read reviews out loud on the podcast every week. So keep sending them in. Yes, please keep sending them in, even after the contest is over, because you don't want to have Jordan and I fade into the abyss of nothingness. That's true. From the lack of reviews. <laughs> like Infinity War, we turn to dust. <laughs> Like the Chala in front of Okoye. <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, so I've got all of our names right here in this. Hold on, bring it up. In this randomizer app. And I will post the results on Monday as well. But I'm about to hit the randomizer button. <laughs> and the winner that will be joining DC Comics Nerds on the podcast as a co-host is... Pikachu. <laughs> I choose you. <laughs> Sylvia Acosta. Sylvia Acosta, come on down. You are our next contestant on The Blurred Vision. That's an old-ass reference. People yes. <laughs> are like, what? <laughs> uh, let's see where our runner-ups were. Our top five is... Oh, Jacob was number two, a.k.a. The Spider-Man. So close, man. Our Plus Ultra fan was this yeah, close. You're now the enforcer of the podcast. Yeah. No, Endeavor. Endeavor, yeah, Endeavor. Because he's number, he's number two. Yeah. If something happens to Sylvia, Jacob, you're you're in there. That doesn't mean kill Sylvia. <laughs> <laughs> you should do it. <laughs> totally do it. 
number three was Flaza Dude. Number four was Xander. Awesome Nick. And number five was also Jacob. So he was in the top five twice. Okay. Wow. <laughs> um, and let's see what Chris was. He always asked, like, where was I in, uh, in these things? Number 21. <laughs> 21. All right. He's moving up because wasn't he like 30 something before? Was he? I think he was also in the 20s last time. I don't remember. I don't remember. He's stuck in the 20s. Yeah, he's stuck in the 20s. <laughs> Unfortunate. But yeah, Sylvia, get in contact with me. Send an email to uh, theblurredvision at gmail.com. You can also find a link to my email and my Instagram account right there in my profile. Um, but yeah. And speaking of emails, before we get into the topics of this week, let me just run through some emails real fast. Go ahead. All right, we're still in the 20-minute mark. Maybe we can finish before the half hour. Our first email comes from Stanley Ward. Oh, this is Stanley Wannabe. He says, hey yo. Hey guys, I'm back again, and I wanted to say that I just watched season one of The Runaways, and Jordan, you look exactly like Alex <laughs> uh, with the hair and glasses and the whole look. Okay. It hurts. <laughs> I don't know if I if I like that <laughs> comparison. <laughs> anyway, that just is, that's just an observation. After that, I watched this new episode of My Hero, and my brain just turned to ash like my mind got snapped away. Truly unbelievable. We're talking about that next. I can't. I can't wait. We got to talk about that first. So apparently I'm Jefferson and you're Alex. <laughs> I think you got the better deal, honestly. <laughs> I did. Well, he's super smart. Yeah, but Black Lightning has powers. <laughs> P.S. Cloak and Dagger just started on Hulu and I thought it was pretty good. You should definitely check it out. And we did. Yeah, we did. And we'll talk about that after My Hero. Uh, next email comes from... Manga Morales. Best name ever. Manga Morales. Uh, hi, Blur Vision and Black Gay Comic Geek. Love the podcast, even though you guys trash DCTV. Deservingly so. Eh. What are you talking about? I was going to say... Do we trash it? Yeah, we don't really trash. The only thing we I really... Mean, really, this season, the only thing we trash is The Flash. I mean, no, we've had our moments with Arrow, too. Even Supergirl. Yeah, but then we... Mostly, for the most part, we've been positive on Arrow and Supergirl. It's just a flash that we only hated on. I don't even know if it's mostly. I would say like maybe Arrow and Supergirl are like 50-50 at best. But it's not our fault. It's the, this season of DCTV has been weak. DCTV is trashing itself. Yeah, man. Like, uh, But this is the internet mentality of like, if you criticize something, you just hate it. <laughs> it's just like, I just trash it. It's like, no, I'm just being realistic with my opinion about you know the direction of this show and or property. And for someone like us... Like we're both, we both love the Flash and like all these DC TV shows, so we're we're hurt that we don't like it more than anyone probably. Yeah. Um, the same thing with Solo. I forgot who it was, but somebody was like, "I can't believe you guys trash Solo so much." I'm like, "We didn't trash." Oh, what's his name? Chris is a co-host. Oh, on his I'm podcast. like, we didn't. We, we we said we liked it. It was just certain things we did. We said overall, we said we liked it. It was just we felt no reason for this movie to exist, but we liked the movie. But so I'm like, what again, do we trash? It's internet mentality of <laughs> if you say something's just okay, and I think we gave it like a high pass. Right? Yeah, that in the mind of somebody as a fan, you trashed it. <laughs> That's why I've realized about the internet and really just modern day culture. But um, manga goes on to say again, best name ever. Uh, but like Arrow season five might be better for the Flash. Okay. Before Teen Titans Wait, what? go, what? 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 Love the podcast, even though you guys tra- trash DC TV. But like Arrow, season five might be better for the Flash. Oh, oh, that's what oh, he means. Okay. okay, now I get it. Hopefully, hopefully, yeah. Fingers crossed. God, I hope so. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, season five for Arrow was a, like a great return to form. Um, he goes on to say, before Teen Titans go to the movies comes out, can you guys review Teen Titans Trouble in Tokyo? Other than that, this is the podcast that makes my Mondays better. Thanks, manga. 
Trouble in Tokyo. Trouble was that in the Tokyo. Teen Titans, the original cartoons movie? I think it was. I have no idea. I think it, remember the original Teen Titans cartoon? Not, yeah. not Teen Titans Go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they had a movie, and I think it was Trouble in Tokyo, where they go to Tokyo for something. I don't remember why. And they fight some big slime monster or something. No. <laughs> They fight a giant house with monkeys and bats that show up. <laughs> That's a big maybe, maybe, buddy. <laughs> Definite maybe. Uh, next review comes from, or next email comes from M. Jones. Uh, if you guys had a quirk, what would it be, and who would you train under other than All Might? I came across the 2015 Infinity Gauntlet. Wait, what? Okay, well, let's stop there. If you guys had a quirk, what would it be, and who would you train under other than All Might? I'm going to let you go first. If I had a quirk, yeah. well, this answer would depend on if the rest of the world has quirks. So if it's, if it's on, if if the world is like My Hero Academia, I would want the quirk like that guy who can take other quirks. Not all for one. So, okay, I'm not, not saying like no. so the best quirk ever. No, not all for one, but the other guy during the uh, the Caterpillar whatever tournament when they were like the horse. Yeah. Where he was touching them and he got Bakugo's power, then he got uh, Kirishima's power and him okay i would want that hmm so it has to be something that someone already has is that the criteria for this i'm assuming so well, you one. can't just say well i want to be god yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if it's a world where i'm the only one then i would want Todoroki. hmm mm-hmm. i mean i want all for i want all for one no nah, it's not a quirk <laughs> I want one for all. <laughs> Give me one for all. That's not a quirk. Yes, it is. One for all is a quirk. It's a quirk that was created amongst other quirks. Yeah, I'll, give me that hair. I'll eat that hair. <laughs> hey, I've been training like Deku recently, okay? I think I've earned one for all. No. Oh, shut up. Pick, pick something else. Because that's, 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 yeah, that's the obvious answer. That's the obvious answer. I guess uh, Ida. Run fast. It's kind of like the flash you power. Want, but you want engines coming out your legs? I kind of do. <laughs> <laughs> Run super fast. Oh, speaking, I, I just thought about something. Because you think about the first episode of My Hero. We'll save it for the My Hero. Just, no, because I'm going to forget. Okay. The uh, first episode, they had to defeat those robots. And remember, Eraserhead said that's the one of the flaws about our entrance exam. Because you had somebody like the guy that could control people. He was like, that's a very powerful quirk. But it doesn't work with our entrance exam. That's why we need to change it. Yeah. So it makes me go, well, how did the uh, invisible girl pass? Because she doesn't have any power. That's a very good question. <laughs> Shut up, Michael. <laughs> Plot, that's why. I'm like, how is she in class A? Mm, shut the fuck up, Michael. <laughs> My hero has no flaws, Michael. It does. <laughs> I need to know the answer to that. <laughs> Shoot right now. Uh, I came across the 2015 Infinity Gauntlet where a black family of Novas beat the shit out of Thanos, okay? Oh, yeah, so, that was... I wish they brought them into the main universe. Okay. Uh, Eva, Eva... Eva something... Is her name. So some Black Novas jumped Thanos? Black Novas, yeah. She, she she was a Nova, but she passed her power to her husband, her daughters, or son son and daughters, and then even their dog became a Nova. What the fuck? Yeah, it was, it's pretty good. Man, people were just doing, taking mad acid and Eve, Eve, Eva Balkan or something like that. Balkinian or something. Okay. I wish they brought her into the main universe, but they haven't. Because that comic was actually, it sold a lot. Like, that was Wait, one, so that wasn't 616? No, it was a part of Secret Wars. Oh. And that was one of the highest highest Secret Wars books. I thought they would have brought her into the main universe, after, but they haven't. I haven't seen her. Racist. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, I well, mean, look what they're doing with Miles. <laughs> uh, 
You mean Spidey? Spidey. <laughs> Fuck out of here. I uh, just wanted to know if you've heard of it. Well, obviously, yeah. <laughs> Michael has. I haven't. But good to know. The more you know. And knowing it's half the battle. Uh, next email comes from Daryl Griggs. <laughs> well, here you go. You bitches made a pinky promise. <laughs> hey, it's Daryl again. I left the review after you threw Michael under the bus for not finishing Dark Knight Metal. Only to keep listening and find out that you didn't finish it either. Well, I have now. He didn't, though. <laughs> There's a special place in DCEU hell for Pinky Promise Breakers. Oh, uh, the worst hell. <laughs> That's the worst possible, where Jared Leto's Joker is the only Joker. <laughs> um, your punishment your punishment is to watch BVS, Suicide Squad, and The Flash Season 4 back-to-back over and over again. <laughs> no. For all eternity. I can't do it. It's all jokes. I honestly can't complain about free content. Stay nerdy, my blurdy. <laughs> Thanks, Daryl. Maybe we'll have you next week, buddy. This pinky promise. This pinky's like broken the fuck off. Like it's this it's pinky like, is it's hanging like, by it's a like bone. Daisy, it's like Deku when he first got his powers. Yeah. <laughs> pinky's gone. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, last two emails. The next one comes from Bradley Klaus. The subject is broken promises. <laughs> it's a theme. Damn it, Michael. <laughs> we really are the podcast of broken promises now. That's why I said stop making promises. <laughs> hey, Michael. How are you liking Spectacular Spider-Man? I'm, oh, that was it. That was it. There's more, but I'm gonna stop there. How are you liking it? Uh I like I like it. So I'm almost done with season two, which was the last. I'm halfway through season two, so. Oh yeah, and then these end it. Yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it a lot. I would say so far, even though I'm not done, I could pretty much say it's my second favorite Spider-Man series. See, I knew you'd like it, despite the wonky animation, or not even the animation, the um the art style. Yeah. The animation's fucking phenomenal. Agree with that? Yeah, I agree with that. There you go. Um, let's see. Love the podcast as always. This is the only podcast I listen to. Uh, because if I my listen... first being, of course, the nineties. Oh, Spider Man, Spider Man for nostalgia. Spider blood, Spider blood. Not even nostalgia. I just like I like that is that that version is a. He's an adult Peter Parker, so you don't have to mm. worry about the kid drama and all that. I like the kid drama, but okay. Because <laughs> it's weird. Like he's like with the whole black cat thing, and she's a grown woman. Well, that was like, the same thing. In Ultimate. I like that. And then, but, did, and, you, did you read Ultimate Comics? Some of it. I didn't finish. Well, just for that one scenario in the Ultimate Universe, same thing. Like They had like a flirtatious relationship just like they do in 616, but she didn't know he was like a teenager until he unmasked. They didn't, they didn't fool around or anything, but when they finally get to the point where she wants to like make out with him, he takes off his mask, and she sees that he's a kid, and she immediately throws up. <laughs> and then she just like runs away. And he's like, what happened? <laughs> it's so funny. What and, are you saying? And then also, I feel like they try to mix a little bit of the the comics and the and the Ultimate Universe. Yeah, and, they do. And merge them to one. Yeah. So, I prefer the comic, the original. Okay, uh, that's fair. So yeah, that's that's the main reason I like the nineties. And they a did bit sp- better. They did Spider Verse in that show before Spider Verse. What did you talk about the night? Oh yeah, they yeah. did. Um, it was all Peter Parker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Spider Carnage. Um, this is the only podcast I listen to because if I listen to any more. I'm going to not be able to keep up with any. <laughs> I guess it means we're so long. we're so long. Uh, I guess this is a good thing. <laughs> I mean, it's keeping them away from other things and all. It's to give me more. <laughs> the podcast that keeps you from other podcasts because they're so freaking long. Uh, I finally saw Solo after two weeks and I enjoyed it. Not my favorite Star Wars film, but it was enjoyable. Donald Glover as Lando was so perfect as Lando. I thought it was actually Billy D. Williams. It was that similar. He got the mannerisms perfectly. Is there anything that Donald can't do, honestly? 
I really want to see Upgrade, but I have to work all week, so I have no time. And also, that's the week when Incredibles 2 comes out, so I have to see that first, obviously. But I swear I will go see it, because I don't want to go see one good Body Snatcher type movie. And, and I am for fucking sure not supporting the Venom movie. I'm going, to, I'm going to also binge the rest of My Hero Academia, which I'm on season 2 right now, after Bakugo and Todoroki fight. Fucking great. But that Deku versus Todoroki was fucking badass. Yes, fucking it was. badass. I want to see them fight again now that Deku has full control of his power. I don't I like the friendship. <laughs> well, no, I don't mean like real fight. But like, that fight was really powerful because of like it made an enemy into a friend too. Yeah, it Not did. just how cool it was, but also just like the, the meaning behind it. Um, buh, 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 buh. Season two right now. Best fight scene in any media, in my opinion. It's in there. It's definitely in the running for top fight ever. Uh, then I'm on to Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. because I couldn't keep up because of the CW shows. Then I'll finally watch Jessica Jones season 2. Man, he's like us. He's just like going through everything. Uh, even, I, even I have finished Jessica Jones season 2. I don't, don't rush out to finish it, man. I did, and I'm not even like that crazy about it. I have a lot of catching up to do, so wish me luck. Good luck, buddy. Also, I need to get Detroit Become Human because fuck that game looks sick. It is great. Well, there you go. Uh, I'm watching a playthrough, and I want to stop, but I want to see more. Michael, give me your copy now. No. <laughs> <laughs> that That's all, folks. I tried to do Porky Pig from Looney Tunes, but I don't think it worked. I, I think it did. I, I got it. Stay nerdy, my blurdy. I messed it up last week on purpose, by the way. <laughs> oh, you no. troll. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Bradley. Like the internet. <laughs> yeah, but that was funny. Good job, bro. And our last email comes from Jacob Brennan. Uh, this is the guy from before I gave us a Star Wars list from last week. P.S. Whenever you guys talk about My Hero, you talk about your theory that Muscular and Bakugo are brothers, but you always forget about the obvious firebenders. What? Avatar? Dobby and Todoroki, maybe? Do you think they're related? No. No way. I don't think so. No, because isn't... Well, they don't really show we, what Endeavor's hair is like. It's always on fire, right? Or is I, it red? I was going to say, we've seen his family already. But he had a lot of brothers. Oh, yeah, sisters, true. remember? Because that was that was Endeavor's whole thing. He wanted to breed like the perfect soldier. But he doesn't have ice powers. But he has blue fire. Hmm. Well, I don't know because blue fire is hotter than. I know, but like you know, ice is blue. I'm just saying, like maybe. I I, I never thought about it, but that's an interesting observation. Yeah, I never thought about. It. I, don't, I don't think so. Yeah. Uh. Oh, I messed up. That was a different email from the guy that I was talking about. I did it again. Stephen Weathers was actually the guy um, that uh, talked about the Star Wars list from before. And Stephen Weathers, his la- this is our last email. He says, Haha, just listen to the podcast and Phantom Menace should actually have been ahead of Attack of the Clones purely based on Darth Maul. That's what we said too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just hadn't seen anything like him in the franchise up to that point. Yeah, and that fucking... Remember, do you remember way back the episode one trailer when they showed Darth Maul for the first time and they showed him like it was like a big thing. We did like the lightsaber where the first end came out, and then the second, the second end came, end came out. out. And I was like, oh, double sided lightsaber! <laughs> we were so easy to please back then. But then when you saw the Force Awakens trailer and you saw the uh, the handles on Kylo Ren's. Oh, yeah, it's the same shit. Bumping the people got upset. Well, what the fuck is this? Well, okay, the super <laughs> hardcore Star Wars nerds raged out, but I was in the camp and I was like, oh, shit, that's cool. But then Star Wars fans were like, you can't wield a lightsaber like that. It'll accomplish rest. Yeah. That really is our first clue about how bad the Star Wars fandom is going to become. <laughs> oh, I'm going to talk about it later. 
Oh no. Oh no. All right. Well, we'll, we'll get there. Spoilers for the news section. <laughs> yeah. It's good foreshadowing. Good job. Uh, I had a few typos in this email, but for record, this is how I would rank them. It's all subjective, but the only reason that The Force Awakens isn't higher is because it is essentially a clone of A New Hope, although there are enough dissimilarities. That's actually kind of why I liked it. I thought it was cool. I, I like when things parallel, and that's even what George Lucas said he wanted the, the movies to be, like a poem with stanzas that rhymed. So I kind of liked um, The Force Awakens for that reason, but mm-hmm. that's just me. Yeah. And actually, when we get to uh, Cloak and Dagger, I like it for the exact same reasons. But before we get to Cloak and Dagger, let's talk about some My Hero fucking Academia, Michael. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this week's episode is titled The Symbol, the symbol of Peace. <laughs> Next week, the symbol of death. <laughs> but it is the next week's episode is going to go into, f- and this is what scares me. And we've talked about this podcast before with other anime. It's a flashback episode. When you flash back to your past in a fucking anime during a fight, nothing good happens. <laughs> that is usually the death sentence of a character in an anime when you have a flashback to your past. Like if me and you were getting into a fight in real life, and I start thinking back to my past. I'm like, oh, you gonna die? Yeah, like, am I about to get killed? Oh fuck. <laughs> Oh man. But we'll get there next week. This week, Symbol of Peace. This is finally the confrontation between All Might and All for One. And boy, Michael, when I tell you. Sounded better than Bane. Because he had that thing. Yeah, he did. Justice is mine. No one cared who I was before I put on a mask. (laughs) I hope they do give him that voice when they do the dub. (laughs) That'd be hilarious. But I was, and I, I recorded myself. Um, I did like a reaction video of the entire episode. And at one point, I shout, to, I shout at TV. He's like the Darth Vader of My Hero Academia. <laughs> because this motherfucker, when a, I tell you a villain has presence, I don't know if you feel the same way. But when he came out, he was. It reminded me so much of the Darth Vader scene in Rogue One, where it was like he's fucking up everything. It did. <laughs> Every time. When anyone attacks him, and we'll get to exactly who attacks him in a second, 
But anytime anyone attacked his ass, I was like, this motherfucker can't be stopped. Oh no! What are you gonna do? Like, what? <laughs> Wait, I was just, just run! Just run that's, away, guys! That's all you can do. And then, not even. Not even. But we're just gonna jump right into spoilers for this. If you don't watch My Hero Academia, you need to go and You suck. It, right? You do suck. <laughs> if you're listening to this and you don't watch it, you suck. But if you don't care about spoilers, keep listening. If you don't, you know, if you want to hear it, skip forward to the next timestamp. Check out the iTunes description for that. But I mean, come on, guys. Like, how many times every week do we have to gush about how good this fucking show is until you watch it? It is the best, the best, hands down, the best superhero show out right now. Yes. Without a fucking without, doubt. Without a doubt. <laughs> like, don't, I don't care what your opinions. I don't want to hear about your Gothams. I don't hear about your Kryptons. It's not an opinion. It's a fact. <laughs> it's a fucking fact. <laughs> I can't, I can't hear. And I even even Eunice, World of Flash, he sent me a message this weekend. Someone hit him up. I'm sure they watched this week's episode. You saw all the emails we got. So definitely somebody hit him up about it. He sent me a screenshot. Somebody, somebody literally was like, yo, Eunice, My Hero Academia is so good. You should watch it. I think you love it. And then being funny, he sent me that screenshot. And then he sent a screenshot of him like going and press the block button on that person. And I'm like, what are you doing? And he was like, you know I hate anime, bro. I'm like... But you don't even give it a chance. Like, how do you know if you hate it? It's just a cartoon in a different language. Exactly. And his thing was like, look, I didn't even like One Piece. I'm like, I don't even like One Piece. <laughs> and One Piece is like a thousand episodes. I think, and I think that's the thing. Somebody will watch one anime, they don't like it, and then they just say, well, I guess I'm not watching anime. That's like saying, oh, I watched fucking... I don't know, Phineas and Ferb, and I didn't like Phineas and Ferb, so that means I'm not watching Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah, it's, like, it's, not the same, it's not the same thing. Word. That's just, the impression you get. They're just speaking the same language, but it's not the same type of show. I'm like, just watch the subtitles, man. But I was like, My Hero Academia is the perfect gateway anime, especially for people like us that are superhero fans. Mostly because it's about superheroes. So I'm like, if, if you don't, if you, I swear to God, give it two episodes if you're not feeling it after the second episode, first of all, you're trash. But then you can just drop it. <laughs> but like, it, it'll get you in episode two. Our listeners have said it. We've said it. Like it, the second episode will have you crying by the end of it. So like, if you don't like it after that, you're hopeless to me. <laughs> you're a lost cause at that point. Pretty much. We don't want you here. <laughs> I mean, it got me by episode one. But yeah, by episode two, I was really into it. Yeah. That's when you get the dad might feels. Uh huh. And talking about dad might, bro. This week, again, I record myself. You gotta see me. I, I watch it. I'm like, I don't want to post this. I look so stupid. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, this is like Superman versus Doomsday in the comics. It's everything I wanted from BBS. <laughs> like, to catch up from last week. Once again, this is a continuation of the heroes rescue the, the young heroes trying to rescue Bakugo from the clutches of the villains. And now, all for one, the main villain of this series has gotten involved. And during the most epic rescue attempt ever by the heroes last week, he was able to pull them all out of danger, all the villains out of danger with this crazy, like... Warp power. It's not even a warp. It was like, it, it been space or something. It's not... Because they thought it worked like teleportation. That's why um, All Might tried to get to the villains the last second in this episode. But even as he grabbed through them, he couldn't actually teleport with them. Mm-hmm. So uh, apparently he can, like, bend space with whatever power he has. But it's a thing where... Like, now we're at the point where it's the ultimate showdown between this universe's Superman and this universe's Doomsday slash Lex Luthor. 
Like, I guess that's the best way to describe him because he's he's literally like as powerful say, as Doomsday. I say he's more like Dark Side. Okay, okay, that's good. I was gonna say as powerful as Doomsday, but with like the the style of Lex Luthor, he's got a business suit yeah, on. So Dark Side. <laughs> yeah, and the parallels this episode between Todoroki, not Todoroki, I'm sorry, uh, Shigaraki and All for One and All Might and Deku, so powerful because mm. there are moments in this episode where you see that even though they're villains. Shikaraki respects All for One in the exact same way Deku respects All Might. Yes. Like, and that really moved me to see that, like, he was actually afraid for his master's safety. Even though I'm like, fuck that motherfucker! <laughs> fuck with his face, All Might! But he was just like, and I felt like... Yeah, he didn't want to leave the fight. Yeah, he didn't want to leave just because he didn't want his master to get hurt. He was actually afraid for him. I'm like, wow, okay, bravo, show for making me actually feel for a villain. Like, I, I felt humanized for him in those moments because you, you could see the desperation on his face fuck that I want them all to die <laughs> me too <laughs> fuck them in their face but that's some good ass writing when you actually can feel the desperation from a villain and you can actually empathize with it so kudos to them for that but yeah the the heroes that were actually at the the Nomu manufacturing um, factory or whatever that got attacked by all for one they it turns out they weren't killed they were just completely knocked out just mm-hmm. in that instant he attacked them and only they only didn't die because that's genius. That's fucking genius. And, and what did you say? Why is he number four? He got, <laughs> even all for one said, I got to commend you. Yeah. It's like all for one. This is why me. you're number four. <laughs> it's like Ryan's heard me and was like, this is why he's number four, you motherfucker. Because he's that good. Because he actually was able to pull out all the heroes at the last moment. He was actually able to pull out all the uh, the heroes at the last moment using his like threads or whatever. And that's the only reason they survived. And then... I was even I'm like, like he also got he gotta be strong as hell because he pulled Mountain Lady too and she, was, and she giant. was giant yeah I mean we said it, his strings had to be steel or something for him to be number four well not even just the steel but the fact that he could pull it oh yeah that's true that's true um but like even at the, the, this the, the intro to this shit I swear to God I know this is written before so it's not like they can be looking at these recent superhero things like Infinity War. But goddamn it! Yeah, because with art and stuff like that, they probably did this like a year yeah, ago. Yeah, this is manga, so this has definitely been done and in the works for so long. Like this has already been pen to paper. There's no copying here. It's just it just happens that when great shit is great, things mirror each other. Because when Best Genius got got in the beginning of this, where all for one is like his hand got huge and he combined those powers to like do like that air blast at Best Genius and hit him in the gut and the blood spurt everywhere. I was like, it's like Loki all over again. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. That scared the fuck out of me. Yeah. That set the table for like, oh no, All Might. What's going to happen? Big ass hole in his stomach. I don't think he's dead. I don't like, think he's dead. But he's dying. <laughs> yeah. He needs recovery, girl. Stat. Fuck yes, that. But yeah, so the villains get transported back to All for One. The young heroes are like in desperate, like uh, in hiding, trying to figure out what the fuck to do because they're just all paralyzed with fear. And then to have All Might go from wherever they were in the city to like literally, I guess, leap like Superman all the way to All for One. When that fucking fight started and they collided and that shockwave like blew apart like the entire area, I was like, oh, it's amazing. <laughs> like I got all the feels just from that. And, and he sensed him. He was like, oh, so he finally can't. He's, he's here. And this is the first time we see All for One. And like now you see how he's not as like maniacal as I thought he was going to be. He's more like cold and calculating. Very much like so. He, you could, and he, I like how they actually get in his head. Where that's he's what actually, I'm saying. He's more like Dark Side. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. He's actually like, com, like the way he thinks about combining all the powers he has, and you can see he's experimenting with different combinations to fight all All Might. And just in that, I'm like, 
this motherfucker's overpowered as fuck. I mean, he is. I mean, I, I, I guess... I don't know how it works, but I'm like, technically speaking, can't he take All Might's power back? Because he's the one that created it. Wait, was it that he created it, or was it that the power split and it was two well, brothers? He, he, gave, he gave his brother all for one, but then it turned out his brother also had a quirk, and so the quirk in combination with that more or less merged. Oh, right. The brother's quirk was the pass on to quirks. To pass on quirks. That's right. That's right. That's right. Thank you for reminding me of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's a good point. And I'm telling you, you say that? Every time he used those weird, like, tentacle, tentacle things, things, I thought that. I was like, oh, God, it's Brainiac from Krypton all over again. <laughs> Don't let it touch you. Because every time he would try using it on my, he kept dodging. So I'm like, if it hits him, is it going to, like, drain his powers? I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so scared. <laughs> and they could also force somebody into using your quirk. Yeah, I thought he was going to take powers when he was doing that. But he actually was able to activate the powers when they were unconscious. So that he can manipulate other people into like opening portals, for instance, like he did it with the, the portal guy. Um, that's some fucked that's, up. Yeah, I was, I'm like, that's crazy. It's, it's crazy. You don't even need somebody. You're just like, oh, you don't want to use your power? I'm going to make you. Use yeah, it. like I, that's some scary ass shit. Like just in the way his powers work, his presence was scary. Like everything he did, which is just him being there was scary to me. Did you feel the same way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm not a bitch. <laughs> I'm not the only bitch here. <laughs> um... But then, yeah, it gets to the point in the anime. This is... In the episode, I mean. But this is where I cry. And, you, yeah, make fun of me. Jordan always <laughs> cries. And I'm... I, so I'm scared to post it because I did... I cry in the freaking... <laughs> the reaction video. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God, I can't believe... I'm so happy I'm crying right now. I, w- I want to see this video, whether it's, you post it or not. <laughs> it's so sad. I'll, we'll watch after the podcast. But, um... So, as All Might and All For One are fighting... You realize that All Might can't go all out because at the same time Bakugo was there with the villains surrounding him, and the villains are trying to escape with Bakugo, and All For One is trying to keep All Might at bay to let the villains escape. So really, he's being All Might to the villains in that moment, and even Deku recognizes that. Like he's always giving them a chance to escape, and he's like, you know, preventing All Might from going all out. Blah 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 blah. As Deku's trying to like figure out when his op- his opening is to actually attack them, because he's like, we gotta move, we gotta do something. We can't just stand here because All Might's at a disadvantage right now. He's surrounded and he can't like fight back to his fullest. Even well, Bakugo realized the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and even at one point, what's his name? Uh, Grand Torino, the fucking most clutch motherfucker. When he came in, bow. I'm like, oh, he's so cool. I got all the feels from that. I'm like, fuck yes, Grand Torino, yes. But it was in that moment where Deku's thinking about what to do, and you see he's about to make a move at first, and then Ida stops him. Yeah. I was like, oh, you can see the fear in his face. I was like, oh my god, what are they gonna do? What are they gonna do? What are they gonna do? (laughs) On the edge of my seat, like, I'm like, oh my god. Again, I I say this all the time for My Hero Academia, but it's always a white knuckle thriller. I'm literally always on the edge of my seat going, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. God." (laughs) And you can say, like, soon as. And you could tell at first, like, they were going to run away, more or less. But then he heard his boyfriend's voice when mm-hmm. he came. <laughs> and that's when he noticed it was Bakugo there. He was like, oh, no. Yeah. I got to do something. My my baby daddy's there. But the way he started putting it together in his head, I love... Yeah, like, literally, they shot to, like, almost like a chessboard uh-huh. of him trying to figure out all the different paths. Trying to figure out the perfect opening so they can get away and also not be in a direct line of attack because they know they can't get in direct, direct fight. Because at the same... Even though he's like, we want to... I don't want to break the rules. He's I'm like, like, fuck the rules! <laughs> he's like he's like Batman. He figuring out all these different angles. Yeah, that was literally, like, the best parts of Batman combined with Superman. Almost more like a Superman. 
Um, but again, it's just an amazing characterization of these characters. So like you're really there with Deku trying to figure out, yeah, how the fuck are we gonna get out of this? <laughs> like I might as well, you might as well have been one of the other heroes with Deku going like, yeah, how are we gonna do this, guys? <laughs> but it was that moment where he puts it all together. And they do that amazing combination move where they use like the strength of Ida and Deku's legs to jettison themselves forward and then use Todoroki's ice as a slope to fly into the air. Like, and they do that awesome combination basically to go over the battlefield knowing that Bakugo is going to see them and use his explosion power to fly up and grab them like a rocket on the move so they can grab him and keep moving to get out of the battlefield at the same time. Fucking epic! <laughs> but not only that, they uh Kirishima is like the key to it working. Oh, because he has the relationship with Bakugo. Yeah. And he knows that Bakugo would actually like accept his help kinda. Mm-hmm. Which is beautiful. Like that's how that's how psychological Deku is at this He point. knows his man. He knows his man. <laughs> not hey, I'm not I'm not gonna hate on this. <laughs> but you that moment like it can't it can't be me, it can't be to- it can't be Todoroki, it can't be Ilda, it can't be Yayorozu. Mm-hmm. It has to be you. Dude, the moment where they because the whole time it's like the epic music's happening and he's explaining it the plan as it's happening and then you see Bakugo look up and he sees, sees him flying overhead when he and then, ex- it, then it's like the action pauses for a second yes oh I'm getting chills <laughs> <laughs> and Shigaraki's like inches from grabbing Bakugo and then the explosion Big happens explosion oh he flies like a rocket and then the music just gets louder oh, I feel it right now stop yeah. stop stop <laughs> I'm bursting into tears. As he's that jumping up, the music just starts ramping up, and you see him flying. And they grab and hands. grab hands. Dude, I'm like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> like, I literally burst into Like, oh my God. I'm about to cry now. <laughs> Stop it. Calm down, Jordan. Stop it, Michael. Breathe. Usa. <laughs> and then you see the smile on Bakugo's face as he's holding. Oh, it was so He's like, you guys are crazy. Oh, but it was so good. And Because the, then you saw all my, like, good job, son. Like, that, that kind of moment where but he's, he's like. But he's also like. Remember, he's like, oh, I didn't think they would come. Yeah, but, fucking teenagers. Yeah, but you know, he was a proud as hell. He was like, my boy, my boy. And then, uh, even when they try, the villains do the same thing. Tarina, he was like, that boy is just like you, and not in a good way, <laughs> but in a very good way. Like that. That's like, oh man, I just, I get so many father son feels from their relationship. But um, and then the villains the try love, and, secret love child, secret love child. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then the villains try and do the exact same thing. I'm like you're just copying us. <laughs> And they combine their powers to try and like launch themselves to grab Bakugo and the group as they're flying over. Magneto, he's Magneto. Yeah. But then, again, still, clutch, clutch, clutch. I'm like, oh, fuck. You go from, yeah, to, oh, no. And then as the guy's flying, the miniaturizing guy's flying up to grab Bakugo again, Mountain Lady comes out of nowhere and stops his ass with like a headbutt. And I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm like, why did she just swat him? Why she had to use her face? I think it was just a thing where she just... Like, got up. Like, she just stood up. Like, it wasn't a thing where she, like, had the even the wherewithal to swat him. It was like, I have to stop him now, so I'm going to stand up to do it. You know, just a very last-minute clutch move. Mm-hmm. Which, fuck, I loved it. Because then, as she's, like, getting knocked out from, like, the the, the hit, she's saying what... Prior- what th- she said, prioritize the rescue. Yeah, wh- which is what Best Genius told her from before. And even that... Man, I'm getting feels. You're talking about that? <laughs> there were so many moments in this that gave me the feels. But yeah, and then and then that's not even talking about the main event of this shit, which is All Might versus All for One, and that battle was fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Like that was legit. I wish it was longer. Well, I think it's gonna keep going. But even what they showed us so far, you could tell All Might. We already were asking like how long has he been in this form? 
clearly it's not even like the the Nomu fight. He's been in his form for a while because he didn't even last that long in this in this fight. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when they get out, he's able to go all out with his power, and then you think he's gonna do some shit. Cause he he hits fucking uh and he didn't do shit. <laughs> Every punch didn't do anything, but when he hits it with like the main punch, and I'm like, yeah, all might. And the smoke clears, and he's like, that's all you got. You've gotten weak. I'm like, oh no, oh no. And then he paint up to all my face, and you see half of his it's face. It's like half his face is all might, and then half his face is Toshinori. Yeah, I'm like. And we've never seen that before. No, it's like it's like a half. His, he had like a half stroke. Like half his face <laughs> is drooping. I'm yeah. like, oh no! That's when Grant Torino's like, you're almost out of time. You better find some fucking All Might Viagra and make some more time. Uh, but even that moment, when it was gonna be, I thought it was gonna be Grant Torino and All Might together versus All for One. I know. And I'm like, yeah, that move. I, he should be dead. I, I don't know how he lived. I'm because All Might punched the shit out of Grant Torino. I guess because he didn't when he caught he comes up to the last possible second and pulled back. He still his arm when he pulled. It was like wobbly. Yeah, he still should be dead. He should be dead. I <laughs> thought he was dead. Because then All for One's talking about like how like th- those fists destroyed all of my allies in the past, but not now. Like and it's, and it's like it's crazy. He's the villain, but like if you didn't know he was the villain, just from how he's talking. You could tell he's the hero of his own story. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. like, that's something well, that that's, I mean, that's usually what the best villains are. It's true. It's very, very true. Um, but yeah, it's like the way he described it. It's like, like wow, he really f- feels a way about All Might for foiling his plans all the time. Like, you destroy my allies. Like, they were villains, dick. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, the, the, extra, the extra savagery of like, those words you said, All Might. They were just like the previous one for all user, and then he said her name. I don't remember her name was Nomi something. I think it's 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 Ni- Nani I, Nana Nina Nina. I think it's Nina. I don't know, but whatever it is. Which I'm like, oh, so that's interesting, because I think she's 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 got it. She's related to Shigaraki. Wait, he said Nomura. Ni- he said Nina Shom Shom Shomaru, Shom, whatever Shigaraki's last name. That's the same last name. It's the same last name. Tomaru, 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 uh, Tomura. I was wondering why there was so much emphasis on it. Is yeah, that that's why? the same last name. So either that's his mother, his sister, his grandmother. What the fuck? Yeah, that's interesting as fuck. So they're related. That's even more. That's even better. And also connects the uh, Todoroki. I mean, Todoroki. Oh, wow, I keep saying Todoroki. Yeah, because I feel Shigaraki like Shig- Shigaraki is de- definitely going to be Deku's awful one. Yeah. For, oh, for sure. That's definitely where they're going. Even when he say, "You're always here." Yeah. Damn, man. And then next week's episode, it's a flashback. You see flashbacks of the of, of her and um. Well, the preview. The preview for next week. They didn't show any flashbacks. I don't know. Yeah, they did. They showed. They showed her. I don't remember what the episode's title was, but I saw that. It showed images of her. Yeah, I saw like a silhouette of her, but most of the episodes showed them still fighting. It was like, oh, the secret that All Might's been trying to keep from everybody. Everybody knows now, mm-hmm. and he's still fighting. I mean, fight. that too. Yeah. They show images of him in full Toshinori. Yeah. Which is like, fuck, man. With blood dripping down his face. Oh, I'm like, what the fuck is he going to do? Like, he's depowered. It's like when the Power Rangers lose their powers in the middle of the fight. They're like, what are they going to do? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I think they're going to do flashbacks during the fight. And like we said, man, in an anime, when you flash back during a fight, you should be like, am I going to die this episode? <laughs> Either you're going to win or you're going to die. There's only two options. I, I, after this episode ended, I was mad because I'm like, I want more. I got to wait till I got to wait another week. I didn't think it was going to stop there. I was so into it. I didn't. I lost track of time. I'm like, this episode should have been an hour. <laughs> oh, should have been. It was so good. 
perfect vision? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is there any question? If you're listening to this, do you think Evers would be like, so passable? Passable? <laughs> it's passable, right? I need, it lo- I need it longer. Oh my God, it was so fucking good. I love My Demons so much. It's only getting better. Like, I, I, if you would have asked me, even season one, after the, the Nomu versus All Might fight, if I thought the show would get better, I'm like, eh, it might be on par to this fight and this, this episode, but I don't think it's going to get much better than this. Nah, no. son. You, you think this is the cap? Just like it, you think you think you know. You don't know shit. That's actually a good um, uh, metaphor for all uh, my hierarchy in general. You think that's the your limit? Nah, this can go plus ultra, motherfucker. It's gonna get even better. Uh-huh. Flash, Arrow, Supergirl, take fucking notes. <laughs> all of take, you motherfuckers, take, go to Japan and take a writing class. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> They're doing your Western superheroes better than you. It's not cool. Because that's exactly what it is. A Japanese version of Western superheroes. It is. It's like a Japanese X-Men, I think. That's Yeah, very much so. But but then you have things like the DC influence of like, these are gods amongst men. You have like their own versions of the Justice League. All Might very much is Superman of that universe. And like, honestly, I think I like All Might more than Superman at this point. I'm talking about comic book Superman. I'm talking about... Justice League, the animated series Superman. These are all Superman that I grew up on. I think I like All Might more. That's a bold statement. Do you agree to disagree? Uh, uh, I have to come back to you on that one. No, tell me now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, in terms of a hero that inspires me through action, that makes me feel emotional by just his, his drive and who he is as a person and what he represents for that universe... All Might is Superman in terms of what he represents. He's he's just like Superman. He's also the symbol of peace for that world. But like I feel it more with All Might. Now Superman might go through more like you know real world issues of like, like not even DCEU bullshit where it's like oh God amongst men it's so hard. I even mean like in Justice League Unlimited where he had to like they brush up against the government and Cadmus because of all like you know the government had to keep Justice League in check and Superman's power. Which is one of my favorite phrases is um uh what is it. Um, Superman uh, power corrupts all and who has more power than Superman so that thing where you don't even you don't trust something with that much power even though they say they're in your best interest like those are some good questions for something like as powerful as a being like Superman yeah those are good episodes those are, those are I love just those episodes just like Unlimited harken back to Kingdom Come the comic series so I love just like Unlimited for that so much that whole arc even especially when they fought Brainiac and Flash with Speed Force on him mm-hmm. fucking epic but I'm like, in terms of a singular character and what they represent, I think All Might does it better. I think he is what Superman represents, but just like cranked up to 11. That's just me. Like, I love Superman, but I don't think I've ever cried just from him being awesome. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? What did, what did Batman say uh, in a comic? He said the last time you inspired somebody, Clark, was you when you dead. died. <laughs> yes! He saw Superman's face like, fuck, he's right. <laughs> I mean... He's not wrong. I mean, but that's... That, that, well, yeah, I mean, it's all in the writing because that's just how they've been writing Superman lately. I mean, yeah, especially They, they, they started going back to it after uh, after Rebirth. Mm-hmm. Bringing back. I mean, but even the things where Superman is there... Well, like, like Rebirth just started, so I, like a, a year or two ago, so that takes time to get back to... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But even the things like the action comics we just read where like there are those stories about how he helps people and he's like very much a, a hero of the people. Like, that's all great. Like, and I do love those stories. But again... I think All Might does that, but better. 
just in terms of like the and this is only again that's a million different writers for superman so it's like it's not a completely fair comparison because like there's a lot of things that dilute that pool you know for superman but i think that's why all might's so good is because it's one singular vision it's one vision and you only get that one focus the perfect vision <laughs> the perfect vision ah here, here. that was ah. good yeah dad jokes <laughs> And all that. I've been around you too much. You have. You really. I'm rubbing off. <laughs> not in a good way. Get it off me. <laughs> Just like that good all my <laughs> rubbing off you in not in a good way. <laughs> um. All right. Where do you want to go next? You want to talk about Supergirl, Cloak and Dagger? I'm gonna leave it up to you. Dealer's choice. Let's stay high. Stay high. Yeah. So we're gonna go over to Marvel. Yeah. You Marvel fanboy. <laughs> uh, a little bit. I'm wearing a Captain America shirt. That's true. You are. All right, so let's talk about the premiere, the first two episodes of Cloak and Dagger. I feel like I have to be perfect. Like I have to do everything right. I go the other way. I run away from everything. I've had a lot of things taken from me. And everything I have, I've had to steal. There's something about fear that pushes me. That was my whole life. Whenever anything goes wrong, I hightail it out of town. I think we need to talk. When we touch, shake those bones. Assess our limits. It's the same as it was for all the others. One will live, and one will die. The universe keeps pushing us together. The universe keeps pulling us apart. I'm yours, I'm yours. Um, oh man, you know, we talked about My Hero Academia, but we didn't even talk about our rating system. If someone's first episode was this episode, they'd be like, what the fuck is a perfect vision? <laughs> that means it's perfect. <laughs> I mean, I guess it goes without saying, right? <laughs> but, um... I was gonna say. Oh, but for those that don't know our rating system, I'm gonna drop it here. We here at Blurred Vision have a very simple rating system. It goes from poor vision to perfect vision. In the middle, there's passable, and then you have less than passable and more than passable. Um, but yeah, let's talk about Cloak and Dagger because people have been hitting us up about this. This is the next Marvel series after Runaways, um, after you know Agents of Shield, stuff like that. Connect. It's supposed to be connected to the mcu they say it is but there's literally nothing in this i mean rocks on is rocks on actually part of iron the man movies though iron oh man. that's right it is in the movies yeah okay so i guess in that way it is but it's not even like daredevil season one where they're making you know hulk and uh, iron man references they're not even doing no, that just rocks on just rocks on <laughs> so like runaways barely any connection at all just it's said to be in the mcu uh, and going into this, I had no idea what uh, Cloak and Dagger are really about. Most I've ever read about Cloak and Dagger is in the Ultimate comic series. And that's because they were young, like Peter Parker in that series, which they also are young here. So I had to also assume it's based a little bit on the Ultimate series. Well, when they first got their powers, they were teenagers in this main universe as well. 616. Did the book actually follow them when they were teenagers or did it just like a flashback kind of thing? I don't know. I just know they got their powers when they were like 15, 16. Okay. Well, in the Ultimate series, they were like teenagers but they that was the whole universe were just teenagers there wasn't like a time for skip forward or anything like that um 
Like, do you, do you have any knowledge about Cloak and Dagger? No, I, don't, I know jack shit about Cloak and Dagger. <laughs> jack shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're two Marvel fans. I just know he teleports or whatever. And she's got daggers. And she got daggers. Yeah. Light Force and Dark Force. That's all I know. Okay, yin and yang. So we're two Marvel fans that have literally no idea what Cloak so and Dagger like, is about other like than the name. Racist. <laughs> yeah. The black guy has the dark powers. <laughs> I mean, first let's talk about spo- non-spoilers, or non-spoiler reviews and non-spoiler thoughts. And then let's get into some spoilers afterwards. But, um, can we go first or you? You go first. Okay, well, I mean, talking about the, <laughs> the being racist, like, oh, the black guy gets dark powers and the white girl gets a lot of light powers. Um, I'm actually happy, happy, and I don't know if this is the case in the comic, again, because I didn't read the comic, but I like that this, the, it wasn't stereotypical in the way that the, you know, the black character could have, like, stereotypical black qualities, other than... You know, it starts with his brother being shot in like a by police and stuff like that. But it's not like his home life is actually better and more stable. And he lives he lives more of like the suburban, like, you know, um, quote unquote white life <laughs> than she does, where she actually is more like I, she takes she pops pills, her mother's an addict, she doesn't even live at home because her family life is so poor, so she like lives out of like a, a church. You know what I mean? There's a lot of things that uh, oh she's very promiscuous like there's a lot of things that um the kind of, she's she's a thief she her profession is literally she's she's like she steals from people by like conning them out of shit mm-hmm. they actually meet because she tries to pickpocket them in the series so and it's a very stereotypical thing for a black person to do so I'm glad in that way they kind of flipped what yeah, you perceive me too me too yeah uh, like 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 you said they started in this this, this quote unquote stereotypical trope. Where? But even that, that came, became more of a commentary on um, black people being killed by cops when it's like unjustified. Because I, I guess it's not really spoilers, but um, it's the series starts with both of his kids and a tragic event in both their lives. Her father dies and his brother dies and they both end up falling into um, the, the ocean. At the same time, uh, since her father worked at Roxxon, the whatever built, like whatever Roxxon structure in the yeah, ocean... Whatever. Like a ship. It was a ship. It was a ship. It exploded and created a shockwave of energy. Particle accelerator. Basically. <laughs> but it only affected things that were in the water, apparently. And they were the only two people in the water that we know of so far. I'm sure there's going to be more later. But they both get hit with that wave. And they both get um, um, like mirror images of each other's powers to some extent. Again, I don't even know if that's how it happens in the comics. I don't either. So again, we have no comparison. <laughs> But how they played out in this series, I thought I was really well done, especially because there's a lot of parallels in this series that I enjoy. Like in that way, like and the most obvious is in that first moment, um, it's paralleled because uh, the, someone close, both of the people close to them die. They both fall into the water, um, and then it flashes, and they and they and then they're both trapped in their own way in that accident. He's trapped underwater, drowning. She's trapped in the car as the car's filling with water. And then flash forward to the present, they're both each trapped in their lives in different ways. She's trapped because, like I said, her parent, her mom's a junkie, blah, blah, blah. And he's trapped because he, like, the pressures of when your brother dies from um, like a violent crime. Or at the time, I think they, they covered, the cops covered up saying that he was like a drug addict or something like that. But his, his parents became very like hard and strict and he became like helicopter parents. Helicopter parents. Yeah. So they're, they're both trapped in their own lives when they met, and they're both trapped even now in the present. And when they both when they keep crossing paths with each other, um, they do so in very mirrored ways as well. 
even how their powers work to an extent are, are they they're they have this weird empathic ability that when they touch somebody they get a flash of like their thoughts mirrored to a situation in the past or like a person's fears or dreams or or concerns something something along those lines right that's basically what it is mm-hmm. um so like for example when her the uh tyrone's mother touches him he can feel uh, the pain that she feels about losing her son and the fear of also losing him as well. That's why she's so hard on him. Um, I think it's very interesting to me. And the last episode kind of ends the same way that the first episode begins with a car accident and a gunshot. Did you catch that? That's pretty fucking deep. Uh, that was the second episode. That's what I mean, the second oh, episode. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, that's interesting. And, but they released them both at the same time, like, I guess back to back. Yeah. Got, we watched them on Freeform, mm-hmm. the app. But I mean, that's to me, that's pretty fucking deep. Like you can tell, the, the writing seems very tight so far in the first two episodes. So I can really appreciate it in that way. Um, it's reminding me more of like a Runaways, but I actually like this more than Runaways than like an Agents of Shield. Um, and that's in its favor, I think, because you know, like we said, Agents of Shield season one was kind of weak, slow start, lost a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But this feels like an even tighter and honestly more interesting version of Runaways, and I really enjoy Runaways. Um, so just long story short, I think I would actually give this um, a perfect vision because they're doing what I think most superhero TV shows should do, especially at first, which is focus more on the human characters and their character, their characters, their lives, and their characterizations before they start focusing on their superhero powers. Like we're, we're getting glimpses into it as they're learning um, what the different abilities are, but I like the fact that they're actually going into them as characters first. And we're learning more about them and how mirrored their lives are and aren't, um, as opposed to just jumping right into super heroics. But where it's going, I'm fucking excited. Like I, and this is a show that I had no expectations for. I, I wasn't, wasn't looking yeah, forward I wasn't to looking, it. I wasn't looking forward to this at all. Yeah, we both were talking about like <laughs> Cloak and Dagger. He's a fuck about Cloak and Dagger. What the fuck? Exactly. But Marvel, hey man, it can do that. Marvel can take shit that you don't care about and be like, you don't care about that. Hold my beer. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. The only thing they Iron, missed Iron, on Iron Fist, Iron Fist, and humans. The second half of Luke Cage. Okay. Even Defenders, we were like, eh. okay, you're right, you're right as hell. <laughs> you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. But more often than not, I think Marvel like pulls magic tricks where they can do th- they can do this thing where it's like they can take these B list characters and turn them into A list characters. And if it continues on this trend, I think Cloak and Dagger can be the same thing. What about you? What do you think? Uh. I'm going to echo you a little bit. Okay. Uh, yeah, I felt the same way. Like, even the first 15 minutes into the show, like, I was like, oh, this is kind of dark. I didn't think it would be this dark, especially on fucking Freeform, which used to be ABC Family. Is that what Freeform is? Yes. Oh. And you think about ABC Family, it was the, you know, the light version of ABC with the Gilmore Girls and yeah. Gossip Girl. They I shot mean, a black kid in the chest like three times in the yeah, first I, five I, minutes. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. So that's, I was like, oh, so they're doing this on this show. Like, what? <laughs> so you say it reminded you of Runaways. Like, it remind, it, it didn't remind me of Runaways at all. It reminded me more of uh daredevil and jessica jones like okay. the, more of the netflix uh marvel shows okay yeah i agree with in that, terms actually. of in terms of tone mm-hmm. so i was just comparing it to the other tv marvel stuff but you're right if it was going to be on a network i wouldn't think it'd be with agents of shield or runaways i would think it'd be on something like netflix yeah but uh especially all the drugs and the sex 
pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> and and the gunshot, like you should pop, pop, pop. Word. And the blood, and yeah. So I was definitely, like I said, those first 15 minutes, I was definitely, I was into it. And uh, going to what you said, like, yeah, I appreciated the fact that they went into more Tandy and Tyrone, the characters. And also with that, I appreciated that even though it's called Cloak and Dagger, you know, for the majority of the show, they're going to be together. But for those first two episodes, for the most part, they weren't together. Yeah. It was just that one moment where he robbed, where she robbed him. That was really the only crazy white girl. Yeah, crazy white girl. <laughs> like even the even the girl was like, "Who was that girl? Crazy white girl?" Yeah. <laughs> when they were texting each other in the church. Mm. But yeah, that was really the only instance where they pretty much came together. And I actually I like that cuz I want to see who they are as individuals as opposed to before I learn who they are together because we already know that based on the preview that we saw oh there's this destiny coming that you know cloak and dagger they have to fight some whatever and one will die oh yeah I forgot about that premonition or whatever that prophecy was yeah from the trailer so I'm like I want to see before we get into all that I want to know who they are first as individuals Mm -hmm. before I know them as cloak and dagger yeah and I did I kind of did like that tease though when he uh like uh, how his powers work now for the most part. Like <laughs> when he falls, he falls asleep and he wakes up somewhere. But I, is that how the comic works? Where he, has, he needs the cloak to feel secure enough to teleport or something? Because that's kind of what's been happening. Like he covers himself in something and then he teleports. Yeah, kind, well, kinda. I, I don't. I don't even know. I thought the cloak was his powers in the comic. Because it was like a weird, like shadowy cloak. I yeah, I think I think the cloak gives him his power. Because there's a moment in the Runaways comic. Where, uh, cause they have a crossover where Molly rips the cloak off of him, and that's like an ex- extraordinary feat of strength, cause oh. it can't be like only like people like Hulk and stuff, cause it's like more or less adhe- adhered to him. Oh, okay. So like she ripped it off of him, and uh, he didn't really have access to his powers anymore. But but kind of the way this show is going, he has he can do it without the cloak or having something over him, yeah. cause he teleported into the the trunk. And he didn't have anything covering him. Yeah, but when he teleported back, he jumped into like a, a tarp kind of thing. Yeah. It's cute though. I like that. It's like, like and the moment, it's not spoilers either, but the moment where um he tries to put on the cloak to hide from bullies and then like you think it's going to happen. And it didn't. And he takes it off and they're still standing there like, what was that? <laughs> he beat the shot of him. I'm like, oh, it sucks. And yeah, I uh, really enjoy like the atmosphere that they created around this show. Mm-hmm. Like the lighting is, I think it's lit pretty well. Oh yeah. Shot perfect. Yeah. Uh, and, but even though funny enough, <laughs> it takes place in new Orleans, but I'm like, I've been in new Orleans before. I'm like, that is the quietest, most emptiest new Orleans I've ever been on. Like they haven't, you know, them going into alleys and stuff like that. And oh, there's really? nobody, there's nobody there. I'm like, new Orleans is always crowded. Oh. Not even just during Mardi Gras. There's always stuff going on in new Orleans. So yeah, I'm I like, yeah, I don't believe, I don't believe that. This <laughs> is like lies. <laughs> this is a set. I don't believe this. Yeah, I don't believe it. And then there's I'm like, New Orleans with no accent. <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't think about that either. Fuck you. <laughs> Stop bringing logic to this. <laughs> that still didn't bother me. I was just like, all right, I've been in New Orleans. Come on. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, but overall, I definitely give the show a, a perfect vision. Like, they touch on topics that I didn't think, again, with ABC Family, I didn't think they would touch on, like when the mother was saying like, He's like you're 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 hu- you're 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 hovering around me like I understand you want me to do things perfectly because you don't want me to end up oh, like my brother and she's like hurt. I'm afraid that even if you do do things perfectly I'm still gonna lose you 
And it was a very, just like Black Lightning, that was a very real moment because then she does a very mom thing where she tries to make a joke out of it a little bit, which is like, you feel me? And he's like, yeah, mom, I feel you. Like, you know what I mean? I was like, oh, oh, that's real. That's mm-hmm. a real moment. And most shows, especially superhero shows, they're scared to broach on that topic because like, we don't want to get too real. You know, light, let's stay in the super. Or or when they try to do it, they don't do uh, it. Supergirl yeah, this week. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Or, or, there's super, gun violence. Or, or last week. Yeah, that's oh, you. What the fuck, Supergirl? Ah! <laughs> but um, let's get into spoilers now. If you guys want to watch it, I, we highly recommend it. Um, skip four if you don't want to listen to spoilers. But um, yeah, on the topic of like gun violence, like that was a big thing in this episode and Supergirl. But in this, they did it better, I think, because they they show you that there are dirty cops. They show you that the guy shot first, not because the kid even had a gun, just because he got scared. And, you know, he, I, and the guy was running away from, it wasn't a violent crime that they were, like, him and his little brother, his little five-year-old brother were running from. Oh, I got to say, I'm like, <laughs> I was like, am I racist? Because when they showed the older brother, and then, they did the, and then they did the time skip, and then they showed Tyrone, I'm like, is that the same actor? They look the, they look the exact same. Well, I think that's the point. Right? I'm like, like am I being brothers. racist? I'm like, am I being racist? A <laughs> little bit? <laughs> but I mean, no, they, they do look similar. I'm, I'm like, no, they that's the same fucking person. I don't care. Wow. No. I don't care what nobody said. I was wow. like, that's the same person. I'm not- <laughs> it's funny. What I thought was that little kid does not look like Tyrone. That too. I was like, I was like, that's- little light-skinned black boy yeah, like- grows up to be this dark-skinned. Get the hell out of here. No, they could have cast a dark-skinned black boy because that's not how it works. Maybe when you're a baby, you maybe have a little, you're a little bit lighter. But when you're like that 10. age, no. Yeah, he was like 10 years old or something. Yeah. I'm like, get out of here. He didn't even look similar at all, <laughs> man. But um, but yeah, it was a thing where like he shot him just because he was... Like, they, he didn't do a violent crime, but yet they were coming around the corner looking for him with guns out. It was like, why? Just because he's a black guy and they couldn't take the chance. And then when he gets shot, you know, they covered it up. And then they did the, the J- Dave Chappelle joke. Let's bring some crack on him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, he... Yeah, he had drugs, he had on, drugs on him. And it's like he was like, no, they're lying, mom, they're lying. And but then they don't believe him. And but the 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 nail in the coffin of them not believing him is because then they got that footage of him actually the little boy stealing the car radio. Yeah. So you add that, it's like, yeah. Then why should we believe you now? Because you're essentially a criminal. It's fucking bullshit, man. That's how the system gets you. Mm-hmm. That's some real shit. And you know the fact that they even like touched on it like that. That was that was good. Yeah, like when you think about all the unarmed black men that get killed, what's the first thing they do? They look into their past. Mm-hmm. And, and then they like, blame the victim. Yeah, it's like what is that? Oh, ta- 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 Trayvon Martin had marijuana in the system when he died. It's like not even Trayvon Martin. Then they just do. There's it happens all the time. But even recently, there was a kid that got shot in the, his backyard. Like he wasn't even doing anything. The police were looking for somebody else. They saw him in the backyard and they shot him dead because he had something in his hand. It's like yeah, he had his phone in his hand. Yeah, and then they go back through his history again, just blame the victim. And it's like, what does that have to do with him being shot? Nothing, nothing at all. <laughs> but then from there, you know, you go into the whole thing where it's it's the white girl that actually ends up with the more broken life. Like her mother is like basically a junkie who's like fucking dudes under the guise of them helping with the lawsuit against Roxanne, which is never gonna fucking happen. She's literally on the run with some random dude she runs cons with. Mm-hmm. And that that relationship was fucked too, and I the it's interesting to me when they get to the points where they can start seeing the emotions of the people they touch. So when you see that the that guy has run game like that on other people as well, and so when he actually gets caught by the police, he's like, "Yeah, fuck this motherfucker." 
But something I really like from the series, the theme of being poisoned. Do you like that? Mm-hmm. I like that the concept that you can poison your life. Like yeah. something's taking you off your track. Something has in your life has like um turned you in a way that's like unnatural, like a, a tragic event. So like and in this case of the show, um Tyrone talks to a priest about it and the priest tells him that like him his brother dying was poison for him. And he's when he realizes he has powers and he realizes he finds the uh the actual killer. Because he keeps teleporting to him in his sleep. Yeah, exactly. Um, he asked him hypothetically, like, well, if I was able to actually stop him, like, would that be the right thing to do? He was like, well, what would God, like, what would God think of that? He was like, I don't think God's the one that gave me the idea to do it. <laughs> I'm like, the devil, buddy. <laughs> I mean, but vengeance, hey, eye for not, eye for the eyes in the Bible. So, <laughs> it is. Um, but the, but you know the saying, an eye for an eye makes the world blind. go blind. That's true, too. Um, but I thought it was really powerful when, uh, he has that image of the the nightmare of his mother, of her being in this grocery store, and the, um, Tyrone and his brother are both kids, and she she's a gunshot, and the, well no the 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 older brother runs uh, to the end of the hall and turns across the corner and you can't see him anymore. And you hear, and you hear gunshots. gunshot, and then and a little then, brother runs. Yeah, and then you hear another gunshot, and then she runs, and then Tyrone in you know his astral form follows her, and he sees her fear, which is both her sons dead, it's like a gravestone for both of them in that grocery store. And I think it's a cool, like that was a really cool metaphor for like everyday life. The mundane, the mundane life of a grocery store being interrupted by death. And that's really like how she lives her life. She lives, she lives her life. I mean, fear. it could happen. Cause I mean, John Crawford was shot in a grocery st- in a Walmart. Fucking. Cause he had an air rifle that he picked up at, at the, the Walmart. grocery store. Yeah. At the Walmart. Oh, that's fucked. I didn't even hear about that. And somebody called, this was a couple years ago and somebody called the call oh, black guys in Walmart with a gun. And so the cops literally two seconds after seeing him shot him, even though it was a gun. It wasn't even a real gun. It was an air rifle that he picked up at that same Walmart. That's fucked up. Yeah. I hate the world. <laughs> this happened in Texas. But then he tells her like, and it's, it's, it's interesting because when she does it, the person doesn't even know what's happening. But when he does it, it affects the other person. Like they become like either dazed or like in her case, she got tired. You know, yeah. it happened to the the the, um, the killer, and it happened to her too. So it's like it's interesting that his powers actually affect the person. The dark force. Kinda, <laughs> I guess, because so. he's black. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when he tells her like you've been poisoned, mom, and that's when he decides that he's going to make a difference and actually going to go find the killer and kill him himself. And so I, I think the way it works, like both of them can they they can see things that have actually happened because she saw like when she saw her uh, her younger self. Mm-hmm. at the ballet or whatever and then he also saw uh, the guy uh, when he shot his brother yeah. like behind the scenes stuff after he jumped off the water but then also with that I feel like she can also see the, like maybe the greatest hope like when he saw the guy like the guy that she's dating or whatever like and they were married and dancing or whatever so maybe that's his greatest hope for them and then he can see the greatest fear a person's greatest fear Oh wait, then I'm racist. I thought that image was of a different girl. That was her. That was her. Wait, then why didn't she go save him at the end? Then why was she like fuck him? I thought that was a different girl. That's why she looked all freaked out. No, no. Why, why was she all freaked out? That, that then? was her. Maybe because I think because she had just got she had just gotten her escape. Like her whole thing was to escape and but to go to go back is to go back to this life that she's trying to run away from and to potentially get caught. Okay. So that's why she's like, fuck him at the end. 
more or less. That makes more sense than my theory, which was like, oh, he, he just runs game with other people. Okay, that makes more sense. Um, but then at the end, where he goes to go shoot the guy, and you see like in a moment, like, it seems like their powers are triggered by like extreme situations. So when he, just with him trying to go, just the 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 hype of him trying to shoot the guy that killed his brother made him teleport. And then he teleports to her while she's driving down that road. Almost shoots her. Almost shoots her. And then that, that makes her swerve off the road. But that's the, how it all began. Like, cops shot his brother, and she got into a car crash and fell into the ocean. So I liked how that ended the same way it began. There's so many parallels. Like, in, in every episode, almost every scene, their, their moments are paralleled in some way. And even the beginning of the whole show, when they both are in the water, um, this, this, thing does, this uh, show does a thing where... It reminds me of Runaways. It reminds me of Black Lightning, where like whoever's the director or whoever for this likes music and uses music to kind of tell the story and like montage music video kind of format. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was very powerful when they're both in the water drowning, and then he he sees light and he reaches toward the light, and then she sees and darkness. She sees darkness. And she reaches toward the darkness, and then they it flashes, and then by the end you realize that like they were both on that beach together because they teleported there, and they both saved each other's lives. I think that was really deep. Yeah, because I was like, how the fuck is she going to get out of this? Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, how both of them? I'm like, they're both dead. I'm like, him, I thought maybe she could go to the top, like float up. But her, I was like, when that truck came down, I was like, oh, you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can open the door. I'm like, why did she even try to open the door? She went right for the... Well, you, you can't open a door underwater. Oh, really? Because pressure. Uh, so why did she try? Oh, she had to break the window. Yeah. Oh. Uh, she's, she's like a baby. She, <laughs> she's like two, like eight years old. She could never break that shit. No. I mean, she tried. Yeah, she tried. But I mean, yeah, that was I was really good, and a lot of moments like that in the show where they parallel things, but with music and it's like little musical montages. Um, oh, and one thing I want to talk about that almost rape scene. You're talking about fucking dark. Yeah, that was the dark shit. Very dark. Jesus Christ, he was he was literally unbuckling his pants, like he was about to rape her ass, but then she was able to materialize a knife at the last second and stab him. Like no. What you know is just light, uh, plastic with an LED light. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but the illusion, my God. <laughs> the illusion. But, yeah, I mean, they, they've been doing that a lot in these shows. The, 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 like, the, the tonally dark shows. Like, Jessica Jones' first season was all about rape. Mm. What happened with Carolina and Runaway she was, when she was about to get raped. Mm. And now this. But I, think, I like the irony of he was trying to stick her. You get it? And she got stuck. And he, and he, and he got, got stuck. stuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I got some pointy for your ass. <laughs> Stat, bitch. Um, but yeah, I love this show. Any other thoughts you want to talk yeah, about? Yeah, so far, I really I really like it. Yeah. And again, I didn't think I was going to. Like, I was like, all right, cloak and dagger. I'm like, oh, this is good. <laughs> okay. Pleasantly surprised. Basically, I'm like, oh, fuck, cloak and dagger. Like, who cares? <laughs> I don't even know anything about them. <laughs> well, fuck us, right? <laughs> yeah, fuck us. But you know what else we should fuck? Supergirl. And not in the sexy way. In like the fuck this show kind of way. This week's episode was titled Kansas. I've tried so hard to make Earth my home, Alex. Do you want to go back? The woman of the hour! <laughs> I'm really going to miss you guys. It's good to be back. Welcome home. We are down one bulletproof superhero. Uh, wasn't it not Kansas? Was it not Kansas? I think it's not Kansas. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> That's how little I care about this show. <laughs> hey guys, this week's not episode. Supergirl. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
last week's episode ended on the cliffhanger of like, oh my god, we got to rain just in time with the cure, but she's breaking out. And, now and then they got rid of her in like five minutes. It was a five minute <laughs> anticlimactic. It was a cool fight for like the two minutes it was happening, but literally it was like the most anticlimactic fight ever. Before even the credits, they got they defeated her. It's like. Ugh. You mean the intro credits? Yeah. Yeah, not even the end credits. No, I'm not talking cre- about the end credits. <laughs> Before the Supergirl title came out, they beat her ass. <laughs> With the same thing, the, the, the cape tricks. So it's like, yeah, cape tricks are really important now, Michael. Apparently. They're very important. They're the greatest thing ever. The best. <laughs> like, Superman never does it, but they're the best invention on the man. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Rain needs to learn cape tricks. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, they, they, they defeat Rain in literally the first two minutes of the episode. So I'm like, this is the big bad. Like, you can't, come back from this now like now that doomsday's been beaten this easily like what's gonna happen to make me care and the fact is what two two or three episodes left there's still two more episodes two to three episodes left you see that every episode i'm like next week's the last episode right mm-hmm. next week's the last episode right because there's nothing happening because after that they go right into hey hey guys you know how i just realized that my mom's alive on a piece of crypt what is it a piece of krypton uh, a planet no that- they found they found an abandoned planet or whatever and they use the Krypton rock, whatever, to make the atmosphere livable, mm-hmm. whatever the fuck, doesn't matter. <laughs> but that, she's like, yeah, mom's alive, so I'm just gonna go back. To, yeah, I'm, I'm leaving. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going back. I was like, really? Just like that? Yeah, just like that. See, I, when I mentioned it last week, I thought. I guess you watched the episode now, right? I did. Okay, I thought it was gonna be a thing where this would come back later at the end of the season as like a, like a dilemma for her. But she very, she instantly was like. I'm out, guys. Peace out. Good luck, guys. Everybody's gonna be good. I mean, at, right? least you, at least you defeat a rain first. <laughs> but still, it was like a drop of it was like a, a, a drop of a dime. Like it was such a heel turn. Like, I'm like, you're not gonna go see your cousin real quick and say bye. Didn't like, even like, mention Superman. You're not gonna, hey, let, you're not gonna let him alive. know. Yeah, like your aunt's. Granted, he does. Grant, I know there's a difference between him and like Clark has no connection to Krypton. He doesn't. When he left, he was a child. He was a baby, so he doesn't remember any of these people. But at least give Where, him the heads up. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna say at least, but at least let him know, like, your people are still around. She used to text him all the time, season one. Remember that? Yeah. Remember all those texts? Like, you just stop. <laughs> I thought the moment where there was a voiceover and she was talking, like, I'm, you know, I've never felt at home. I thought she was talking to him, but they didn't even say anything. Nope. That was just a way to speed right through her goodbyes to everybody. I'm like, how everybody's giving her strength or whatever. Now, peace out, y'all. I'm yeah. going back to Krypton. And it's like, oh, everybody took it in stride. But it's like, no, that's kind of fucked up. It is really <laughs> fucked up. And it didn't feel earned. It was so stupid. But whatever. So she spends a whole episode on Krypton. It didn't have to be a whole episode. New, new Krypton. New Krypton. Somebody's trying to kill her. Nobody believes her. Trust your instincts, Kara. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Monel eventually does a thing where we all know who's going to do it. He confesses to her that he loved her. And it was kind of sweet. Because then it, it's funny. Remember we made fun of that image, like that that dream she had at the beginning of the season where she saw Monel in the field and they hugged. Mm-hmm. I remember I was like, "Yeah, fuck that shit. I don't give a fuck about that relationship." But now, ironically, by this episode, now I do care about Monel. Monel's becoming a much better character. So now, now I actually care about that little premonition she had, and I thought it was sweet. And, you know, they almost kissed, but they got stopped because you know, cult. <laughs> So that was the main crux of the episode. But then back on Earth, what the fuck is with these messages, Michael? What is with these goddamn... Oh, this week's very special episode of Supergirl type shit. It's gun violence. Now it's gun violence and gun control. That's not to say you can't do it, but... But it's back to back to back now. And it's always Jimmy. 
Jimmy's like the like the the mouthpiece for I need, every. I need something for him to do. But now, but that be the mouthpiece for every goddamn social justice thing to be talking. You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. Like, these are good things to talk about, but in Supergirl, it's just so cornball. Because they spend the whole episode trying to find the the guy, the guy with the gun, the shooter. Got to stop him, and then they actually do find him. It's like, oh, he used our guns. We need gun control. He gets but it's the, so it's so unrealistic. It's so unrealistic in a world about an alien. But still, but it's like you could see the cliff notes of every like gun control argument in the episode. They let's go, they go that, background let's have, check. Yeah, let's have the argument with Lena. Well, I'm a gun owner. You mean to tell me you you care more about the... It's like... Just have... You know how Walking Dead has Talking Dead? Have Talking Supergirl. Maybe you could talk about it in this and that issue, but like... It's to so do, heavy-handed. Yeah. Agreed. I can see what your, where your point is, but do you see what my point is? You know what I mean? Like They're trying to balance it on both like, sides. Well, we can talk about it later. It's like, then why bring it up then? Yeah. And then the whole, like, we did a background check. He was clean. What do we do in situations where even though somebody seems okay in a background check, they're still unstable behind the scenes? And then, of course, the shooter ends up being a guy who wants to shoot up his workplace. Like, come the fuck on. These are all these are all just taken from headlines. That's all this is. They just took straight from headlines and put it in Supergirl. Great they have a message, but God damn it, I don't want to see it in Supergirl because it's just, it's just so forced. It's not even, it's not even, if it was subtly one thing, but it's so heavy-handed. Because then when they, they even do a thing where they talk him down, like Martian Manhunter, the two black guys, keep that in mind, Martian Manhunter as John Jones uh-huh. and, and Jimmy. Instead of being Martian Manhunter. Yeah, he's a black man talking down the shooter. And then the point where I even wrote it down because I was like, I rolled my, I literally rolled my eyes at this line. He goes, uh, you don't need that gun. Because she was like, give me your gun. He's like, no, I need it. And he's like, you don't need it. None of us do. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. It's so, it's so stupid. I'm like, bro, you're the world's most powerful. Well, not in Supergirl. Not in Supergirl because every other telepath is stronger than him. But I'm like, you're a telepath. Just make him like fuck the Word, whole. T- he's a, get his mind. Yeah, fuck the talking him down. Just be like, drop it. But it's not about that. It's about the message. That's all they were doing in that. And the same thing. And then even to the point where we we're like, we lost our bulletproof superhero. I'm like, is it Martian Manhunter bulletproof? That I don't know. I don't know if he's bulletproof. It, really? He can't. If he gets shot, he's not bulletproof. I'm pretty sure in he won't. Comic? Pretty sure he won't die. But it's kind of like. I'm pretty. I don't think he's like Superman level bulletproof, but it's kind of like Aquaman. Like if Aquaman gets shot, it won't penetrate him, but you'll still see a bleed. That's whack. Well, you know what? Because you know he's super dense. But yeah, I thought Marshman was bulletproof. But if he's not, how is he strong or a threat to Superman if he's not bulletproof at least? What the fuck? He's he's probably as invul. He's pro- he's probably not as invulnerable, but he's. Uh, well, in some ways, he's more vulnerable. I mean, I, I, could be, I, could be, I could be wrong, though, but I remember, I think I remember a comic panel where he got stabbed by something. Oh, really? Like a, I don't think it was like a regular knife, but some yeah. type of alien, whatever, projectile or some All shit. Right, whatever. He can still face through shit, so he's kind of invulnerable. <laughs> he's never used it in the show, but whatever. I'm just saying, like, don't make your messages so goddamn heavy-handed. Even Jimmy's like, the only weapon I need is a shield. Like, <laughs> All right, and then at the end, it, but it, even that was so. so I'm like, this, this is the DEO. Why are you giving up? Like, weapon- you giving up? Guns? That's what I'm saying. The big speech at the end. We're going to give up all our guns. It makes no sense. Like, what are you talking I'm like, about? It'd be one thing if this was a police force. You can make an argument to say, oh, police forces don't need guns. Because I mean, there are there are uh, 
police forces around the country that don't have guns. They just have tasers and stuff like that. And, you know, crime rate or incidents of police shooting and all this, virtually zero. Mm. That's fine. But I'm like, this is not a police force. This is the DEO. They're fighting aliens, not other humans. So why wouldn't you have... Like, it made no sense to me. <laughs> that one guy's like, um, we're fighting aliens. Can we please have guns? If you don't like it, you can transfer. That's pretty much what fuck. he said. He did say that. He's yeah. like, fuck, man. All right. <laughs> I get it. Gun control. All right, I'm out. I'm going to walk away. I'm, I'm like, this makes, this makes no sense. <laughs> like, it's so stupid. Absolutely no sense. Yeah, we're going to have non-lethal weapons. Okay, but, you know, next week, a bunch of Kryptonians are coming. <laughs> So no, they have like kryptonite phasers that don't kill or something bullshit like that. I don't know. It's just dumb. It's just dumb. Supergirl's gotten so dumb. And at the end, who cares? Oh my god, the girl that we all knew was evil. Oh my god, she's evil. And then she goes back to Earth and takes steals the, their ship. But yeah. somehow they're able to work it. Yeah. I don't without know. whatever any type of tut- key? <laughs> you know, tutorial or something like <laughs> whatever. And then she gets a crystal from the other cult member guy who's still a thing for some reason. And then they create a new Fortress of Doom or whatever the fuck it is. With that badass CGI. And I don't mean like great bad. I don't mean bad. bad. Yeah, I don't mean like all oh, badass. You mean bad I mean period bad ass. Comma ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I just, I don't know. I wasn't feeling this episode at all. Um, oh, I have one more note here. That was just funny. It's just a nitpick. The moment where, like after Supergirl leaves and Guardian and them have nothing to do. And Guardian's playing basketball, talking to Win, but he's using his Batman voice for talking to Win. Why? Because I guess people might be walking by. <laughs> That's fucking stupid. <laughs> he's like playing basketball, like yeah, Win, we gotta do that. Like, it's not a voice modulator. That's your voice. Like, what are you doing? Like, people might be walking by. They Why are you playing there. basketball? <laughs> I have I have a nitpick. What? And it's probably like the nitpickiest of all nitpicks, but I don't care. I didn't like this episode, so okay. it, it bothered me. Lay it on me. So they're on another planet, right? Yeah. And the planet apparently doesn't have, it's not supposed to have a yellow sun because Kara doesn't have her powers. None of, no Kryptonian has powers. Yeah, but Kara still has powers. Well, he gave, her, he gave her the ring. Oh, is that why she could fly? Yeah. Is that it? She didn't have a super strength or anything? No. Because oh, okay. nobody said, take this ring, it'll give you the power to fly. Oh, okay. Or she may have mentioned, she was like, do you hear that all strange sound off in the distance? He's like, no, exactly. Neither can I. So she doesn't have her powers. Okay. So that means it has to be a red sun, a blue, well, not, not a blue sun, because that would give her more power. So it has to be a red sun. If they're on a planet with a red sun, and again, this is a nitpick. It's because it's like light, like not even well, not even the fact that it looks the sky looks yellow, the sky is blue, Yo, and all you the could, other stuff. I can literally see where the green screen starts when they're walking through that village or whatever, and where they're just walking through Canada. You know what I mean? Like you could see okay in the background, obviously it's just a green screen CGI, and then all the front I'm like. That cobblestone is fucking Earth. Are you kidding me? This is Earth. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. But from a scientific standpoint, if you're somewhere with a red sun, you wouldn't have green plants or foliage or anything like that. Oh, wow. That's deep. I said it's a nitpick. But you got deep. The fact it bothered me this this whole episode. I, was just, I don't like any of this episode. Then this whole fact that they were making this whole point of walking through a forest. I'm like, they, they're, chlorophyll is what makes stuff green, but it's from the, the yellow sun and interacting with the wavelengths and stuff like that. So if, there, if there's you're in a place with a red sun the foliage would be red or dark like a dark red or black you got scientific as fuck <laughs> I, I did I, that's, what, that's what i said it's a nitpick but it's because i didn't like anything about this episode bravo that's very smart and, and then i remember something that you said where you was like oh it just looks like they're in canada so yeah. it, just, it just reminded me of that i'm like 
I don't like it. I don't it's like any of it. So fake. <laughs> One thing I did like, I'm like they could at least put a light on the pl- on the on the plants or something. Give it a filter, like just filter the world, like don't make it look like it, the lighting look like Earth with a yellow sun. Well, you can clearly see the sun. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like they should all be having powers right now. There's one thing I liked, and that was just the dad hunter and his and marshmallow hunter stuff. That's it. Just because the relationship I like. Yeah. That's literally it. And him saying we have to merge because I'm gonna die at yeah. some point. Mm-hmm. And they're good actors. And yeah. That's really the only reason I like that, that part. Yeah, that's the only thing I like, but it's only like two seconds of mm-hmm. the episode. So I'd give this... Uh, it's... Poor Vision. Okay, good. <laughs> I was I was like, ooh, it's so close to Poor Vision. It's less than passable. I want to give it that Poor Vision, but... All right, you, you, you agree, so Poor Vision. Fuck this episode. That's two Poor Visions in a row for me. Yeah. What the hell, Supergirl? And we're coming to the end. Like, what's going on? Like, It's like Supergirl was like kind of like running faster than Arrow and Flash for a little bit this season. But then she tripped. And then she tripped and fell flat on her face and she's just tracking. And what do we say? If you start good, but you don't stick that landing, everything else... Yeah. Like, if it ends weak as it's, as it's been ending, then I'm going to look back on the season like, it kind of sucked. Yeah. Like, fuck, man. So you got, uh, you, got, you got two to three more episodes left. You better get get back on track. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I hope you do. Now there's not even a rain unless they somehow bring her back. They're going to bring her like, back. That's stupid. I'd rather the, the Indian they showed in the preview. They, the preview for next week's episode says something about, like, but Rain's dead. And it's like, she's not, or whatever. You saw her, like, seizuring. But she should be. <laughs> and then there's three other Kryptonians that are fighting. And it's like... Because they're now on Earth, so they have the yellow sun. They've ruined this. <laughs> They've ruined it. Okay, I'm, well, I'm just like, where's the season going? I don't, I don't know. They, all, I feel like they, they only had enough it's, material. It's, I'm like, it's the end of the season. You're still introducing new shit. I feel like they only had enough material for the midway season. Like, for the midpoint. Because it was strong up until the midpoint. That rain battle was doomsday. And after that, it's just been like, what? It's been, what's happening? There's some good stuff with Brainy and stuff like that. But other than that, it's like, I could just leave the rest of the fucking season. But before we get into Hotel Artemis, since no one's ever fucking watched that, <laughs> I did a poll, like 95% of people were like, what the fuck is that? But I mean, people didn't know what uh, Upgrade was. And then, but what, Upgrade but was what, great. What, <laughs> well, we didn't know. Of course, we didn't know that getting into it, what I'm saying. But people didn't know what it was. And then they eventually, even listening to us, like I saw people saying, oh, I'm going to watch Upgrade because you talked about it. I didn't even hear about it. Okay. Well, before we get We didn't there, know what Hotel Artemis was until somebody mentioned it to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's still it's your fault because I wanted to see Hereditary. <laughs> I heard Hereditary wasn't that great either. I've heard the opposite. I've heard that from hipsters that it's great, but I've heard even Double Toasted was like, eh, it's all right. So like, I don't, I don't know. But before like we get there, Chris Stuckman. Oh, see, he's a hipster. <laughs> he very much is a film snob hipster. Like I, lo- I like Chris Stuckman. We were wrong, but he very much is like a oh, I I, I used to be a film studies major. <laughs> like you know what I mean. <laughs> He even used to do like little fan films and stuff. I think even some of his reviews, he does aren't little you, things. Aren't you doing fan films, Jordan? I'm not a stuck up <laughs> film guy though. <laughs> I'm an action not, film not, guy. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, give me a give me a little while. I'll be like, mm, I'm a film critic major. But also, I didn't do film study. I think people that went to school for it have a very different view on what, like what makes a movie good. You know what I mean? But anyway, before we get into all that stuff, I want to keep on the trend of shitty DC things, and I want to talk about the last couple episodes of Gotham. You are as I used to be. At war with your true nature. How many bombs are there? Where are they? Out of this blood and fire will rise the dark night that your city needs. Gotham is not your responsibility. I'm making it mine. 
two hours, this city's gonna be a battleground. I'm not leaving. Join me, and we will rule Gotham together. One question. Who do I get to kill? We will create a legacy in this city. Gotham falls, we rise. I don't like looking over my shoulder. For her sake, you're gonna die. And for my sake, you're gonna suffer. Oh, this is gonna be so much fun. Alright. So I tune out. Yeah, this is where Michael goes in his phone. I'm not gonna talk long. It's gonna yeah, be a... eat this cupcake. You're for it, dude. I'm not gonna eat it. And since I have nothing to add for Gotham, you don't have, have to worry about me going, oh yeah, mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, I'm that episode. It's delicious. Um I could just be like, mm-hmm. Yep. So we we both don't really watch Gotham anymore. I've said in the podcast that I've gone back to it here and there just for the Joker episodes because you know I think Jerome Cameron Monaghan as the Joker is probably the strongest part of the show, um, and very easily a far better Joker than something like Jared Leto. But I hadn't watched any of the latest season really. Uh, I think the last couple episodes I watched was maybe the end of last season, whichever whatever. Whenever it happened where there's this really awesome moment that was like a cool precursor to the Batman moment where uh, Bruce Wayne faces off with Jerome. And that's the episode where he, he covers face. So it was very much I like say, that was the family. last episode of Gotham you guys, you and Jamie talked about. It was fucking great. Uh, well, for Gotham, it was great. Let me preface that. <laughs> because at least it ended strong on like the Batman, like the best part of the show, which is like the, oh, he's going to become Batman feels. So it ended with him having rules. And it's like, what are, what are your what are your rules going to be to separate yourself from people like him? And it's like, I'm not going to kill, blah, blah, blah. And get the, no, 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 kind of Batman feels. Flash forward to this season. I mean, they've gone so far off the rails from what I can tell in terms of like the Batman mythos. It is such an Elseworlds story at this point. Ra's al Ghul has died. Like died, died. Not like died and got, going to Lazarus Pit and come back. Died. Like on Arrow. <laughs> yeah, he's died. And then he's actually been resurrected, but he was resurrected as like a zombie, like a super strong, like murder no, zombie. Not like Arrow. <laughs> no, not at all. Like literally, he looked like Skeletor. Like he was a zombie. So they did Marvel zombies. <laughs> kind of. Like he gave his powers to, I'm just going to run through this because this is a rapid fire review because you don't care. And I'm sure people listen, like, like Gotham maybe want to hear me talk about this, but I'm sure everyone else is like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but just to keep you guys abreast of what's going on in Gotham, like... Honestly, I think the biggest issue is just they have too many characters they're trying to balance, and like they've gone so far off the rails of like the comic book lore that like now they're just doing things with characters that should have been dead since season one. Still, like fucking what's her name, the, the Jim Gordon's first girlfriend that turned evil a while back, and she was kind of like the at, for a while she was kind of like a Harley Quinn type. She was crazy. Now Barbara. she's Barbara, yeah, and now she's kind of like a kingpin slash Catwoman type. And now they try to make her like they they just keep using the same characters to fill different roles in this universe, and it just it makes it feel so convoluted. Because now she's the is demon Fish te- Money still there? No, she's gone. Thank God. <laughs> but now now Barbara's like the demon's head, and in this world, the demon's head is a literal superpower where uh, Ra's al Ghul gives her the demon's head, which is essentially the ability to see past, present, and future. So it explained him being so fucking badass because he could see moments into the future when he fights. And that's why he was also a visionary because he could plan ahead because he could see the future? What? Yeah, you see your face? It's fucking dumb. And they and it's kind of like um, Cloak and Dagger where like Dagger has like lights in her, a light in her hand. It's literally like a glowing hand. Like the, To give the power back to Ra's al Ghul by the end of the season, they have to touch hands and like it glows and they transfer power. What the fuck? 
And that's what makes him not a zombie. He be, like he always he's only half resurrected when he's a zombie. And there's no Lazarus pit. He gets resurrected by the blood of the chosen one, which is Bruce Wayne. What the fuck? The, uh, yeah, you see all this like what the fuck happening? <laughs> this exact I'm not under explaining it. This is exactly what's happening in the show. One, what makes him the chosen one? And then two, what makes his blood so special? And then three, doesn't that make him a meta? <laughs> You see all these like shrugging I'm doing? That's I don't fucking know, dude. Granted, I haven't watched the entire season, but like that's the gist of it. It it's stupid, and it's all because they have this destiny of he. Well, first Bruce Wayne's supposed to be the demon's head, but he like didn't want to be, so they give us the barber or whatever. The I mean, hell. that's kind of like in the comics. Ray Ghul wanted Batman to take his place, but not because he's the chosen one. Now it's a thing where he's literally the chosen one. Like they they make the mantle of the Dark Knight, and by the end of the season, spoilers. That's even when he kind of tells Bruce, he's like, you will be the Dark Knight. Be what the city needs, the Dark Knight, as he dies again. So he's dead again. It's like, yo, fuck this show. And he's, he's the worst Ra's al Ghul. I'm sorry, even the guy on Arrow is better. I didn't even like the guy on Arrow. But he, this guy is so campy. His eyes bug out every time he talks. Like, oh, I'm evil. My plans are coming to fruition. Like, oh my god, you're Skeletor, bro. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Um, then they have all the side plots with the Riddler, uh, uh, what's his name, Butch, the guy who was just like the, the brute enforcer in the first couple of seasons, now he's Solomon and Grundy, but then he was Grundy at one point where he was like, oh, I'm Grundy, all stupid, but now he's just Butch again, but with the look of Grundy, then they revive him, so he's not Grundy anymore, then Penguin kills him again, just to spite the girl that's not Catwoman, but is a lot like Catwoman, <laughs> he's like, what the fuck? Fuck! Riddler isn't completely Riddler because the Riddler has a split personality where he's like detached one moment, but the good side of Riddler that he was in the first season that talks to him in a mirror. It's like, what the fuck is going on? And they do a thing now where every one of Gordon's ex girlfriends become evil because remember how he got a new girlfriend? Did you watch up to that point, Lee? Nope. Okay, well, either Barbara left, they introduced a new girl named Lee, and she was like a doctor at the uh, GCPD. But then she got a virus. At some point, there was like, you know what, Axis and Marvel? Where like, there was like that thing. Oh, wait. Vanessa was his uh, new girlfriend, Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's Vanessa. Vanessa from Deadpool. Uh-huh. Um, you know that thing in Marvel Comics, the Axis event, where some of the heroes turn evil, like Iron Man became superior Iron Man. We had like an evil streak. Yeah. There was like a virus or something in Gotham that corrupted the entire city or parts of it, including Gordon, including Lee. And everyone got cured of it except for Lee. So now Lee, she's not evil evil, but she's evil enough that she's like now like running crime syndicate shit with the Riddler. What? So now she's evil too. So like basically both his ex-girlfriends are both evil like overlords in the city. It's like, that is so fucking dumb. Just kill these characters off. Like why are you keeping them around so long that they become six different things? Like it's stupid. (laughs) And that's just all the satellite stuff to why I actually wanted to watch, which was the Joker shit. <laughs> but this is all shit that's happening in every episode of this show. Like, and everybody gets time. So the Penguin plot gets time. He's gone from like a nobody to a crime lord to a nobody to to a sane asylum dude to now kind of a crime lord again on the up on the uprise again. To at the end of the season, now he's kind of back in charge once again. Like it's too much. It's too much. It's too much. It's all too much. <laughs> I'm sitting there like. There are too many characters in this fucking show. Like that's what the problem with the show is. Really, at the core of it, just make it about fucking Bruce Wayne. That's all anybody cares about is Bruce Wayne, and his, his on again, off again relationship with a young Selena. And again, their relationship is so advanced. 
that you might as well, this is such an elsewhere story that they might as well be Catwoman and Batman at this point. They have that much of like a connection. They're just, they're, they hang out all the time. They're basically like on again, off again, like not on again, off again, but like they, they've been a constant tease of them getting to a relationship. And then by the end of this season, they do. Spoilers. Just as Jerome, um, I'm sorry, Jeremiah, the new Joker, does a, does a, um, what's it called? Uh, Batman, Barbara Gordon. What's the story called? You're talking about Killing Joke? Killing Joke. He pulls a Killing Joke on her, which is probably the biggest surprise in the entire last couple episodes. It was like the end of the penultimate episode. Uh, let me go back a little bit. Just explain the Joker now. Because this is the only reason I watched this shit. You know how Jerome was the main Joker? They didn't want to call him Joker. He cut off his face. like, And then he came back looking kind of like Jack Nicholson Joker slash um, the death of the family Joker. Mm-hmm. <sighs> God, I hate this. <laughs> He died. They killed him off. But hey, guess what? Random coincidence, he had a twin brother. And his yeah, I, I saw that little preview thing that they did. fucking dumb. <laughs> and an entire, his, last, his final plan is basically to kill all the people that have wronged him in his life. So Jerome goes around killing his family. And his plan for his brother Jeremiah, who is basically a super smart version of Jerome. He's like a genius. And he corrupts him with Joker gas. He throws oh. Joker gas in his face at the end after he dies. But turns out, according to Jeremiah, and who knows if this is true, the Joker gas that he sprayed in his face didn't do anything to him except make his face white. Even though the char- the actor, Karen Monahan, like he he was mousy and like kind of geeky before, but now he plays him as like this cold, calculating, like kind of like a Hannibal Lecter type, where it's like, I talk like this and I have no expression, but I will stare at you with my very vacant white eyes. Like and it's a thing where, like, it's interesting. It's an interesting take on the character. But that's not Joker to me. Like, you know what I mean? Jerome had finally gotten to a point where he was, like, acting like Joker. He was making, like, very Joker-esque mannerisms. He was making, like, he was creepy and captivating whenever he would talk. But Jeremiah, he seems like more of a Hannibal Lecter version of Joker than I've ever seen. And even Death of the Family Joker, like, yeah, he, he seemed more like a horror movie villain. And that's, I think, what he's going for now. But, like, he still would crack smiles, and he would still laugh and, like, be creepy. But this Jeremiah doesn't even laugh, really. At the most, he just smiles every once in a while. But he's all, he plays everything super monotone. Super, he, like, just that one note. So it's like, I get what he's going for, but it doesn't evoke the same, I don't know, comic book Joker to me. Granted, still way better than Jared Leto's Joker. Because <laughs> at least he does still have presence. But it's just because the act is really good. But, like, in terms of, like, I was hoping by the end of the season something was going to happen to him. Because his whole thing is, his gas didn't do anything to me. Jerome was always a failure. Because he was insane. But I'm actually sane. And by being sane, my plans will work. And it's like, they don't. So you're wrong. <laughs> so you're, you're still wrong. But it's like, I was hoping maybe if he lost... Or if something happened between Even you... Even that takes away from Joe. Joker knows he's insane. And he doesn't care. Yeah, no. His whole thing is like he's straight up like... He makes it a point. Especially in his first episode. I do things sanely. And what's... And then Bruce... It's funny. It's like almost like the, the actors are having like a debate in the episode. Because it's like Bruce Wayne slash David Manoz, whatever his name is, tried to bring it back. He was like, um, no, uh, Cameron. You know, Jerome... Uh, even though you say it didn't work, you're still enacting all of his plans and doing what he wanted. You're just doing it sanely. What's more mad than that? Right? And Cameron was like, 
no, I'm completely sane. I'm like, no, you're completely missing the point. Like, at first I was like, okay, that's what, that's, maybe it did work. And he's like, no, it didn't work. I'm like, fuck, man, come on. And then, like, it's like him and uh, Bruce Wayne kind of had, like, a back and forth for a while through the season. So, like, them developing a relationship, him and Jerome, made sense. It, it started to make sense why this version of the Joker slash Jerome had an obsession with Bruce Wayne. But, like, this one with Jeremiah, it feels so forced because they try and do it so quick. Like, in, like, three episodes, he's like, you're my best friend, Bruce. Like, I get it. You have to make that connection between Bruce Wayne and the Joker. But just it doesn't feel as natural as the first time because they're, they're rushing through it so fast. It doesn't, I don't know, it just feels like a carryover from the first Joker. But if you're going to do that, then why even bother having a new Joker? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you could have you done these things with this character without killing off the first version of it. Maybe they just wanted to get rid of the... The makeup job, because maybe that became like a hassle for the actor. Uh-huh. But it's like, fuck, man, just magic. Like, I this, say, have him heal. This world is ridiculous. Just, just heal it. You don't gotta go through all these fucking like these I mean, loops. Healed, he healed in the comics. I mean, like, that, that, it, was, that it, was also bullshit. <laughs> that was like metal juice, <laughs> like a mystical metal pretty, juice. Pretty much, it. but whatever. So I don't know. And they get to the point where they do a thing, which is probably the best part of the whole. Couple episodes I mean, watched. there might be another Joker because you know there's three of them. <laughs> I hope not. This needs to end with him because, like in the comics, yeah, that's stupid. But then they get to the point they they pull a, a killing joke, but instead of it being James Gordon, who's the one that um, Joker's trying to drive mad, Jeremiah's trying to drive um, Al, uh, Bruce Wayne mad through torturing Alfred and making him think he killed Alfred. And the same exact same thing as Killing Joke footage of him being tortured and killed, but it's not really real. Um, doesn't work. And then by the end, his, his plans are all foiled. And then at the very end of the episode, uh, Jeremiah shows up at his house and shoots Catwoman r- right after they kiss for the first time. Oh, we're together now. She turns around and Jeremiah's standing right there and he shoots her right in the stomach. And then she's paralyzed. And who knows what's going to happen. Yeah, Catwoman's paralyzed. Okay. Yeah, so who knows what's going to happen next season. So she ain't going to be Catwoman. <laughs> who knows? They might fix it. I think they said they, she might not walk. So who knows what they're going to do. But then, yeah, it ends... With um, Ra's al Ghul and Jeremiah teaming up to create the the circumstances for No Man's Land, so they end up destroying. Major, they kill the mayor, destroy the the capital of Gotham. They do like a, a Fight Club thing where a bunch of buildings are being destroyed. Entire city is in blackout mode. Lots of civilians are being evacuated, and it basically ends with as you know the the prelude to No Man's Land, with the city being completely engulfed in darkness. And of course, Jim Gordon stays. And guess who else stays? Even though Alfred tells him not to, Bruce Wayne does. And it's so fucking dumb. Of course. Because it ends with James Gordon on the rooftop with the fucking bat signal. It's not a bat signal. It's just a signal. I don't know why he's even using it. A signal of what? (laughs) Nothing. But then then Batman or Bruce Wayne rolls up on him. Little 16-year-old, 17-year-old Bruce Wayne. And he's like, you're basically uh, daring all of the, the... criminal underbelly to come you look so bored i'm sorry you're like falling asleep i'm sorry i can't finish it's all the criminal underbelly basically like he's like you're daring them all to come out and he's like well some they, someone has to put out the beacon of hope so the city knows that we're here to protect them and i'm like why are you cool with this little 17 year old boy being one of your only allies it's like isn't that illegal yeah i know like to, to help you fight crime like what the fuck so I don't know. For the last couple of episodes, I give it. I don't know. It's either it's a very low passable or it's less than passable. It's somewhere in there. I would even say maybe less than passable. This is how fucking stupid it's become. The Jeremiah stuff I like, 
But I don't like it more than Jerome. I feel like they've they've actually hurt that character the longer this show's going gone on. So the next season needs to be the last fucking one. I'm tired of this show. Well, I mean, I said it is. It needs to be. There's nowhere else to go. They fucked the mythology of the show so fucking much. Like, and they, they even have all the villains now. Scarecrow, uh, Mr. Freeze has been in it. Like, every all, the entire rogues gallery is basically in the show, and it's still trash. So, who the fuck is saying Gotham is one of the best DC TV shows? I don't know who you are, but you need to watch more DC TV, apparently. You need to watch Krypton. Watch Krypton, because it does this concept way better and more succinctly. This is fucking stupid as fuck. So, that rapid fire was like 10 minutes, so I'm done. <laughs> let's, let's get out of that. Let's, you want to talk about Hotel Artemis now? All right. All right let's, let's get into Hotel Artemis. The Artemis is a secret hospital for criminals. Easy, fellas. Everybody's going to get fixed up. You fix people, I break them. Visiting hours are never. I guess my ballroom days are over, baby. Busy night at the Artemis. How am I feeling? What a great question. Let's see. You're in a theater by yourself. You saw my story? Yeah. I was so lonely. I'm like, this is like the smallest, darkest theater. <laughs> and like, you want to just go over... There's only like one... Two, three, I think four people were in the theater with me when I saw it. Wow. Okay. I thought maybe it's because I saw it on a Sunday morning. Yeah, that's why. I mean, because no one knows about this show. I mean, about this movie. I remember that nobody was in the theater with us when we saw Solo either. So. That's true. But people were in there for Upgrade more than this. Yeah. I mean, this, I'll be honest, going to this movie, you know, it's a movie that we kind of make fun of because it was like, oh, it's kind of like John Wick, but you know, it's not. It's it's like a, a different version of it is. the Continental. It's John Wick. Yeah, but not, but no John Wick. So the the most interesting part of that movie is not in this movie. It's more about the Continental, which in this case is Hotel Artemis, and Artemis is the nurse slash you know doctor that runs it, who has anxiety and doesn't want to go outside, and who would want to go outside in this world because it's in the future and it's a part of the futuristic LA riots where the world's constantly being destroyed. Ten years from now, actually, twenty twenty eight. So not that far in the future, but the tech will kind of futuristic. They got nanites and they got like holographic flip phones and shit. Mm-hmm. But after Upgrade, I think that colored my expectations for this. Because I was like, oh, a little unknown sci-fi original movie, low budget, like kind of flies under the radar. Um, and I, I was kind of even texting you during the movie. Like I, I, I text you a theory. I was like, oh, okay. I see where this is going. It's going to be like, I was waiting the entire movie for another boot to drop in I don't know what you're talking, because you mentioned Wolfgang. I was like, are you talking about Sense8? No, no, Wolfgang I was like, is there's no, I was like, there's no nice Sense8. You said N-I-C. Nice. Yeah, nice. I was like, whatever. But I was like, there was nobody in the with that name in Sense8. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, Nice is... I was um, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> hold on, I have it here. Nice is Sophia Botella's character. I don't remember her name. Okay, well, this, this movie's packed with fucking actors like Jodie Foster, Sterling K. Brown, Jeff Goldblum is the main, like, I guess, villain in this, if you mm-hmm. want to call him that. Zachary Quinto. He's more like the collector. <laughs> yeah, Zachary Quinto, yeah. Dave Batista, Charlie Day, Jodie Foster. Oh, yeah, Batista. Yeah, like, those are probably the biggest names to me Charlie Day, Batista, um, J- Jodie Foster. But I mean, with all that star power, you know, I was expecting, like, Upgrade basically had no star power. So I was expecting this to be like a, if not, I don't know, Upgrade was amazing. So I was expecting it to be as good as Upgrade, but at least, like, better than it was. Because, like, I was waiting the entire movie for the other foot to drop. I was like, what is this really about? Like, what is the hook of this whole movie? And spoilers, 
There was none. Nothing happened. There was no major twist. There was no surprise. This movie was so straightforward. And it wasn't even as action-packed as I would have hoped for a movie about criminals going to a really criminal one, hideout. There's really only one action scene. The end. Yeah. And it's, it's um, what's her name? The girl. Yeah. That was, only, that was really the only action scene. I mean, it was cool. But even Batista. I'm like, you wasted Batista. The guy, he was like a badass the, the badass with the heart of gold the entire the entire movie. I thought he was going to have like a badass like fight to his death moment because you, you always got to kill off the giant nice guy. But even that... Spo- I'm going to spoil it. Fuck it. He doesn't, he doesn't die. No, he doesn't. But then even the fight scene was whack. It was so close up. Like you couldn't even see anything. I guess the main villain was Siler from Heroes. <laughs> yeah, Zachary Quinto. Yeah, Zachary Quinto. Okay. I don't know his real name. I knew Siler. But, uh... Spock. I'm just gonna give it a rating. Star Trek. I give it a, yes, that's true. Spock, yeah. I, I give it a less than passable. Maybe, maybe. And it's only because I upgrade was this times ten. If I didn't see upgrade, maybe I would give it a low passable. But I was bored in this movie. Like there was several times I was like, I want to leave. Like I'm really bored. And there's no one around to even like talk to. So I'm like, I'm stuck here. <laughs> I feel like I was watching like. Well, you uh, could have talked to me, but <laughs> I fell asleep the day we said we're gonna watch it together. Yes. <laughs> So, I'm so lame. I'm sorry. <laughs> like literally, and you made it was so funny because you made fun of me. I did. I, 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 let me let me tell you guys what happened. Cause yeah, go for it. We uh, talked about going to the movies. This is on uh, Thursday to see. Uh, I mentioned Hereditary, and then uh, I asked Jordan if he heard of it, and he said he didn't. He hadn't heard of it, so he watched the trailer. He was like, "This actually looks pretty good," even though he was shitting on it beforehand, which is a pattern yeah. with you. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> no, this actually looks pretty Mater. good. So, so I was like, so let's go see it. He was like, no, I kind of want to see Hotel Artemis uh, b- before that. So I was like, okay, well, there's a 7 o'clock showing, but it's, that's kind of too close. But the next movie is at 10 o'clock. Do you want to go? I was like, but I was like, yeah, is that's kind of late. Is that past your bedtime? Because you probably might be asleep. You're like, no, 10 o'clock, I can do it. And I'm like, are you sure? Because I'm not. And I, because I, I know this guy. I'm like, I'm like, are you sure? Because if not, we can just go see it on Saturday. Because I couldn't see it on Friday because I had something. I went to see Drew Hill okay. on Friday night. And I was like, we can go on Saturday. It's okay. He was like, no, I think I can do it. So I get to the movie theater. Previews are showing. It's 10 o'clock. I'm like, where the fuck is Jordan? The movie finally starts at like 10.20. I'm like, where the fuck is Jordan? I text you. No response. Movies get, it's like 20 minutes into the movie. I'm like... Where the fuck is Jordan? Then all of a sudden, I look at my phone. I fell asleep. I'm like, like what did I just say? What did I say? It's like, you're like, are you going to fall asleep? No, I'm not. Cut to. <laughs> like, I swear to God. I, I, I was like, man, this bitch don't know me. I'm not going to fall asleep. I literally was laying in bed. I forgot what I was doing. I was watching something. And I closed my eyes for a second. And it's one of those things where like, you think you close eyes for a second, but then you open them. And you're like, huh, what time is it? Oh shit, it's like it was 11 o'clock. I'm like, fuck. I'm so as soon sorry. as I saw my phone, I fell asleep. I just put it down. <laughs> really? That was the universe telling me to watch this and shit. And finish watching the I was like, I'm finished watching this movie. <laughs> but then you and Chris from NKN Comics were talking about it, and I felt bad. So I was like, I'm going I'm to watch it. So I can at least talk about it in the podcast. I should have kept my ass in bed. There was no point of me getting up to watch that movie. No, if I had to watch it, you need to watch it too. Oh my god! And you didn't even and you're you're a bastard because you didn't even allude to it. You, you were no, like, I didn't eh. say I didn't say nothing. You didn't say nothing I did that on purpose. You bitch. Because <laughs> I, I knew if I'd have said something, you wouldn't have saw it. You bitch. Because <laughs> I'm like, I could lie, be like, oh yeah, it was amazing, but I'm like, I'm not even gonna do all that. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> all right, so what did you think of it, man? Uh. Yeah, Hotel Artemis. 
Honestly, if they said this was a a, a, a spinoff of John Wick, I would believe it because mm-hmm. you know it's pretty. It's basically the same premise. You have a, a criminal a criminal world, criminal organizations, a bunch of criminals, and you got the Continental, which is a place where they got to because villains got or criminals got to sleep mm-hmm. or then, hide out in this case. Yeah, but, they're, they're hot off of like a job. But then also, they need a hotel when they get um, uh, a place to go when they get injured. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like with Marvel, how they got the nurse, the night nurse. Superheroes get injured; they need somebody, need somewhere to go to. So, yeah, yeah, if they if they would have said it's a spinoff of John Wick, I would completely believe it in a sense in terms of that world. And I will say that the mythology and the world that they established was very interesting. All right. In terms of like, not just the hotel, but like, you know, the fact that there's rule, because, you know, all these things, there are rules to the hotel. You got to, you know, re-up every couple of, you know, certain times. You have a scar on your uh, wrist, which I guess... It's like a barcode implant or something? it has a chip in it. Or the fact that there's riots and stuff going around in the world because they're fighting for water and all that other stuff. That was interesting. (laughs) But with that said... I think the mythology was way more interesting than the, than than the ex- actual execution of the movie itself. Agreed. I said I said I kept waiting for the shoe to drop. I'm like, I, this has to be about something has to happen to do something interesting with this premise. I guess the main draw, which is unraveling of the characters and like finding out more about them as the movie went on, but but even then enough. it was it wasn't you know yeah that wasn't yeah. enough. And it's only a ninety minute movie, but still it felt long to me just because I was like I'm bored. And it's like with the trailers, for the most part, they focused a lot on Sterling K. Brown. Yeah. But truth of the matter is, he wasn't even the main the main part of this movie. It was Jodie Foster. Yeah. And, and I didn't really feel for her at all by the end of the movie. No, they tried to, but it was like me. Her background was like me. Yeah, the, seen it. <laughs> the, the characters were very generic. Yeah, very generic. And I mean, to the point where they didn't have names; they had code names like Waikiki and Honolulu or whatever the fuck. And nurse. And yeah. <laughs> and I mean, the actors, because you know these are pretty much for the most part a list actors. So the performances were great. Nothing against the actors, but there was nothing really for them to sink their teeth into. There was no real meat. To yeah. these roles, they tried to bring as much as they could to it. I mean, I mean, I'm a big fan of Sterling K. Brown. Going back to like when I saw him in Supernatural, when he played one of the hunters in mm. Supernatural. And I know you don't know. Uh, <laughs> he's a face like. Mm. Yeah, I know you don't know jack shit <laughs> about Supernatural. And then of, of course now he's on This Is Us, okay. and I'm and I love I, that's one of my favorite shows on television right now. This Is Us. Mm. So I'm a big fan of. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, I don't know what you're talking about, but okay. <laughs> so I'm a fan of Sterling K. Brown. That's that's the main reason I wanted to see this movie. But it was like, yeah, like your character, I don't really care. They, like, they tried to make you seem, they tried to make you care about his relationship with his brother. I, mean, I, care, I probably care about his, him the most, to be fair. They tried to make you care about the relationship between him and his brother and then so- Sophia uh, Butella's character. It's like, yeah. I don't care about any of this. Like, you're not giving me a reason to. You're just like, you're telling me why I should care about these characters instead of showing me. Yeah, I agree. And I pretty much felt that way about all the characters for the most part. Except for like Jodie Foster's character to an extent. They kind of gave her more. But even though they gave her more backstory, they also didn't really do anything with her. Like the revelation she had by the end of the movie like didn't make me feel for her the way I think the movie wanted me to. Agreed. I was just like, meh. <laughs> I'm like, alright, moving on. I don't really care. Yeah. And then like... You get to the ending of the movie, like the whole premise uh, of the hotel, hotel Artemis, but then it was like, all right, it's over. 
Yeah. I'm running away. Hotel's done. But then they. But then it's not. But then it's not because you have Dave Batista. He's still alive and he turns the spoilers, lights on. Spoilers, Mike. We said we were talking spoilers, didn't you? I don't know. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> no one cares. No one. No one's even watched this movie. But it's like. But I'm like. But the hotel. He's not a nurse, so he can't do anything. So. Well, I, I figured when the light came on, she was gonna go back. But even she though didn't. she told what's his face, she wasn't gonna go back. Yeah, I was gonna say, but she didn't though. She kept going. Then what the fuck was the point? Yeah, what was the point? And is the Botella chick still alive? Got the you see like somebody run by the hallway, real quick. Yeah, I don't know. It was Chucky. It's like they almost left it open for a sequel, but it's like why? Who the fuck wants a sequel to this? It was a Chucky doll. Like they might as well. I, I, you might as well have killed off the characters. Like I thought they were gonna have like a big like Rogue One death death you know marathon kind of thing at the end, and they kind of did that with some of the characters like Charlie Day and shit, but like not enough of them. Spoilers again. Charlie Day died. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, who cares? This is, again, the second time I've seen Charlie Day playing a villain. First time being Pacific Rim. And it's like, you're terrible at it, bro. I, I feel like he was a better villain than this. Well, I don't even think he was well, a villain. Well, yeah, but he was like I don't think he was a, I don't think he was a villain. He was just an asshole. Still. So he was a, I feel like he was a better asshole in this than he was than, than Pacific Rim. Oh, for sure. But he was like, it was like corny in Pacific Rim. This at least, like, that was his character to be a smarmy... Like, greasy asshole. That was his thing. Because he was an arms dealer or something. And kind of sexist. And kind of racist. Pretty much. You think you're, his whole thing was like, you think you're better than me? I'm superior to you! I was like, okay, bro. Relax. Get up my yeah. face. It's, it's 2028. Like, we still here? <laughs> we haven't gotten past this yet? Apparently not. Like, come on, bro. But yeah, I mean, and the whole time, like, LA's being burned down to the ground through riots. But it's like, I never even cared about that. Like... That was an interesting backdrop to the world, but it never even made me feel for that. That's why I said the mythology that they centered around this movie was interesting, but the execution wasn't. Mm-hmm. So, would you rate it? Because I was interested in the mythology, I would give it a low passable. Okay, I'm I'm about there. I'm I'm somewhere between a less than passable and a low passable. And uh, and just the again, but when the and just the strength upgrade. and just the strength on the actors because I mean they tried they tried to do something but, but like I can't recommend this even a little bit. Yeah, anyway. I can't. No, I can't. Especially in the world we have upgrade out right now. Like upgrade is a better is this times twenty thousand. Like it's so much better. In some ways, I feel about this the same way I felt about Fahrenheit. But the only difference is. I like Fahrenheit a little bit more because I didn't have to leave the house to go see it. I was just it was just something on HBO. This I had to leave the house and use my movie. Man, it's not like Movie Pass has a finite amount, but the fact that I still had to leave and I mean now it does. You only see a movie once or whatever, right? Did they change? Yeah, I don't know if it's for us now, but I think I was gonna say I don't think it's for us. Oh really? We still have the unlimited? Yeah, I think so. Uh, okay. Although now they sent me an email last night. Saying that, <laughs> get ready, bitch. Well, no, they, they, <laughs> We're gonna take us to take they, a trick. They sent the email saying to prevent fraud or whatever for Movie Pass because we had instances of fraud or whatever the case may be. Now every time you use Movie Pass, we ask that you take it. You have to send us a tick a, a picture of the stub. What? After every movie, and that's you, a hassle. And if you don't do, if you can get away with it, maybe like two or three times. But after, if you if you continue to see movies and don't send us a picture of the stub, we're gonna cancel your account. You can't re-sign up. That's a fucking hassle. They literally just sent it to us like, they, you probably got the email too. Like, uh, they well, sent, I didn't it, even. It was my email. What the it, fuck? It was, <laughs> it was yesterday they sent it. And Yo, they, and, they, and, it, and it was like a Q and A talking about, oh, it's a big hassle to do. It's like no, they're like, no, it's not because you already got your ticket. All you gotta do is snap a picture and just send it to us right on the app. That is a hassle. <laughs> the fuck.
fuck. They're gonna get to the point. You see what's happening, right? They're slowly coming with more rules, more more bullshit. Uh-huh. We're gonna get to the point where it's like hotel armors. You have to have like a fucking barcode in your skin. Pretty like, much. <laughs> it's the only way we can make sure. I'm like, what the hell? I don't keep my ticket. I just like, as soon as I give it I to the. Call it up. Yeah, as no soon way. as I get them to swipe it, I guess once you get it, you gotta take a quick picture real quick. Before you go into the theater, I'm doing like food porn Instagram posts now. <laughs> like I'm taking pictures of my, my food before I. <laughs> yeah, I said that's implemented. Like I think it, immediately. So next time you use Movie Pass, I hope the app says something because otherwise I'm like I would never check my email to even know that. Fuck that. What the fuck. Maybe I don't know. Maybe the app, the app they they would have to give you a prompt. Yeah. Fuck whole to Artemis. Fuck Movie Pass. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all I got. Unless you want to talk about whole to Artemis more, I don't. I don't. That's all I got. You want to talk about upgrade spoilers real fast before getting news? It's not much. Like, maybe like five, ten minutes. Okay. All right. So, for those that haven't seen Upgrade yet, skip ahead. We're going to talk about news after this. Just check, again, check the timestamps in the iTunes description. Um, but, yeah, we're going to get into some upgrade spoilers real fast. Excuse me. Can I have everybody's attention? Look, for the guys who murdered my wife. You one of them? Yeah. Stan can take over. Thank you. Strong, fast, the upgrade. Um, so yeah, man. That ending. <laughs> that fucking ending. For those that didn't. For those that don't remember our episode last week, I didn't listen to the, the review yet or whatever, go back and listen to it. It's non-spoilers, but um, we both get Perfect Vision, and what we both came out of theater going, what the fuck about was that ending? And uh-huh. this is the thing that we talked about in our non-spoiler review that we said, um, it was the thing where we joked about it. I, I literally turned to you halfway in the movie and was like, it's like Skynet, man. Ha 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 It was. It was. <laughs> it is Skynet. <laughs> Yo, when it gets to the point where you... Because re- it's, like, it's like a thing where the, the villain was like... It was a decent generic villain in Upgrade. Like, again, this is better than multiple armors in every fucking way. Because the villain was kind of like a souped up version of... I, I made the joke that he looked like uh, the brother from Napoleon Dynamite. And you're like, what? And I gave you a picture and you're like... yeah, kinda <laughs> Like, come on, guys. Like that guy from uh-huh. Napoleon Dynamite. I'm getting, pre- I'm getting a muscle in my vein. It's getting pretty serious. Like <laughs> him. The whole time you think he's the main villain. He's the guy that shot the dude's wife. Yada, yada, yada. You're chasing him down the entire movie. Uh, what's it called? Stem? Stem. In his, in his ear telling him where to go, how to find him, blah, 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 blah. And really the entire movie you don't realize that Stem is really prompting him on how to find him and like really like using psychology to direct him the way that Stem wants him to go. Mm-hmm. We thought Stem was just a friendly BMO. Friendly, BMO, friendly, Baymax. Na- friendly neighborhood chip. <laughs> yeah, like a Baymax-esque like, you know, friendly AI. Oh, how wrong we were. Because <laughs> what you think is the villain, which is that Napoleon Dynamite guy, they get into an epic fucking um, then, ninja fight. Turns out it's a twist. It's the guy that created the stem. What a twist! Yeah. Which explains why the entire movie, the guy kept trying to stop him from using stem in the first place, but trying to shut him down remotely, telling him not to go out and use it for violent reasons or whatever. And you think like, oh, he wanted to stop him from finding that guy so he wouldn't get traced back to him. Traced back to him. That makes sense. Okay, double twist ending. That's kind of cool. So then he gets to him. And then another twist. (laughs) And then another twist. And he's like, I didn't want to do this. 
why do you think I did it in the first place? Stim told me to. And then you get that epic like flashback to all the moments where like he was um working on him stuff like that. And he himself had an implant that was like basically telling him like if you don't do this, I will kill you. <laughs> but just that double twist of like, oh my god, the thing that we thought was like his friend, his ally in all of this. Because how many times he helps like by the last fight when he fights that Napoleon Dynamite dude. He can't beat him because Stim's like a new implant and he's just getting used to using that guy's body in a fight. Mm-hmm. So the other guy has more experience. So And, and also he has crazy nano upgrades where he can like sneeze in yeah, your face. sneeze and you and, die. And razor blades, like nano, 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 spo- what's the fucking word is? Spikes. Telescopic, nano, nanoscopic, whatever. Telescopic. No. Whatever. Tiny, tiny razor microscopic. blades. Microscopic. There you go. Oh. Microscopic razor blades go into your brain and blow your brain out from inside out. So it's like, what the, how are you going to fight that shit? But the way he overcomes that fight is he helps them by using emotion to override the other guy's kind of like, you know, his his focus. Mm-hmm. And that gives Stim the edge to defeat him in like a straight up fight. So there was a like by this point in the movie, it's kind of like a buddy system. Like it's like a it's like a buddy cop movie where like they oh, were partners, blah blah blah. Until there's a slowly a turn where Stim's like well, can you just, you know, the dude trying to shut me down remotely, can you just, you know, unlock me real quick? Just use this hacker that I found right now, conveniently, I found this hacker. Yeah, because he's trying to shut me down. Yeah, so if, I, can, I can only help you if you help me. Find the hacker, get me unlocked. Then he gets unlocked. And then it gets to the point where the detective's so on his heels, it's like, well, you know, the detective, like, if she finds you, we're going to be arrested. So what you really need to do is you need to end this now, and you need to kill the guy that's trying to kill us. It's like I don't want to do that. Where it's like, well, you don't have a choice. If you don't do it, then you don't have a body. And he's like, all right, well, I want revenge. And he gets to the point where he like gets to the guy, he finds out that oh shit, it's been stemmed the entire time. And then the turn and not, happens. Not even just that, but then at, he gets unlocked because before in the movie, Stem needed permission to take control of his body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was it. But then once he got unlocked. Not only could uh, the main creator of STEM not hack STEM anymore, but he's like, now that I'm unlocked, all the fucking gloves are off now, that bitch. Was it. I don't it. need your permission anymore to take control of your body. That's it. Because he was in bed, and he was like, don't do anything. Because he didn't, he didn't want to do anything else, because he was at the point where the, the police was about to like find him out. And he was putting pressure on his mom, and he realized that like if he did any more, he might actually go to jail. So he was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Don't do anything. And then he tries to move, and he can't. And STEM's like... You told me not to do anything. And it's like, if without me, you're palpalegic. You need me. And he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so that's when you get to the point where he gets to the end. Thinking he's there to kill the guy because he wants to. Come to find out he's been manipulated this entire time by that AI. And this is why I say this is a better Venom than fucking Venom. Because it, Venom gives away its quote-unquote twist in the trailer. You know Venom's evil. You know Venom's like, oh, I'm bad, but... We gotta make a deal if we wanna work together. Now we're anti-heroes. Stim that made you believe that it was your friend, your ally, the entire fucking movie. Until you get to the very end, and then that center and the voice is so fucking good. The voice actor for Stim is amazing. Mm-hmm. So when they get to that point where it turns evil and sinister, and that voice, they're going, Yes. <laughs> it was me. Like, oh my god, Stim, is that you, Venom? Venom, are you in me? Yeah. <laughs> like that was fucking amazing. And then at that point, it's like, he can't control himself. Stim is literally controlling his body, where he doesn't want to attack the cop even. Yeah, he doesn't want to kill the cop. But Stim's like, no, we're doing this. And you find out that the reason the guy even put the implant in the first place was because Stim wanted a body. So he wanted to be human. 
And then they even they allude to this the final twist. This is a twist on twist it's on all, twist it's on all twist. That, it's all that guy's fault. All that, he he created STEM in the first place. If you remember fucking science, <laughs> <laughs> fucking science. <laughs> but the movie got so like, it was a great action movie up to this point. But it became a smart action movie because there were so many unexpected twists. And even here, what we're at three twists in now. Mm-hmm. There's still another twist because even before this point, it was alluded before that STEM was like. Um, if you fight too hard, your mind can break. Mm-hmm. And then they, they show you glimpses of like... Um, Weak, fragile human mind. Yeah. And then they show you at one point when they go to the hacker's place, there's people in the virtual reality world. And fuck you, kid prediction. I predicted it. I told you, I was like, <gasps> well, as soon as he goes to shoot the guy, or shoot the girl, and he says, no! He points his gun away, and then it's like he wakes up in bed as if none of those events happened after he got shot, and like, you know, none of that shit happened. I told you, I was like, He's in the virtual world, just like in those those guys that he made fun of in the hacker's place. And then, lo and behold, that was just a beautiful dream that he regressed into because he tried to resist them so much that his mind went to a like a better his place. Mind, his mind snapped. Yeah, it it broke. And then Stem just like Stem wanted. Yeah, and, Stem, and that was all part of Stem's plan. He knew that he would do that, and he knew that would weaken him enough that Stem would be able to completely take over. And then the realization. Like, because it goes back to the moment where he's about to shoot the girl. And she's like, whatever his name is, like, are you there? He's like, no, it is STEM now. Or whatever he says. I forgot, it's been like two weeks. But, yeah. <laughs> but he's just like, no, bitch, it's me. <laughs> they did a thing with his eyes. Where his eyes kind of went black. I didn't notice that, yeah? When he took over, yeah. That's fucking dark. Very. It was dark in what it just went, how it happened anyway. I was like, the entire time, it was in like the nice, happy, like, oh, this is a dream kind of moment. I was like... No, it's not. No, it's not. And then it goes back, and he's fully controlling the dude's body. And then he immediately double taps the chick. Like, no hesitation. Just like, no, I'm stem. Bow, bow. And then he goes to the, the, the creator guy. He's like, you gotta die too. Bow, bow. And it's like, oh my god. And then he leaves the, the um the whatever. He, I think he destroys the, the uh, whatever. He destroys the, the, the laboratory. House? I don't think so. I think he just walks out. He doesn't destroy anything? I don't think so. I, I, just I thought he didn't want it, there to be any more. Oh, he, no, he killed the creator. He killed the creator. So he can't make any more. Yeah. That's right. And he just waltzes out the house with his new body. Mm-hmm. Stim one. The villain who I thought, who we thought that was the friend, your ally the entire movie, was the villain. Yep. Fuck. <laughs> we were literally sitting at the movie for like five minutes going, what the fuck? Fuck. Like, is there a post credit scene? What's going on? <laughs> it's like like Infinity War. End of too dark. Give me some hope. <laughs> no Nick Fury this no. time. <laughs> no hope. Not even Nick Fury moment. Where's, where's, like, oh. where's Captain Marvel? Like, what's <laughs> going Captain, on? No Captain Marvel. We need the, term- the Terminator or something. Uh, but if they do do a sequel, we talked about it. We want it to be like prototype. Where it's like in prototype 2, it was like a thing where another person gets the same ability, but then that person fights the original main character of the first movie slash game. So maybe there's going to be like one more stem that the guy made that gets implanted to somebody else, and then maybe he fights the original protagonist stem. Yeah, I definitely think, if anything, he took some type of precautionary measures just in case. I mean, but if not... That's a but fucking then, epic ending. That new stem that he made is gonna join with the other stem and create. That'd be so fucked up. Like it's the very end, and he kills that guy too, and they both become stem. <laughs> and then we're all stem. Stem takes over the world. We are stem. Oh my god, upgrade was amazing. It was a complete 180 from the fucking low passable, less than passable garbage that was Hotel Art- Artemis. And like, it's, I'm not even, that's harsh. It's not garbage, 
But I'm going to use the Kevin Smith phrase and say it was utterly watchable, which means nothing. <laughs> that means why bother? Mm-hmm. That means it's like, you know, it's decent, but like, I wouldn't ever recommend you spend money on it. But Upgrade, flying colors. Like, it just uh, fucking astounding how good that movie was. When it didn't have to be. It could have just been a straight up action movie, and even that was great. But to elevate it like, the way it did, which is twists. And then I didn't think about it. I was thinking about this since we talked about it last week. The director-writer, his thing is twists. All his movies, like um, Insidious, that ended with a twist. I didn't see any of Oh, you didn't see Insidious? Well, Saw? Saw except for Saw. Saw, ended with a twist. That's kind of his MO. And I'm like, so I guess in this movie, he was like, now that I get full reign, I'm going to make twist on twist on twist on twist on twist. <laughs> I'm going to put all the twists in this. <laughs> but yeah, I fucking loved it, man. Full reign, like STEM. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you want to say? Uh, it was great. It's fucking great. Yeah. And if you haven't seen it, but yet you're listening to the spoiler review, you need to go see it. Even though we spoiled it, it's still a fucking great movie. I agree. Yeah. But news? I want to see more. I want a sequel. Yeah. I, I In most cases, I would say I wouldn't want to see a sequel. No, I want a sequel. I need to see Stem die. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Stem. <laughs> That was sad, man. Especially when you cared so much about... Like, they did a good job of characterizing that main character. And, like, this, the pain he went through to get to that point. Like, him being paralyzed, losing his wife. He's gonna go home and kill his mother. <laughs> oh, no. You're not wrong. He, he needs to be stopped. <laughs> oh, my God. Evil wins. But it, it does make me wonder, like, what is his end goal? Is it just that he wants a body? Is he trying? Is he gonna try to take over the, oh, the computer age? <laughs> That's a good question. I mean, he didn't. He wanted a body that was pure. So I think maybe he's wanted to be human, because he specifically wanted that guy's body because he hated that guy hated technology. So he didn't have any implants or anything. He's gonna pay for a prostitute. This was sex feels like. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably amazing at it. Like you, mean, like, he was so good. Like, you see how he moves when he fights. Uh-huh. Probably the best fucking. <laughs> I've I've watched all porno in existence, and now I I'm do, amazing. <laughs> yeah. And I control all impulses, so I can last as long as you need me to. Oh my god. <laughs> That's the movie I want to see. Upgrade <laughs> oh, 2, the porno. Because <laughs> he is in the spine, and ejaculation comes from the spine. All right, man. Your science is getting really weird. I don't know why you have that's so not, much science That's in not the... weird. It's, it's science. Science! <laughs> you don't need a brain to ejaculate. All you need is a spine. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right, let's get into the news of the week. Michael News. All right. This should be called Trailer Day, because it's a lot of trailers this trailers week. Trailers galore. A lifetime has passed since the horrific events of Taco Tuesday. Our lives descended into chaos. This new life has toughened and hardened us all. Two coffees, please. One black, one with just a touch of cream and 25 sugars. Well, toughen most of us. I wake up. In the morning, wide awake. Good morning. For the day. Hello, cyborgs. What a morning. Good morning, sewer babies. Emmett, you gotta stop pretending everything is awesome. It isn't. Yeah, I get it. And that's why I've cultivated a totally hard-edged side that's super tough and- Look, look, a shooting star, make a wish. (gasps) Oh no, something new. What is it up to? I don't know, but that beat is pretty fresh. Uh oh. This guy is the 
special. This guy was a fierce warrior. Okay, well, technically, I did the warrior stuff. So, you fought, and masterbuilt, and kicked butt, and then the hapless male was the leader. He, uh, well? Lego Movie 2. Everything is awesome! Apparently not in this movie. Why does everything have to be awesome, Greg? What is his name? Oh, Emmett? Emmett, Emmett? yeah. <laughs> Everything's not awesome, Emmett. But I like that he still thinks everything is awesome. Like, hey, sewer babies! <laughs> yeah, and it's a, it seems like it's a direct continuation of the last one. Oh, it is. And it's like, it's hilarious, though, because those, like, um, yeah, little sister after, robots. Uh, yeah, after the little girl plays with the, and attacks the city, more or less. It makes it an apocalypse world. Yeah. So it's, like, it's like Mad Max plus Lego movie. Yeah. I fucking love the concept. It's uh, brilliant. Uh-huh. I do, too. So... I'm definitely interested. It was, it was it was funny, definitely funny. Oh yeah, for sure. So, I'm trying to think about what else happened in the trailer. Oh the uh, oh, are people getting mad about that like um, feminism moment at the end where the whoever the villain is the, the uh, chick yeah. she's like wait you so, did everything yeah you do all the work and you do all the awesome things and he gets all the credit he's like hmm <laughs> I mean it's not untrue but like I can see the internet being like oh my god feminism but like I thought it was funny as fuck yeah, it's true it, was fun. it is true I mean we said the same thing about Ant-Man and the Wasp <laughs> yeah like be real like you're not the most badass person in this fucking movie dude <laughs> yeah but I mean it was it was a good uh, on a nose reference so I'm definitely excited yeah about Lego Movie 2 so hopefully they don't disappoint cause you know sometimes a trailer is good and then you watch the movie, and it's like, but this isn't like the trailer. Pacific Rim. <laughs> <laughs> I have faith in like a movie, though. They've, I do too. They've only, I do too. They've only hit homers with their movies. With the movies, yeah. I mean, even did you watch Ninjago? That was straight to DVD, and I, no. I liked it. I watched it. I'm I'm lame like that. I used to play Ninjago toys. You, you, didn't, you didn't care too much for the Flash, though, until we got to the pets. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. I chalked it up to being more DC though. <laughs> DC ruined it. Lego Batman was immune because it was in the movies. That's why. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's the excuse I'm going to give it. Well, Halloween comes every year. But with that, now there's a movie coming this year. Another one. He's waited for this night. He's waited for me. I've waited for him. Another one. That is supposed to ignore all the other movies. Just like Halloween H2O was supposed to ignore all the other movies. Mm -hmm. Now and this is the one that ignores the other movies that's supposed to ignore the other movies. They're just going to keep rebooting until they get it right, huh? <laughs> Basically. Okay. Well, at least this is about... What's her, what's her actress's name or the character's name? Laurie Strode. Laurie Strode. All right, Laurie. Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. I haven't seen her in a minute in movies. Me either. But I mean, at least in this one... It you know it goes back to basics with her as the kind of the main character, but it's like her kids defending herself against her crazy ass brother. But like, then you think about it, she's old as fuck in this trailer. So like, what's his name? Um, Michael's like an elderly man. Like he's an old dude killing people, and he's like unstoppable. I mean, he's got like old man strength. Like I understand. It worked in Don't. Did you see Don't Breathe? That's a good fucking point. 
Touche, my boy. <laughs> Touche. He was an old ass man. But he wasn't that super mo- strong. That movie was good. It was good. That movie was very good. But it was, he wasn't super strong, though. His thing was like he could hear you and they didn't have any weapons to fight. He was kind of strong, though. He was. But he was also jacked. Like, that makes sense. But he's like. Michael, Michael was like. My, super Michael Myers is tall as hell. And like, but he's superhuman. And a guy in real life, when you're that tall and big and you get to old age, usually you get weaker because you get, like, you know, messed up joints, brittle no, bones. This is a movie. So he gets stronger. He gets stronger as he gets older. <laughs> Old man strength times 10. It's like Iro. I mean, it works for Master Roshi. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm interested. I want to see what exactly attracted Jamie Lee Curtis. There must have been something in this movie that attracted her to come back. <laughs> We're not going to kill you. I'm in. Because I mean, she, she came back in the last one with Busta Rhymes, only said to say, "I'm done with this movie. Like, kill me off," and they killed her off. In oh, that's be- why they did it. Yeah, she wanted in the very in the very beginning of the movie. But it was her choice. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I'm assuming so something must have intrigued her to come back. Money. But I was gonna say probably <laughs> probably just money, but. Yeah. I, my I, kids I, trying to go to college, you know, or grandkids want to go to college. I was gonna say she. Oh, her kids probably graduated Still by now. Money. Like. So I don't know. I'm I'm curious to see what this take of uh, Halloween is going to be, because I mean, it looked just based on the trailer. I would say I'm interested. Yeah, I'm interested. So something else that I'm interested, kind of in, based on the trailer, maybe I don't know. They kind of have lowered my faith and expectations a little bit, but Bumblebee. Who are you? Do you speak? I won't hurt you. What's your name? people out there who need you. This is why you're here, B. You know, B music can help you say what you're feeling. Try this. Oh, this is a good one. Never gonna give you up. Never gonna let you down. I like Rick Astley. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Bumpy. You don't know what good music is. Um, I, I'm sorry. I, I I might be sipping that Kool-Aid. I might be just buying into the hype, but I know I haven't seen a trailer for Transformers that has made me excited since maybe the second movie. Well, I think also a big part of this is Michael Bay has nothing to do with this movie. Exactly. Exactly. That's the, that's the main reason I'm like, all right, I'm going to check it out. They gave, they, and then they, they should have done. They made it a combination of, it kind of um Steven Spielberg did and gave it some Iron Giant feels. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's pretty much what this movie is. Yeah, and like, I'm fine with that. Because like, I, I think that's what Transformers is missing is like, you can have the human element. I never really hated the human element. I just hate the human element when it's extraneous. Like, if you bring the heart to it, the feels, like, the relationship between Sam and Bumblebee in the first movie is a lot of why that movie worked. Because like, you did feel the camaraderie between those two. And then as the movies go on, 
it becomes less and less about that and more about explosions. Look at this ass. More explosions. Why is Optimus trying to kill people now? He seems like a dick. <laughs> Look at Megan Fox bouncing breasts. Exactly. Like, it just... It, I feel like that's Michael Bay. Like, he gained more and more control, and as he did, he doesn't. Get, he has no soul. So he has no bearing on what makes something emotional. And I feel like that's what Transformers needs. Like, and this gave me nostalgia vibes in a way that I haven't felt for Transformers in years. Like, the first you know, movie... Because I think the only one I really liked was the first one. I agree with you. The first one is definitely the best, but there were moments in two that I liked, specifically when... Uh, there's a lot of bad shit in two, too. Like, those racist-ass robots. Those uh, racist black robots. Uh, that was fucking terrible. That was fucking terrible. But there were moments... Or, or the weird robot girl that tried to have sex with Sam. What the fuck was that about? I don't remember that. That's right, you don't, because it's fucking stupid. <laughs> For so- somehow, it was a Decepticon that took on the form of a human college girl and tried to fuck Sam. And so it kidnapped him to do whatever with him. The, the, oh, spark! Oh, that's when the bullshit of Transformers really started. But there were still a few shining moments, specifically when um, Optimus Prime died. When he saved Sam and fought off all the Decepticons by himself and ended up dying. That was a really emotional scene for me. Um, cause he had, I, I saw Optimus Prime die when I was a kid with the, um, original animated movie. Yeah. The animated movie. Well, also kind of makes me wonder though, with this movie though, uh, where are, if it's just Bumblebee, where is Optimus and were they on earth in the beginning of Transformers one? I don't remember. Me either. I know, I know Bumblebee I know, was, I know Megatron is there cause that's where they built the, they built the Hoover Dam around Megatron. Does he get in the, in the first one? Did they say when but, he was? put in there well the hoover dam came around they built that in like the 50s oh fuck so he can't even make an appearance in this no so this took place takes place in the 80s but yet starscream is here because that was Starscream. yeah that was starscream and even just that like the, the the design they look more like the fucking cartoons i can actually see their body parts now rather than be like it's a lot of details that i can't tell what the fuck is going on when they transform now, like they transform even like the cartoon, like he, like Starscream is like the the cockpit flip forward, and when the girls underneath Bumblebee, you can see Bumblebee's face, like it, you can actually see where the parts go when they transform. I haven't bought a Transformers toy, obviously, since I was a kid, but like, how do those toys for the movie work? You know, as a kid, you can tra- like, literally tra- like that was a big appeal. You could transform the toys into the car to the yeah. Robot. I mean, it's the same with Power Rangers. You could take the the uh, Zords. And make them form Megatron. I mean Megatron. Megazord. <laughs> Megazord. Oh, wow. um, but yeah, but with the recent Transformers stuff, how the fuck do those things become any of those things? You know what I'm saying? Like I, it's I, just whoop doop doop. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's like it's like a Rubik's cube. Like I don't understand how those things actually transform for a kid. But I don't know. Just simplifying it and bringing it down to earth. I actually have faith in a Transformers movie again, and if it goes well. I think it's supposed to be the last one in this universe, right? Yes. So what does that mean for the Transformers franchise? They're probably like, just going to reboot it. That seems so weird to actually set it in a time and a style that we actually wanted and then reboot it again. This feels like a reboot. Like, I know it's supposed to be a, a prequel. They even use um, Bernie Mac's voiceover from the first movie. Mm-hmm. You don't choose a dri- The driver doesn't choose the car. The car chooses the driver. But like, I don't know. It just... This this feels like it could be a reboot. If you just threw some time travel bullshit in here, just be like, and then time is different now. Like Days of Future like Days Past. Of Future Past. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know. I just I all would, those other movies didn't happen. Yeah, kinda. I would. I'd be okay with that. The only thing I don't. 
I don't necessarily know what the story is in this movie. Like, what is it about? Iron Giant. Girl finds an alien. Government finds out that there's an alien. Government wants to destroy alien. But not, but the government already knows. Like I said, they built Hoover Dam around uh, Megatron. So they know Transformers exist already. So they probably want to capture him. Or destroy him. And I'm sure since Starscream's in this, at least him, there's got to be other Decepticons, right? So maybe at some point Decepticons try and attack him or they try and... I'm hoping he's not another fucking MacGuffin. I hope there's no all spark or leadership of Matrix or whatever the fuck. Or well, they might at least wizard staff. They might the try last to. One. They might try to tease some of that shit. I mean, if they do, they do. I'm just saying, like you know, every every single Transformers movie has had a different MacGuffin. Every single one. So it's like I hope they don't go that route again. This is the thing that we're trying to get this movie. Or he could be looking for Optimus. Maybe. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. See, I don't remember what they... I feel like... Yeah, I don't remember where Optimus... I feel like the Decepticons landed. No. No, the Opt- the Autobots landed in the first movie. I remember they, they came out the pool, remember? Remember one of them came out the pool? One of them came out of pool. Yeah. So I have to assume they all landed then, didn't they? But that was in the future, though. Yeah, I know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, hey, you see our faces like we're both trying to remember like, fuck, that was a long time ago. I, I kind of want to rewatch the first movie now. Huh. Well, speaking of something we all remember, we all Megatron. remember... Megatron! No, sorry. <laughs> we all remember Disney princesses, right? Well, Wreck-It Ralph does too, so <laughs> talk about the Wreck-It Ralph 2 trailer. Petra's farm remembers. <gasps> Hi. <gasps> whoa, whoa, ladies, I'm a princess too. What kind of a princess are you? Uh. Do you have magic hair? No. Magic hands? No. Do animals talk to you? No. Were you poisoned? No. Cursed? No. Kidnapped or enslaved? No. Are you guys okay? Should I call the police? Do people assume all your problems got solved because a big strong man showed up? Yes. What is up with that? She She is is a princess. princess. (laughs) Ralph breaks the internet. Shouldn't it be Ralph wrecks the internet? Yeah, since he is Wreck-It Ralph. Uh, yeah, but break the internet, it's like a thing. Right, it's just wreck the internet kind of sounds better, doesn't it? You're not wrong. Ralph breaks the internet. Um, I remember when we first not saw Not wrecks the internet, but breaks the internet. That was a funny joke. Yeah. <laughs> I think wrecks sounds better, doesn't it? But breaks the internet is a thing. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> um, and you know that was actually like a real debate between the writers at some point. Yeah, probably. Like, Let's put this in the movie. <laughs> um, I remember when we first saw this premise, we weren't sold on it. We were like, eh, the internet, like there's so much to do with video games still. Why are you going to the well of the internet? But then I don't think we either of us really realized that by setting the premise as the internet, you can do anything. Mm-hmm. So like it could be video games of any generation. It could be pop culture of any generation and the the disney princess joke in this best fucking joke i've seen in a trailer in a long time uh-huh, I was yeah yeah i agree <laughs> All this, like, uh, do you have magic hair magic hands <laughs> do you rely on a big strong guy all uh, the time yeah, you, you are a princess <laughs> oh it was like um uh have you been poisoned it's like no do you guys need help <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. I, this trailer definitely sold me on the premise. Like, I'm, I'm totally down for this. Yeah, now. me too. I will say, though, <laughs> this trailer kind of makes you realize Disney just owns fucking everything. Oh, yeah. 
because you saw every like you saw the Marvel characters in this, the Disney princesses, obviously a bunch of other Disney stuff properties that they own. It's like if you really think about, it, yeah, Disney owns every fucking thing: Pixar, Lucasfilm, Marvel. They own all, basically all of pop culture. Pretty much, they're about to own Fox. <laughs> They are Skynet. <laughs> they are. They're gonna take us over pretty soon. Oh my god, we gotta stop them. Dis- Disney is STEM. <laughs> oh no. But yeah, I'm definitely uh, into Wreck-It Ralph now more more so than I was. Yeah, for sure. But something I'm not that much into because I haven't seen any of the movies. But you have How to Train Your Dragon three. There were dragons when I was a boy. Where they went, only a few know. Our story changed the world forever. We are no longer safe here. We all have to disappear completely off the map. We have to fight for their freedom. Come on, Mike! You're nothing without your dragon. Attack! Show them what you got, bud. Save him. It's you and me, bud. Always. You haven't seen any of them? I haven't seen any of them. I plan on it at some point. I have them them on (laughs) Blu-ray. I hate you. I hate you. Hate you. I have the first two two movies on. They're Blu-ray. great, dude. I haven't seen them yet. Have you seen Kung Fu Panda one, two, and three? I've seen one and two. I didn't see three. Okay, well, actually, have I seen Kung Fu Panda three? Fuck, maybe I haven't. Well, Kung Fu Panda one and two are amazing. In the same way, How to Train Your Dragon is like a thing where I was like, nah, they can't be that good. They're fucking phenomenal. They're great movies. They're, and they're, they're there's a meme for uh, all the How to Train Your Dragon movies. They're like, wait, that's Jim from The Office. <laughs> <laughs> his face yeah hey, that's true even with the beard yeah with the beard but but, but speaking of that beard like in the tra- in this trailer like I said these movies are great and they all deal with the main character kind of growing up and maturing um, and the world evolves with the main character too so there's a lot of development in this it's really good um, but when they show him and and uh, what's his name Toothless Toothless in the beginning with the beard and it's kind of him telling his story I almost cried <laughs> Like this trailer, shut the fuck up! (laughs) Shut the fuck. This gave me like this trailer gave me fucking chills. Like it literally, the entire trailer gave me feels. Like I don't know if it's gonna be as good as the first two, but even where they're going with the plot, with the the premise of like, you know, at first there was a world, and you didn't watch the first two. At first there was a world where Vikings and dragons were mortal enemies. Then by the end of the first movie, you know, the relationship between Toothless and I don't remember his name. I don't remember. Whatever the main character's name is. Their relationship actually um, saves the village at one point, and then that becomes a thing in the second movie where the their village is the first blocking village to actually accept dragons. Is, becomes, tooth, is, toothless, is Toothless like a special type of dragon or something yes, like that? It's the last of his kind. It's like a like one of the most... The in, dragons in, without teeth? Yeah, in the ancient <laughs> lore, it's like one of the most powerful and most fearsome dragons. And I, I, I want to say that Tooth... That, that, dragons but they thought killed his mom I'm not gonna spoil anything for you but then in the second movie it, it continues from that where now his village is the one with like dragons in a relationship and they run into I think dragon hunters 
damn, I'm forgetting what the second movie's about. But they find... Ah, they, I can't even say what it's about without spoiling it. Um, it goes into more about the main character's family. Um, some people were lost along the way, so there is death in these movies, which is like fucking deep for a kid's show, or a kid's movie. Um, there's injuries that are like permanent that happen to the main characters, so it's not like, it's just, there's no consequence for these things. Things are dark. Um, and there's a thing where by the third movie, you see that uh, dragons have become like uh, worldwide, in terms of the Viking communities, as accepted. Uh, oh, I think that was, I think it was a, a, a rival Viking group that didn't have dragons or something. Oh, man, I'm really... Damn, I gotta watch the movie again. I really forgot the second movie's plot. But I like it in the third movie. It seems like they're doing a thing where there was a whole world of dragons that they didn't they weren't aware of. Well, maybe that's something we should do. Watch the second movie or watch the first two? Yeah, watch the first two. I'd be down for that. Um, And then now, now it opens up where like there's a guy who hunts dragons. It's like trophies, kind of. And they have to kind of fight back against that. I like where it's going. And now they, they discover another toothless... So, like, what does that and mean? Toothless getting a girlfriend. Getting a girlfriend. Like, that seems kind of cheesy. That's probably the cheesiest part of the whole thing. But just the idea of this character's growth throughout all these movies. So, seeing him as an adult with that beard being a manly man, kind of what his father envisioned him to be. And the, the relationship between his father and his mother in this is really endearing. Um, so, is she going to be Mrs. Toothless? Maybe. <laughs> it looked like she had teeth, though. Maybe the females do. I, didn't think, I don't think they knew or had seen any females before this. But the moment, it was a moment specifically in the trailer where Toothless is falling out the sky for some reason and then the main character is riding the female Toothless and he's like, save him. And she dies for Toothless. I, again, I tear up. I was like, oh, oh, why are my emotions? <laughs> okay. I, yeah, I'm in, man. I'm, I'm totally in for this movie. And yeah, I'm down for a marathon if you want to do it. We should really start doing um, those commentaries. I'm going to have to watch uh, the first two. Yeah, let's do it. Oh yeah, you did just say that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I like. <laughs> but yeah, I was just ranting about it. What do you think about the trailer? Even though you haven't seen the first time. Like I said, I don't know, because I, I have no references, but it looks nice. <laughs> <laughs> it looks nice. <laughs> That's all I can really oh, say. Man, I wish you had seen him, because like, I, was, I was hoping, I thought you did, because I was hoping, like, am I the only, because I saw that people on the internet loved it. I was, I was hoping, like, I hope I'm not the only one that caught some feels from this. Like, I caught feels. Yeah, because I have, like I said, this, and this is the third one, so I can't even, yeah, I have no... Oh, you're trash. <laughs> it looks nice. That's all I can oh, say. Oh, trash. <laughs> but before before the third one comes out, I'm going to watch the first two, whether it's with you or not. Okay. I don't know. Depends. If I fall asleep. Yeah, you might <laughs> fall asleep. <laughs> we, can, we can watch it and cuddle. <laughs> Mike, is that your dick? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> What? I'm excited about the movie. <laughs> Is that what you tell your dates? Yep. <laughs> oh my god. I need an adult. Whoever's listening to this, please help me. <laughs> well, speaking of help, so let's talk The Walking Dead season four. Not the movie, but the Telltale game. Tell Telltale game. You mean the show? To the movie. Whatever. You know what the fuck I mean. <laughs> Fuck that show. <laughs> yeah, fuck that show, but not fuck the game. Row, 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 row your boat gently down the stream. If you see a crocodile, don't forget to scream. Don't forget to scream. Come on, you love this one. It's a bad song. You shouldn't scream, ever. Screaming brings monsters. 
right, kiddo. The song was written before when kids didn't have to worry about monsters. I don't remember a time without monsters. I know. What's the first rule? Never go alone. Never go alone, right. And what do we do when the monsters come? We shoot them in the head. And what else? Always save the last bullet for yourself. Now, what do you do if I get bit? No, I haven't played the game. Because you suck. <laughs> I didn't finish. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's just the fact that you said I haven't. I haven't played the game since season two. Because you suck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, don't, I guess I don't have to, but... Just season three. Of, season three was very good. It was. Yes. I guess it's where the boy comes in. Cause I don't think the boy was in two. The boy came and see. Yeah, the boy came in season two. At the end. What ending did you play? No, no. At the <laughs> at the end he comes right. Yeah, at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's at the very end. No, they like the, the thing where they're at the gate and they're like, "Do we open the door for him?" And Clementine Klein's like, "Yeah, let's do it." And you let him in. Well, no, because it was a baby. I think I think that's the baby that she was raising. Oh, the boy's the baby? I think so. Oh, that's even more I mean, emotional. I could be wrong, but who, I'm like, who else would she be watching? Damn, that's fucking emotional. It's got to be that baby. Okay, well, and sometimes, I mean, she looks the same, but I guess she's like 16, 17 at this point. Yeah. Okay. But it's like the... I, I mean, like, she, she, clearly she's aged. Yeah. Like, if you look at the first one, the first one, she was a child. That's true. <laughs> I guess in the face, she's kind of similar. Which is, that's the point, but I like the parallel of like... At first, it was the, in the first season, it was Lee, a black man, raising her in this fucking terrible world. And now it's kind of reversed. She's raising a little black kid. It's like. Lee. She had to shoot Lee. <laughs> Lee, that was some bullshit. Fucking Nick. He got a Nick. A slight scratch. I'm like, come the fuck. That's all it takes. Racism. That's all it takes. <laughs> oh, I love Lee. But then, even in two, where she had like flashbacks to Lee and what would Lee do? He was like a strong presence in her life still. Was it the same in three? Yes, but they didn't mention him as much. Oh, I guess it makes sense because she's, she's coming into her own. So mm-hmm. That kind of makes sense. Um, but yeah, three was very good. Okay, I gotta, I gotta play three. I gotta get, I gotta do it. Cause I, I am excited for this. Cause the only, the only thing that people had a problem with season three was you weren't playing as Clementine was still a major f- presence in the game, but you weren't playing as Clementine. You were playing as a new character. Whack. But the way they did it. It works. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, you said you liked it, so you must yeah. still be good. All right. All right. I mean, even this, we don't know we were playing as Clementine, right? Has they, have they announced? I'm assuming. No, you are. Because I remember they mentioned in, uh, after season three, they was like, you're going, you're going back to playing as Clementine. Okay. All right. Because that was the thing. People were like, oh, like, the fuck? Because you, you're playing as this new family that nobody knows. Like, what the, what the fuck? I want to play as Clem. Because that's what I thought when I first played. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, where's, <laughs> where's Clementine? But okay. it works. All right. It works. I think you word for it. Because I am excited for this based on this trailer. Because it's like, it's just very touching. It's very emotional. Like, have a little kid, like, singing a song and then being upset that the song, like, it doesn't apply anymore because you can't scream in this world. And then he's looking at the, like, the little lake they're looking, like, they're sitting by. And you see a zombie floating in the lake. Mm-hmm. And then the moment that you, we watch it together. So the moment where she's next to him, she's like, but what's going to happen if I get bit? 
And then dun, it's, dun, dun. But it's the way she says it because it's like she looks right through. Like she doesn't look at him. She looks at the screen right at us, the audience. Like, what if yeah. I get bit? I'm, yeah, I'm talking. I'm not talking to the little boy. I'm talking directly to you, the player. Yeah, I'm like no. <laughs> I'm gonna throw his controller at the screen. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> Flip the table. Pretty much. <laughs> we riot. <laughs> if Clementine dies, we riot. Fuck that. But yeah, but uh, don't you call him <laughs> or call her. <laughs> yeah, basically. But I was gonna say, and going back to season three real quick, the thing that makes it interesting is because you're playing as this different character, you get to see Clementine through different eyes, mm. and you also get to see how hardened she's become. Cause you're not playing mm. as her, so you're getting. So that's the thing I liked about it, and how. So she seemed like Rick, like hard Rick. Not as hard. Oh, okay. She, you can still, you still see the Lee influence on her. Okay, good. But then you also get to see how resource resourceful she is, because everybody, everybody sees her, they automatically just think, oh, this is a little kid, she can't really do anything, like she's helpless, and it's like no. Clementine will fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fuck with Clementine. Don't fuck with Clementine. And I ain't talking about the characters. I'm talking about the fucking the makers of the game. Don't fuck with Clementine. <laughs> you kill Clementine, we riot. <laughs> I mean, they might. It's the last. This the last. They said this is the last. This is the one. last one. This is the last one. Oh, I gotta play it then. I love that game. You gotta fuck. play. You gotta play three. <laughs> I gotta play God of War four too. I got a lot of things I gotta play. Well, at least I don't know because I think this is on Xbox too. But yeah, God of War four. You need a PlayStation. You might. I need PlayStation anyway. I sold my Xbox. I didn't want it. I was going to say, you have to come to my house, but then I thought about it. I was like, no, I got rid of my God of War. I oh, already got rid of it? Yeah. Oh, wow. For, uh... Wait, Gamefly or no? Gamefly? Does that still exist? Wow, I'm old. <laughs> wow. I don't I mean, want to talk it, anymore. It might. No, I'm done. I'm done. I was like, <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I was like, what? This podcast's over. I'm leaving. E- what? EB Games? What are you talking about? <laughs> What? Oh, I dated myself. <laughs> blockbuster car, Jordan. What are you doing? <laughs> they said blockbuster car. <laughs> Wait, we can't rent it. We'll go to Blockbuster. No. Uh, what are you talking about? Oh my god, I'm so old. I mean, it might still exist. I don't know, but no. Usually, when I beat a game, I go to GameStop and I trade them it and to go Is towards that an EB Games. <laughs> yeah, to trade to trade them in to go towards uh, another game. So okay. I played Detroit, beat it twice. I said I was gonna review that, but I'm not. <laughs> Okay, yeah, but it was good enough for me to beat twice, and now I'm starting Vampire. I haven't started it yet, but Vampire, which got a good rating, so hopefully it's good. My brother likes it, so I don't know. I haven't played it yet. Okay, cool. People like gaming news. It says you don't know shit. <laughs> I like hearing about games, but you don't play them. What kind of nerd are you? <laughs> that hurts. <laughs> anyway, speaking of what kind of nerd are you? Let's talk about what kind of nerd are you? How do you do, do the things, things you do? <laughs> talk about stuff you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's nice. So, yeah, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. My name's Miles Morales. Hey, kid. You like me? How? I knew my day would come around this time. I know it's complicated. You want to know what happened to you? I can teach you to be Spider-Man. Mm, I love this burger. So delicious. Mm, one of the best burgers I've ever had. You have money, right? I'm not very liquid right now. I think you're going to be a bad teacher. How am I supposed to save the whole world? 
You can't think about saving the world. You have to think about saving one person. One thing I know for sure, don't do it like me. Do it like you. Brooklyn! I see the spark in you. It's amazing. Hands up! Whatever you choose to do with it, you'll be great. I love you, Miles. Yeah, I know, Dad. You gotta say I love you back. Dad, are you serious? I wanna hear it. You wanna hear me say it? I love you, Dad. You're dropping me off out of school? I love you, Dad. Look at this place. Dad, I love you. Dad, I love you. That's a copy. Time to swing, just like I taught you. When did you teach me that? I didn't. It's a little joke for team building. Hey, guys. Okay, who are you? I'm Gwen Stacy. Come on. How many more spider people are there? Save us at Comic-Con. What's Comic-Con? Let's go! What about Which it? also connects with Bumblebee. Oh, the trailer. What the fuck you mean? What about <laughs> it? <laughs> what, are you, what, about, what are you talking about? <laughs> Which also uh, stars Haley Stanfield, or whatever her name is. as Gwen Stacy. Spider-Gwen. From Bumblebee. She's the main mm. chick from Bumblebee. Okay, okay. Um, first of all, I love this fucking trailer. Um, unclear. People were saying online that maybe he's not from that universe, this Spider-Man, even though he's on the news and stuff. That's why he's so homeless looking and, and he got no money. But I just got, my impression was that he's just our basic down on his luck comic book Peter Parker where you know he's just a social worker or something or has like a really shitty part-time job and he's just you know making ends meet being spider-man that's my spider-man so i'm down with that and being all hobo looking damn with the beard and not having asking miles for money to pay for his food <laughs> he's like oh you're gonna be a terrible teacher <laughs> uh funny enough i both love this trailer but then i also kind of hated it what why <laughs> because the reason i say i i kind of hated it is because for some reason, and I hope they don't, but I want a Miles Morales movie. Okay. And I kind of feel now, I kind of feel like this is leaning more into, oh, we're gonna make Miles kind of the focus, but it's really about Spider-Verse. That's why we gotta show all the that's why we gotta introduce Gwen Stacy, and then possibly there might be more Spider people coming. So that's the only thing that kind of makes mm. me go, mm, I mm. hope they don't do that. I see your fear. But because the only... Because I'm like, well, Captain America Civil War, yeah, it has other characters in it, but it only works because you had two other Captain Americas before that. This is the first movie where you're getting a Miles Morales and you're already introducing all these other characters. It's fine if you got Spider-Man. But even Captain America Civil War, I still feel like Captain America was the focal point of that movie. But I think... I don't think... I mean, I can't, I can't say for sure. It's just a guess. But from the way the trailer played out, I want to say that they'll have other Spider people for whatever the plot is because we're not even fully aware of what the like they showed scenes of what looks like him fighting Green Goblin or a Lizard or something. Um, I'm hoping if they're gonna do it Spider Versey, they're not gonna have Morlin and all that stuff from the comic. Maybe they'll have like a time hopping or dimension hopping Green Goblin, kind of like we did with Web Warriors Spider Man animated series. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've seen that. Um, but have those other Spider people. If you introduce more than Spider Gwen, or like maybe you have like Punk Spider Man, Spider Man Noir, Spider Man Twenty Nine Nine, have them be Pig. Spider. Uh, was it Spider Ham? Yeah. What is it? Peter Porker? Peter Porker. Yeah. <laughs> have them just be cursory characters, like side characters, and not have them be the focus po focal point. I I want to believe 
based on all the scenes we see of Miles Morales and like his father and stuff like that from this trailer, which are also hilarious. I love those scenes. Yeah, me Say, too. you love me. <laughs> Dad, really? Really, Dad? Really? You love, you love me. <laughs> Say it. I love you. But that, that's the thing. They changed, his, they, changed, they changed his father's origin. Yeah, they did. Yeah, making him a cop instead yeah. of a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. Yeah, it's fine. Um, But I just feel like the other characters will be like bonuses. They'll If this is like a team movie, they'll be like the X-Force to the to his Deadpool. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like they won't be they won't have like their whole arcs. I don't even That's know what I'm hoping. I don't even I'm hoping it too. I, I don't even know if um they'll go into like Gwen Stacy dying in another universe and her relationship to Peter Parker. Like if they do maybe it's gonna be like a one off line just for the fans. But I'm hoping they're not gonna go heavy into the other Spire people's backstories. Cause 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 part of me just feels like even just the fact that they're introducing them to me, takes away from a Miles Morales story. And that's what I want. Like, it makes sense for there to be a Peter Parker. Mm. But then, again, we don't know if it's, if it's just going to be Spider-Gwen or she's a precursor. Because, again, it's called Into the Spider-Verse. It's Spider-Verse. It's yeah, it's called her. Into the Spider-Verse. So it's got to be more than her. So that, yeah. regardless, even if Miles is still the focus, you're still taking away some to, to introduce all these other Spider-Men. So that still takes away a focus from Miles. That's why I say I both love it and I hate it. I say maybe. Maybe because if you do it right, you could tie that into the theme of what makes Spider-Man Spider-Man. And if it's good writing, I think they can use the idea of there being multiple Spider-Man around the Spider-Verse, you know, around the multiverse or whatever, as like you can be a Spider-Man too, and this is how you do it. And it's more about his relationship with Peter, and then the other Spider-Men are like reflections of what Miles Morales can become when he fully realizes his Spider-Man-ness. <laughs> that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that's how they go. Now, if it's just like a full-on Spider-Verse movie and then he becomes like a background character by the third act, then I'll be like, what the fuck? <laughs> but I'm hoping they don't do that. Uh, but yeah, the art style, I really love. I'm, I love it too. It looks, just, like, it looks like somebody was on LSD when they made this movie. <laughs> I'm hoping the 3D is why the backgrounds seem blurry in the trailers. You know what I mean? Like they seem, The backgrounds seem like very colorful but like not in like just a vibrant way and like almost like I need 3D glasses way mm-hmm. and they, the background seem out of focus to some extent yeah but I kind of feel like they're on purpose that's the, the art style yeah maybe or like even when they went to the spider sense it went full on like colorful LSD type acid trip yeah that's cool it's just, it's just the backgrounds remind me of what the a movie looks like when I take off my 3D glasses in a 3D movie you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm hoping maybe they made it for 3D, and that's why it looks that way. I don't mind the frame rate as much. People complain about the frame rate kind of look, but I feel like that's kind of the style. I feel like it's kind of supposed to look kind of claymation-y. Mm-hmm. And even the moments where in the trailer where it freeze frames where he's moving to look like a comic book. Yeah. I like that a lot. Me so too. Me I, too. I can forgive the the frame rate art like the art direction or whatever. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited, but I'm also hesitant. <laughs> Cause and and funny enough, because. Because we do shit on Sony a lot, and this is a Sony property, so I'm just like, this is great, because Sony does put out some good stuff, but at the same time, the Spider-Man stuff, they might... I'm I'm scared. That's why I'm like, eh. But I am hopeful. I'm hopeful. What I've seen, it looks good. The moment in the trailer where he's like, um, the music is great in the trailer, too, Uh but um, where he jumps off the the building, and you see like his his fingers are sticking to the glass, so it shatters as he jumps, Mm -hmm. and then the voiceover appears being like, don't be like me. 
be like you. I'm like, oh, yeah, black people, <laughs> black people. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, before I get to the next news tidbit, this Spider-Man thing just reminded me of something. What? Uh, about a discussion I wanted to have real quick about like the Marvel properties and because I kind of feel like considering Marvel has the wing of DC, uh, DC has the wing of Disney under it, which you know Disney has you know. They're the most one of the most profitable countries. Countries. They might as well. They might as well be. They might as well be a country. (laughs) But they're one of the most profitable corporations in the world. They got access to all these different things: video games, cartoons. They have Disney animation, Pixar, yada yada yada. I'm like, why is it that Marvel slash Disney don't do what DC does, like in terms of like the animation films and all that other stuff? Because like. Mm. When it comes to Marvel animation, you don't have to worry about the thing that they have to worry about with the movies. They have all their characters under one umbrella yeah. when it comes to animation. So why don't they have like a Secret Wars animated movie come out like like DC does Death of Superman or or Killing Joke or Justice League versus Teen Titans and stuff like that. And clearly when DC does it, they're making money because otherwise they wouldn't do it. Yeah. Cause they're a co- they're a corporation, they're a company, they're a business. They want to make money. If they those animated movies weren't making money, they wouldn't be doing them. Yeah. So I'm like, why can't we get like a, a a comic book accurate Civil War or a Spider Island type? Like why I'm like, why aren't they doing those type of things? That's a good point. Or even with like video games, like DC has Arkham Knight, or there's rumors of uh, Rocksteady doing a Superman movie. You got uh, Mortal Kombat versus uh, the Justice League, or whatever the case may That's be. A good point. Injustice, but all we get is like Spider Man. Yeah, I mean that's good. That's a good question. We don't get a Thor game or a- I can't really answer the 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 video game part, but the the animation part. I mean they do. Yeah, like they, why can't we like get like a, more on, can we get like a House of M animated movie? I feel like they focus more on the syndicated TV shows than they do on like animated movies. Because we don't really have that many DC animated shows anymore, do we? Shows, no. Yeah, but but Marvel does. Granted, I don't like them. <laughs> no, no, I don't like any of them. Yeah, but well, I, I like the ones that they cancel. Yeah, exactly. Like Earth's Mightiest Heroes. And that's what I'm saying. Like Earth Mightiest Heroes. I saw some or even some screen uh, caps was, of that recently. Even Wolverine and the X Men. I like that show, and then I they like can't. Then they canceled it. Yeah, I don't know why, but I mean, Earth Mightiest Heroes. That that was basically their their comic book universe in an animated show. Like that was their Justice League Unlimited, and they just canceled it. Like it got to the point where they had basically all the characters. They had Fantastic Four. They had Spider Man. Spider Man show up. Heroes for, hi- Heroes for Hire. Yeah, everything was in that fucking show, but they just they just dropped it. And they were really following comic book arts. Yeah, Doom showed up. Yeah, they did like basically. Like, what did they What did they do? They did Secret Invasion. They did. Did they get Civil War? No. No, they didn't get Civil. They War. did Secret, but they did Secret Invasion. Yeah, That's they did crazy. Secret Invasion. Yeah. They were so, doing a lot of things. That's something I've always... I, I was I was thinking about a lot this week. They did King the Conqueror. Like, they did a lot of shit. Yeah, I was saying... That was something I was thinking about a lot this week. I'm like, why doesn't Marvel do more stuff outside of the movies? They're making all the money from the movies. So they're like, who gives a fuck? We're rich! But, but, they, also, but they can make more money. That's We're rookie, rookie rich, bitch! That's I'm, like, they can make, I'm like, they can make more money, though. I'm like... I don't know. They're printing all the money, but they just don't feel like making... More, I don't, I don't know. Uh, give That's me a question though. Give me an Iron Man video game or some shit. 
You can even do, like, if you want to go down to earth and you want to make some of your not-so-interesting characters more interesting, if you gave us a really good Iron Fist game, a really good Defenders game. Or a, a Blade video game. Yeah, like, there's a lot of properties that would work well for a video game with Marvel, but they just don't. The flip side isn't really true for DC. Like, Batman works, but they, obviously they haven't tried anything else for reasons. Like, Superman's hard to do. Yeah, it's hard to They're do. They're doing it now, but... Wonder Woman would be kind of hard to do. Even though you could make, yeah, well, no, you could make, like, no, God you could, of War. Yeah, I was gonna say you could make Wonder Woman like God of War. Yeah, but they haven't. But then, but then you get like Green Lantern and stuff like that. Then it gets a little harder. I mean, I don't know. But the Flash could work. Open World Flash, where he's running through the city, kind of like uh, would it though? Like Spider, Man really like Spider Man and uh. But you can't fight fast. You know what I mean? You just you just have like stupid like fast punch combos and shit like that. But like when you run super speed, like. Maybe you have it like in set pieces, you can use it in fights, but I don't know. I feel like that's even harder to do. Uh, maybe. Because uh, uh, then you get the problem of like, why can't you just beat everybody instantly if I'm super fast? Flash time, I win. Oh, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, he can't go on a flash time. It's- <laughs> that's bullshit. <laughs> flash time, I win. <laughs> Actually, now that I think about that, they, I'm like, they need to make an Avatar video game. I would want to play that. But anyway, they moving- did. It was shitty. Well, they need to make a better one. <laughs> anyway, moving on. So, talk about nobody saw Hotel Artemis. Well, let's talk about the box office this weekend. Two dollars <laughs> for both of us. <laughs> so, what do you think was number one? What this week? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I'm terrible with box office, man. Oh, you suck. You're, you're, uh, you're, you're, kill, uh, you're killing uh, my fun. <laughs> um, what came out recently? Uh, Solo. No, Fine. Solo was not number one. Infinity War. What? <laughs> is it still out? <laughs> yeah, Infinity War is still in the top five. Wow, okay. I have no idea there. Ocean's 8. Ew. <laughs> that's, some, that's number one. Ew. I, I, I want to see that. Ew. <laughs> Shut the fuck <laughs> I wanted to see. I wanted to see Ocean's 8, Hereditary, and Hotel Artemis this weekend. Those are the top three? Those are the three that came out this weekend, but no, oh. they're not the top three. We're in the top three. Or top five. Uh, Ocean's 8, number one, with 41.5. Solo dropped to number two with 15.1. Wait, Hereditary beat Solo? No, I said Ocean's, oh, man, I, well, Ocean's 8, number one. Yeah. Number two is Solo. Oh, your fingers curve weird. Yeah, they cur- my fingers. I never noticed that. Yeah, my, fi- my fingers bend. You put up one finger and it was like, yo, what's going on with your elastic hands? Like, yeah, my, people always say that. Like, you have weird hands because they don't, like, they go, people go, where well, they go straight, mine's bend like this way. Yeah, they bend backwards. Yeah. Fuck. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. I'm Kryptonian, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you're some kind of alien. But number three is uh, Deadpool 2, 13.6. Number four is Hereditary, 13. Avengers 5. Avengers 5. Wow. Avengers Infinity War is number five with six. Okay. Hotel Artemis is number eight with 3.1. And Upgrade is number nine, which kind of disappoints me because I'm Word. like, Upgrade should be higher. It should still be beating the shit out of Hotel Artemis. Upgrade suck. should be like in a top five. In a perfect world. In a perfect world, but we don't live in a perfect world because this world is trash. <laughs> but Burn yes. it all! <laughs> so, uh, with that said, by Tuesday, Avengers will have surpassed the $2 billion mark at the worldwide box office. Wow. By, by, by Tuesday. And it still hasn't opened in Japan yet. Why? What the fuck? Poor Japan. <laughs> yeah, they're, just, they're, just, they're just waiting. What about us? Look, there's no Asian heroes, okay? You can relax and wait. <laughs> that is bullshit. Man, well, Mantis, I guess. 
She's an alien. Even though she's a, yeah, she's an they alien. Don't count that. She's <laughs> like Gamora. You wouldn't count her as black, right? <laughs> well, yeah, pretty much. So now the only thing that they're going to try to see is if, uh, since it's going to hit two billion, will it end up passing the Force Awakens? Because I mean, it's is it, is it within striking distance? It's close. Yeah, it's close. I hope it does. Go so, Avengers. So we'll see. But I wonder if Avengers Four is going to do better or worse than Infinity War. Things do better. I feel like it's going to do better, especially with it being longer and it being the culmination of... Wait, you think because it's longer it'd do better? You can get more butts in seats for a shorter movie, though. You can, but Avengers 4 is like the final, final nail in the coffin, more or less, of this... Nail in the coffin? That's a that's not the right way to use that phrase. Yeah, that's not the right way to use the phrase, but... The, it's the culmination of yeah, everything. of everything. Yeah. It's the, it's Especially the, since... It's the ending point. After Kevin Feige says, after Avengers 4, everything is different. Yeah. I think it will, but my reasoning is just because Infinity War did so well, and the way it ended was like, everybody that saw it is like, what the fuck? I gotta see what happens next. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they were smart to make it like a cliffhanger kind of ending. Without directly saying too big continue at the end like Matrix did and shit like that. Well, uh, oh, I forgot to play this for you, but whatever. So, speaking of something that's not smart. What? So, you know, Thanos killed people with a snap. Yeah. Pissed people off. Mm-hmm. Well, you know who it pissed off? Who? Stan Lee himself. <laughs> Wait, why? Not in, a, not in a bad way, but he, he released a tweet basically threatening Thanos. What? Yeah, he did. And I'll, I'll play it for you right now. So, And I'll let the audience hear it, too. Holy smoke. I go out of town for a few days, and when I get back, I find out that Thanos has destroyed everything, all my characters. That's the last time I ever take a discount vacation. Well, unfortunately, it means a lot of new work for me. Don't worry, before you know it, I'll have our friends up and at them, and if I were Thanos, I'd start getting out of town. Excelsior. Oh my god, that finish <laughs> made me sad. He's so old. I like, mean, his Excelsior it, sounds so weak now. He's almost 100. What do you expect? How old is he? <laughs> he's like 96. Oh my god, he literally was like, Excelsior. <laughs> Like, oh my god, please don't die, Stan. Just hold on to Avengers 4, bro. Just hold, no, and then Spider-Man 2. Hold on for Spider-Man 2. And then Black Panther 2. Yeah, and then, just and keep then going Guardians of the Galaxy 3. <laughs> and then hold on for Captain Marvel. And then hold on for Miss Marvel. <laughs> never die. <laughs> just, just never die. I mean, he's like 96. So, truth of the matter is, if anything, he's probably got like four four years left, more or less. Like 100, maybe. Stop. Don't say that. <laughs> but... <laughs> You you were just you just wanted to, you wanted him to be like Vandal Savage. Yeah, I wanted him to somebody give him a kryptonite or a meteorite, or whatever, and have him live forever because I don't I can't stand it if he's gonna die. Well, speaking of something that might die, it's looking like the Disney Fox bid is in serious jeopardy now. But I thought thanks, I saw it too online. Thanks to Comcast. Thanks to Comcast. But I thought that even if Comcast buys it, the rights to the characters still go to Marvel, right? That we're not sure because I see oh, com- fuck. I, I see conflicting articles. I see one article that says even if Comcast buys Fox, they get the, the uh, Marvel gets their rights back to Fantastic Four and X Men and all that other stuff. But then I saw another article that says no. If Comcast buys Fox, that go that all goes with Comcast. What the fuck is Comcast gonna do with these characters? Are they gonna keep making movies under the Fox brand or something? Is it gonna be a Comcast brand of movies? I mean, they want a franchise. They probably want franchise 
franchises too, so they might make an X Men. No. So I don't know. I don't know what if Comcast gets it. I don't know what happens. But uh, yeah, Marvel offered like fifty two point four billion for uh, for Fox, but but Comcast is like, nope. They put down sixty billion, and you know Rupert Murdoch is a businessman, so he wants to make the most money he can. So they said they're voting this summer to decide if they want to stay with Disney or if they want to go ahead and go to Fox. Yo, I mean, go to Comcast. Donald's needs to snap away Murdoch. Just, Fuck yeah, that dude. I'm, but I'm like, Comcast wants to be the most hated company. In the- they will be. <laughs> they, they will be. People, like, you ruined this. I like you're, people, you're people, already, yeah, people already don't like them as it is. Oh my God. Fuck them. But don't, yeah. don't ruin this for comic book fans. We're probably going to get the whole, uh, the first family, the X-Men. We get it all back. But yeah, Fuck I'm, you. Serious Jeopardy. The new Thanos, Comcast. Fuck Comcast. They're ruining my childhood so they can burn in hell and the DCEU hell. Oh, he became Samuel Jackson. Bring yeah. that bring that back. Yeah, I want them to die. I hope they burn in hell. So, something else that's burning in hell. Well, Solo, a Star Wars story, is burning in box office hell. Because according to reports, it's saying that Solo, a Star Wars story, could lose Disney slash Lucasfilm. $50 million, but they saying it could be as high as $80 million. Okay. A loss. So that would make it the first ever flop in the Star Wars franchise. What? First ever. I mean, didn't they... Which include, the reports of That before, includes everything, like movies, TV shows. Yeah, weren't there reports before Solo came out that they were expecting this to happen? Well, no, but there were reports before the movie came out that, oh, it's going to open at 150. No, 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 not those. Even before that. Remember how it was like right after we had heard that What's-His-Face was getting acting lessons and right after the firing of Chris Lord and Phil Miller, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, whatever. I always reverse those names. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like right after that, there was reports of the, like, them saying like they were expecting Solo to like bomb or something. You know, I think you reported on it. If I did, I don't remember. Oh, I report on so much. But then, know. but then closer to release, then because of the presale, hundred and fifty like, billion dollars. That's, that's when that making happening. all the money in the world. <laughs> Make it rain. <laughs> that's why I part. I was like, yeah, I'm. I'm gonna stop reporting. Like, oh, this movie is tracking to make such and such on opening weekend because clearly. What happened with Solo was a fucking lie. So you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Because there was news talking about, oh, Incredibles tracking the open. There's the highest Pixar movie ever. And I'm like, yeah, I don't believe that shit. Why are you fucking lying? Yeah. Oh, my God. But, I mean, this is not a good... It's not good for uh for for Solo or Star, Star Wars Lucasfilm, period. Because it pretty much puts a damper in their whole shield that Star Wars is untouchable. And that's how you that's that's how you want it to be if you're especially if you're Disney and Lucasfilm and Kathleen Kennedy and all that other stuff. Yeah. Like stuff like this gets people fired. And with that said, there's also a rumor that Kathleen Kennedy is going to be stepping down as the head of Lucasfilm pretty soon because of what's going on, because of what everything like what happened with the last Jedi and it being so uh divisive or divisive, whatever. Whatever. Uh that and then now what's happening with Solo, there's rumors that she might be stepping down as the people don't like her ass. No. It says she's been ruining Star Wars. Yeah. I don't disagree. <laughs> so uh, people are saying they want Dave Filoni to take over. The person that The person that runs like the... Oh, t- it's got to start from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Who? <laughs> the people that... The person that runs like the, 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 the TV division, like the Clone Wars and Rebels and all those other stuff. Oh, okay. They want him to take over her her spot. But I'm like, is he... Is he 
Is he really a producer in this aspect? Like, sure, he might write television and all that, but is he really a movie producer? I think there's fans reaching to something they are familiar with. It's like, oh well, this guy he think he makes things that we kind of like, so let's have him be it. So I, I can't say it's bad or good. I don't know. Well, speaking of something that we are familiar with, we are familiar, very familiar with how Infinity War ended. <laughs> yeah, and Infinity War is in the MCU apparently. Also that. <laughs> well, also facts. What else is in the MCU is uh, Agents of Shield. Defenders, sure, <laughs> sure Iron, it is. Iron, you know, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, <laughs> quote unquote MCU. Yeah, all those other stuff. Well, Jeff Lowe basically came out and said, "Well, none of the TV shows are going to uh, deal with the aftermath of Infinity War." Whack. Yeah, he said, "For the most part, our stories will take place before Thanos clicked his fingers conveniently." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A well, lot. Of- Ages of Shield, the next season. Is that even possible? They aligned with almost directly right before the snap. Well, it comes out after the movie, so they could just say if whatever if they fixed what, however it ends, they could say, "Well, this takes place after they fixed everything." Oh, okay, all right, that makes sense. But yeah, they said a lot of that has to do with the production and when we are telling our stories versus when the movies come out. So hanging there, hang in there, friends. I remember in the comics, one of my favorite stories was the Kree Skrull War, which was Universal, but in X, but but in X Men, no mention, huh? And it all worked out in the end. So whatever. Yeah. I, excuses. Yeah. I don't hear your excuses. I want to hear your excuses either. But uh, something that isn't excused. So, we talked about Cloak and Dagger. Yeah. And we gave it high praise. Okay. Well, guess who else is giving it high praise? King T'Challa himself. Chadwick Boseman? He tweeted about it. Oh. And with a picture of the cast. Nice. And so... The kid kind of looks like him a little bit <laughs> with that hairstyle. Yeah, he said Aubrey Omari, who's uh, Tyrone, and Oliver Holt killed it in Cloak and Dagger. Catch that show. So, high praise coming from the king himself. So, if you guys don't believe us regarding Cloak and Dagger, believe the king. They call me <laughs> King Hove, copy. Wow. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Shut the fuck up. They call me T'Challa. King Warrior and Scala. All right. Shout out to our, Brad Tra- our bro, Trad B. Ryan. Uh, what else? So, people want us to talk more about comics. Well, let's talk about some comic book news. So, they are canceling Guardians of the Galaxy in uh, Marvel Comics world. And guess what they are replacing it with? Kind of rhymes. What? Guardians of the Galaxy. What? They're, they're, they're canceling Guardians of the Galaxy and they're replacing it. With Guardians of the Galaxy? With No, I said it kind of rhymes with Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, okay. What what kind of rhymes with Guardians of the Galaxy? As Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Wait, what? So it was like Thor with the Guardians? No. <laughs> what? Okay, I'm confused. <laughs> no, it's 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 gonna be. It's not even. It's, it has nothing to do with the Guardians of the Galaxy. They're canceling that and they're replacing it with the As Guardians of the Galaxy. And on the team is gonna be Angela, Thor's sister. Oh, okay. Who's now canon? Yeah. From Val- whatever universe. Valkyrie, but not the Valkyrie we know from the comics. The original white Valkyrie. Ah. <laughs> which I'm like, boo. Uh, Scourge the Executioner. From, you know, from Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. The Destroyer Armor. 
which I'm like, I don't know. He's the armor's on the team? Yeah, the armor's on the team. I'm like, <laughs> Does I don't that have feelings? I don't know how that works. I thought Odin controlled the armor. <laughs> yeah, I thought it had to be controlled by somebody. Yeah. Thunderstrike, which I don't really know who he is. And this is the this is the weird one. Throg. The Frog Thor is on the team. I don't like this team. <laughs> this team is not my, my cup of tea. But I was just like, I thought Throg the Frog Thor was Thor turned into a frog by Loki. Not, but apparently it's, a it's separate, his own character. It's his own character. They just wanted Spider-Ham. That's all they did. I'm like, how does this work? You couldn't get uh, the, the Thor Ragnarok version of Valkyrie because they made her canon. They put her in uh, one of the Exile books. So... But I'm like, all right, as Guardians of the Galaxy. But I'm like, okay. And it says they're, they're going to be taking on uh, their first villain will be a very significant villain that has a long, long-standing ties in the Marvel Universe. Wait, is this a comic you said? It's a comic. Okay, all right. Well, they're not making a movie out of this, right? No, not, okay. not yet. Oh, but up. eventually. No. <laughs> Even so, though, if they did Guardians of the Galaxy 4, but... Have Thor in it and call it As Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, kind of cool, actually. And it's gonna be written by Cullen Bunn, and he's pretty good in terms of like his writing. So, I mean, eh, maybe we'll see. I don't know. But uh, something else we'll see about. So, you know, Teen Titans Go is coming out, right? Yeah, the movie. Go to the movies. Yes. So Tara Strong, who is the original voice of uh, Harley Quinn, uh, she also does the voice of Raven. She said, wow, just so y'all know, at a movie session today, they told us if TT Go, Teen Titans Go, movie kicks all butts, they would do our show at the same time as season six, for reals. So go see it, even if you hate us. So basically she's saying... (laughs) No, they're just trying to trick us into going to see the movie. What the hell? I'm like, what is that? No, that was was Goku fighting Thanos. (laughs) But yeah, so according to her, she's basically saying if Teen Titans Go makes money, they're going to renew the original Teen Titans series for season six. Why are you always lying? I don't know if I believe that. My God. (laughs) Stop fucking lying. But then at the same time, I'm like, what if she isn't lying? I don't believe you. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you've got like your your bias. You just want us to go see this movie. Yeah. Even though I might, I, I'm not 100 against seeing Teen Titans go to the movies. Uh, I've liked some episodes of Teen Titans go. Yeah, I'm not against it, but now I'm like, now nah, I feel like I gotta see it. Go on to season six. <laughs> movie pass. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that works. If good it, enough, movie pass might be gone by then. What all this Word. all this stuff that they we have to sell our firstborn child to go <laughs> to use movie pass at that point. We have to give our give our arm. Yeah. Like you De- must keep your pinky. Like Deku's been doing since season one. <laughs> but uh, speaking of uh, Stop fucking lying. giving up a lot, you know, your arm is a Never lot. Never going to give you up. What are you talking about? So, Greg Berlanti, you know who he is, the yeah, head of the DC- CW guy. CW, yeah. He also did Love, Simon. Okay. So, Warner Brothers wants to keep him around because I guess... CW's their their bread and butter for so they offered him a four hundred million dollar contract to stick around to twenty twenty four, which also coincides to Barry Allen disappearing in twenty twenty four. Yeah. So with him uh getting that four hundred million dollar contract, 
They're saying that they want him to uh, not just be part of the CD. CD. Why do I, this is like my second time saying that. <laughs> okay. But the CW universe, now they want him to uh, have his hand in the uh, DC streaming service and be the head of like Doom Patrol and all this other stuff. And that's, that also goes with that $400 million deal. So he's going to be in charge of that. And with that, they uh, finally announced a release date for the DC streaming service. And it's now coming out in August of this year. The online DC streaming app with Teen Titans and all that other shit. Okay. And Young Justice. I'm vaguely interested, I guess. <laughs> Again, uh, this thing costs money. Like, what the fuck? We don't know how much though. If it's like a dollar, I'm like, <laughs> it ain't gonna be no dollar. <laughs> it might be. It yeah, might. No, it's, it's gonna not. Be, it's gonna be a dollar. <laughs> no, it's not. So yeah, Jordan, you're excited about Titan series. You get to see it in August. <laughs> I'm not that excited. <laughs> yeah, I can wait. See. So it's really dropping in August. It's dropping in August. Fuck. This this changes the timeline where I wanted to release our Titans video for Comrom Studios. <laughs> I mean, but your video might be better than what we get on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's not a rumor. Uh, according to uh, DC Entertainment Manager, Danny Snow, he says, yeah, we are about to launch, I think, August, our digital platform, which will be the hub for all things DC. But then it also kind of makes me wonder, now that you have the streaming service, what's the point of CW? Put everything on a streaming service. That's that's a good point. I mean, they already had the CW streaming thing. I mean, at least that's free. It's a free option compared yeah, to this. Yeah, it's a free option. Yeah. But... They should all be free. <laughs> Whatever. I'm not a fan, but it's trash. Meh. Well, you want to know what else is meh? What else is meh? Well, no, you're going to love this news. Why? <laughs> I don't trust you when you laugh like that. Like, when you laugh like that, I'm like, ah, oh, I'm scared. So, apparently, Nora West Allen. Oh, the um, the grand, the daughter the of... The daughter of uh, Barry, Allen, Iris Barry and Iris. They're saying... The cliffhanger she, of season four. Not only is she going to have a very significant part to play on The Flash. Hooray. It's looking like she's going to have significant part to play on other shows as well. Like what? Legends? Yes. It's saying she's getting she's getting her own Arrowverse crossover. What? Yes. She is. What? With and who? Not, huh? With what? It's going to be her and uh, Barry. No. Actually, no. No, no, no. It's not going to be her and Barry. But guess what, Jordan? What? Nora West Allen is going to appear on Supergirl, apparently. What? She's going to Supergirl. But guess what? She's not going alone. Why? Who else is going? She's going with your favorite character. Who? Cecile. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. That's why I said you're going to love this. Why the fuck is Cecile getting a crossover? What is happening? <laughs> Kid Flash leaves this fucking show and Cecile gets a crossover? She gets to go to Supergirl. And, and this is the act, the actress that plays Cecile. She says, I was really excited to pop over to Supergirl for this last season. And I don't think I'm spoiling anything to say they are going to be there are going to be more crossovers this season. Yes, there is a very strong likelihood that one or two people at this table, maybe both, will be crossing over. <laughs> Why? Why Cecile? Of all characters, Cecile she and Nora. She has nothing to do with Nora. Cecile and Nora Allen going on adventures together. 
like I, I thought you were gonna say Iris or something. And even Iris is like, okay, what's her mom from the future? All right, I kind of see that. But Cecile has nothing to do with Nora Allen. And God, apparently she does. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, what is wrong with CW? What is wrong with DC and these choices? Why does why does DC from any medium make bad decisions? I don't understand. <laughs> Is it a brand thing? I don't understand why it's like this. This isn't your favorite news? No, it's the worst news. This might be worse than the Kid Flash news. I don't understand this. I don't understand. Why is this deal? She already got so much screen time in season four of The Flash. Well, King Yazil can't even stand the fucking either show, Flash or Legends tomorrow. I was just about to say, I'm already digging that knife into your gut like uh, like Cloak, like Dagger did in uh, Cloak and Dagger. Well, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep on digging. So you'd already just mentioned, but yeah, Keenan Lonsdale. Uh. <laughs> he's leaving. Not just Legends of Tomorrow. He's leaving the Arrowverse. Period. Wally West. Wally West. The legacy Flash character. Nope. A core member of the Flash family. Some would say the one true Flash. Because he was Flash no, for, he's, I think, he's, longer. He's, but he's black. That's, so it's not the real Wally West, Jordan. He's not a ginger, right? He's not That's a ginger. That's all I see online. I made a post, a, 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 like an appreciation slash tribute post and dedication to Keenan Lonsdale after I found out he was leaving. And I commented on his, his uh, post about him leaving, too, on his Instagram page. And he responded. He was, he was really sweet. He was like, thank you so much, man. It means so much. But I was like... Wally, he didn't respond to me. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I could read it. Let me look it up. But you were my man crush Monday. Once upon a time, man, fuck you still <laughs> are. <laughs> I'm making a fan series about him, so it's like no, I, 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 I'm making a fan reason too. What <laughs> fantasy? Fantasy. <laughs> but it's just like I don't. Yeah, I made I made a post about him, and like even on that, in my appreciation post for that version of Wally West, even there, people were like, "Oh, you should have a crossover with the Ginger Wally." I'm like. That defeats the entire purpose <laughs> of having an appreciation for this version of the character. Like, no one gives a fuck about him because he's black, but everybody just wants that ginger version. But, but God damn it, he carries the name. He is that Wally. He is Wally West of this universe. But they don't treat him with any respect as a character. And I don't. None. I know it seems like absolutely he's, none. He says it's like his decision. That's what it sounds like from the post he made. Yeah, I, I'll re- I can read his statement. Yeah, but read, I'll read, read it. After. You want me to read it now? Or yeah, read, I'll, read I'll it wait now. to. Okay. I want to hear what you said today. Well, uh, his his statement was. Uh, Yo, so as a lot of you have now read, I'm not returning next season as a regular for The Flash or Legends. It's definitely not a good total goodbye or a see you never situation because Wally West will still be around when you need him the most. It's just that it won't be full time anymore. I've changed a lot in the past year. Full time means not at all, basically. Basically. <laughs> He'll probably show up in like a cameo again. Yeah. When Iris gives he'll be birth. like Tommy when Merlin. I, when Iris gives birth, yeah, but he'll be like Tommy yeah. Merlin, like barely shows up. Yeah, more or less. But he's like, I've changed a lot in the past year, as you've probably noticed. LOL, because he came out and yeah, super fine boy online. And for infinite reasons, my perspective on life and what I want from it now is just completely different. Because of that, my heart t- told me. Uh, it was the right time to continue my journey on an unknown path. And I'm so damn grateful to both shows for honoring and respecting that with me. I love Kid Flash. I love the family I've made. And I'm absolutely in love with the invaluable lessons I've learned along the way. Thank you for believing in me and rooting for Wally to thrive. You honestly helped me see that I did indeed deserve to play him. And that shit right there made me a stronger actor. Anyway, I hope you stick around for the new adventures. The only, the, the only I can promise... 
What? The only I can promise is magic. The only thing I can promise, probably. Yeah, well, yeah, but he doesn't say thing. Yeah. yeah. The only I can promise is magic. Love, key, key. Key. So basically, he's like, I came out the closet, you know, I've seen the light, yeah, and I've realized that they've been treating me like shit, so I'm leaving this fucking show. Like, he makes like his, his decision, but I really want to know what his relationship was with the cast and stuff once he came out. Cause, like, I'm pretty sure he, he felt the same way Wally felt. Like feel, he was being overshadowed by Yeah, I feel I'm in the background. I guess. I think that's why he's leaving? Probably. Well, here's my response. I found it. Uh, I said, I'm with you to the end of the line, Keen Lonsdale. I was rooting for you as Wally West from the first episode, and I can't tell you how powerful it was to see a black man with the mantle of the Flash. I'm even working on a fan series called Kid Flash Chronicles, and I was so inspired by you. Keep doing you, and always keep running forward, Wally. And I got 350, well, I don't know, it's probably more now, but I, at the time I had 358 likes. And then Keen Lonsdale actually responded, and he said, wow, this is so beautiful, dude. Thank you. And he gave a heart. I'm like, oh, Wally! <laughs> but I'm... Fuck you, I want a heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love Simon. Love, love Jordan. <laughs> Whatever, trash. <laughs> but, I mean, that, that fucking sucks, man. And th- th- you know what? I don't I don't 100% believe it's all his decision. I think it was because yeah, they wrote him in a yeah, corner I anyway. All, I don't think it's all his decision. Because in the meanwhile, they get letting Cecile make crossovers. Well, I mean, it might be because, I mean, they brought they did bring him to Legends, so they clearly didn't necessarily want to get rid of him, but he probably didn't, he didn't like, he probably didn't like the direction that well, even in Legends, he got his ass whooped every episode. That's what I was saying. That he probably didn't like the direction of the character. Like they, they, they. The writers are writers are homophobic. Like, that's why Mr. Terrific is his ass kicked all the time. That's why Keenan Lyons looks his ass kicked all the time. Like, are there any more? Even though outwardly gay characters, Wally's not gay in real, or in the, in that universe though. It's just Keenan Lonsdale. No, no, I mean the gay because I think the Mr. Terrific actor is actually gay too. I that he, I don't know. I think he is. I don't know about I'm that. I'm pretty sure. I saw him with like Pride stuff. I think he is. What does that mean? Look, <laughs> man. <laughs> I think he is. There are straight people with Pride. Like, what are you talking about? I think he, he was like at the a bunch of Pride Candace stuff. Candace Patton is at the is at the gay Pride parade in New York. But she's not with, gay. He was with Keenan Lonsdale. Nafisha Williams is at the gay Pride parade. She says she's not a lesbian, even though she plays one on TV. Wait, who? Thunder. Oh, Thunder. Uh, what's his name from Sense8 uh, the uh, Lido the actor from Sense8 he's gay in Sense8 but he's not gay in real life I'm pretty sure he, Echo Kellum is his name keep talking I'm gonna find it I wanna know I'm really curious I think he is and, I, and I'm saying I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm not saying he isn't I'm just saying I don't think he is cause he's I thought he, he was talking about something about I think I remember him saying something about his his uh, daughter and his girlfriend or whatever and then he uh, yeah cause he had he had a daughter and he's going to see his girlfriend or some shit I don't know could be wrong, but maybe. We'll see. So, uh, yeah, while you keep looking. Well, uh, so bad news for Wally West being out of Legends and The Flash. That's trash. But this news might not necessarily be trash because somebody else is out. Okay. And it's Diane Nelson. She's officially out as the president of DC Entertainment at Warner Brothers. You know how we always shit on DC. So maybe her being kicked out... <laughs> could help change the direction okay. of the DC universe. We won't necessarily know until, you know, things settle, but like all these announcements about Blackhawk and yada yada oh, yada. They clearly they clearly have to get approved by her. So she's saying yes to all these decisions. So hopefully her leaving now, well maybe maybe we might get better movies. But in the interim of her leaving, w- w- while she's still there, they announced, guess what? We're getting a 
Jared Leto Joker movie. Jordan. Oh, yeah, I saw this. Yes. A solo Jared Leto Joker. Just the Joker. DC just making bad decisions after bad decisions after bad decisions. That was probably, Who the fuck? I'm like, that was probably her last decision before she before mm-hmm. she had to leave. And you're fired. <laughs> what? I'm about to get fired? Well, we're going to do a Jared Leto Joker movie. Like, even if Jared Leto wanted to do that shit, because he felt wrong for not having a big role in Suicide Squad, why would any executive give him that power after it, it is the least favorite favorite Joker of any iteration ever, and that includes Lego fucking Batman. <laughs> it's just like, what are you thinking? Agreed. I don't, uh, DC. But then this you, is also. But then this is also on top of the fact that we're supposed to be getting a Jared Leto Joker movie, but we're also supposed to get a Joker movie with Martin Scorsese that has nothing to do with Jared Leto or the DCEU. And it's supposed to be a Joker origin movie, but it's and it's supposed to take place in the '80s. But yeah, Jared Leto is in his 30s, so if it takes place in the 80s, Jared Leto would be a baby. So you can't even say it's a prequel. Like, how many Joker movies do we need? Just like how like many Harley Joker movies? Just like how many Harley Quinn movies do we? I, I get yes, in DC Comics there are three Jokers. We don't need three Jokers in the movies, all in one universe. I don't understand. Are you still looking up? <laughs> like the wait, hold on. Personal life. He's gay. Uh, he it's is. It's too hard to find his sexuality, and the, even this article makes note about it. It is also quite difficult to point out his sexuality. Either he's attracted towards girls or boys. As of now, Kelman is considered to be single. His relationships is not traceable. He's gay. Come on. No one. Like, if you're straight, you'd be out there like that. You know what I mean? It wouldn't be like a question. He's definitely gay. So, yeah, fuck you. I, I'm not. I'm not like biased. Like I've seen him. Like I don't. I kind of see it on him. Like, I don't look at him and go, like, he's definitely a straight guy. Like, I kind of see the mannerisms of a gay guy behind the scenes, like, when he's, like, in his normal everyday life. What does that mean, Jordan? The thing you just did with your head? <laughs> That's what I mean. I've seen you do that, too. What so, are you talking about? Well, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> and now I'm coming out of the podcast. I mean. I'm just saying. It wouldn't be, wouldn't be the first person that said you were. <laughs> that said you were. That hurts. <laughs> Maybe a pan. Because there are some guys... Man, am I coming on the podcast I was, right like, now? I was like, wait a minute. What is going on? Well, talk about Michael News. Jordan News. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? Have you ever seen George or... What's his name? Yeah, George from Tokyo Hotel. What is Tokyo Hotel? Oh, that's a band. Hold on. Like, I think I've showed you this before. I don't know what Hey, to- man. I'll say right now. I think gay and straight is a spectrum. Like there's not, there's no gay straight. He's coming, guys. He's coming out. Yeah, this is it? <laughs> I'm coming out. He's gonna. I want the world to know. He's gonna. He's gonna start saying, oh, "Yeah, I, I sucked some dick some last week, and it's, I kind of like it." No, not that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Wait, what? I'm like, are you de- are you Deadpool now? Are you gonna be filling filling on Colossus's ass? Oh God, no! Too masculine, scary looking. I'm talking about like, uh, yeah, here we go, Bill. Oh, Bill. His name's Bill. I'm sorry. Bill from Tokyo Hotel. This is the type of dude that makes me question my sexuality. Look at this. What? I fucked that guy. That doesn't even look like a guy. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) He pretty. He's so pretty. Okay. Look. He's pretty. (laughs) That's not a guy. Oh, come on. (laughs) That's homophobic. (laughs) I think. <laughs> Is it though? I don't know. 
Uh, I don't want to be ignorant. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, so, uh, God damn it, I lost it. Like, his name's Bill. It's the most manly name you can have. <laughs> yeah, but that picture isn't a manly, a manly it picture. Like. I don't know what I'm telling you. But anyway, so, well, speaking of changing, you talk about him looking like a girl or whatever, or a guy, even though I don't think he does. <laughs> <laughs> what a segue. <laughs> so, things are changing with that. So, with that, also, uh, uh, apparently, the DCEU is going through a major rebranding starting this summer, which they are going to announce at San Diego Comic-Con. So they're finally going to give it an official name since DCE was technically not an official name according to them? Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, and it says, yeah, the studio's planning on unveiling a brand new title and logo for the shared universe at this summer's San Diego Comic-Con. So we'll see what that means going forward. It means they're trying to distance means, themselves from all the bullshit. Yeah, we fucked up. I'm like... <laughs> I get they kind of still want to continue with this universe, but I feel like since Wonder Woman was essentially the only thing that kind of worked, you could still keep Gal Gadot and reboot everything else because Gal Gadot, like that version of Wonder Woman takes place in the past. So you could say, okay, this is canon, but everything that took place in the kind of like what Halloween is doing, all these all the Halloween movies, they don't matter. Mm-hmm. So say Wonder Woman is canon, it takes place so far back in the past, it doesn't affect anything else, and then eventually you could pepper her into the future universe. Like Shazam is coming out next year, whatever the case may be. Flashpoint could have fixed all this. I don't know why. They yeah, but they're not doing a Flashpoint. They should have just done it. <laughs> like so, honestly, it doesn't have to be like comic book Flashpoint, but it should have been a Flashpoint. You know what I'm saying? But whatever. So you can say Wonder Woman. Good is, ideas aren't DCEU's. Wonder Woman so. is canon. BVS, all that other stuff is not canon, and we're gonna move forward from there. Wonder Woman two takes place in the eighties, doesn't affect anything, and then we're, we're revamping everything from there. I feel like the damage is done. Like I feel like in the cultural zeitgeist, Justice League, because of how hard it failed, and it did fail. Like I feel like it did. It can't. Like they they can't recuperate from that. Wonder Woman might be okay still, but I feel like any other properties won't. And I feel like a Justice League two definitely won't have like the the legs to stand on just because Justice League one was so bad. I highly even doubt they're gonna do a Justice League two at this point. That's fucking sad. That is sad. That's why you need to stop. Just just stop. Just just stop. <laughs> no connected universe anymore. Just make Wonder Woman and just just take a break. <laughs> take a break from all this bullshit. If Aquaman's bad or like even just okay, like it's over, man. There's no point. Well, something else that might not be any point. So, Flashpoint or... <laughs> Your segues are ridiculous. <laughs> it's literally like you take the last thing I say yep. and go, whatever that is, well, this is a Flashpoint. That's, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> okay. So, uh, the Flash movie went through all these different directors, all these different writers, page one rewrites, mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. So... It was going to be a Flashpoint movie. Then it wasn't going to be a Flashpoint movie. Then it was going to be a Flashpoint movie again. Now it's now saying not a Flashpoint movie. So with that said, uh, they're saying that the new tone for uh, the Flash movie is going to be very comedic. Very comedic. Very comedic. And it's going to have low stakes. Okay. Not a Flashpoint movie, definitely then. No, not at all. And it's saying that as of right now, the rumor is that the rogues are slated to be the villains of this movie. And it's going to be Captain Cold, Mirror Master, and Weather Wizard. 
and Jay Garrick will be featured in a mentor role. Again, these are rumors. So what the fuck? Who knows if this is even true? Who knows if the script doesn't get rewritten before it actually comes out? And uh, right now, Channing Tatum is the studio's top choice for Captain Cold. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the uh, WB is eyeing for a 2020 release, possibly in November or December. Channing Tatum is Captain Cold. Channing Tatum is Captain Cold. How do you feel about that? Uh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You still like, they still making bad choices. Like they just can't make good like what what is going on? <laughs> it's like somebody over there is like a scroll from Marvel and they're like, I just keep making like no, these are good ideas. These are all great ideas. And then they're walking behind a corner and calling Marvel like these idiots fell for it again. <laughs> they're gonna make another Joker movie. They're gonna make Channing Tatum Captain Cold. <laughs> like like who's making these decisions? That is a great decision. I mean, that is a, a, a great question. Great question. <laughs> but fuck? you know who else is also saying who's making these decisions and what the fuck? Who? <laughs> I'm tired. You're, you're my voice is like what else? Always well, bad. <laughs> Ray Fisher also agrees with most people that the DCEU is very is trash. Cyborg himself. Said Cyborg that? himself, and he's thinking of, he's never getting another movie. He's like, well, I'm obviously never getting another chance at this, so I might as well just say my piece. <laughs> yeah, at this point, he's he's thinking of dropping out of the DCEU because uh, the quote was he was very upset by the decision to pull his character from the Flashpoint movie. <laughs> yeah, that was gonna be his. Th- 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 like a buddy movie kind of thing. And, of course, he's pissed off because, you know, Cyborg was supposed to get his own movie, but they pulled that from the slate. Well, I'm sorry, bro, but you never had a chance to that. <laughs> Even though we got, like, three Hollywood Quinn movies, so, I mean, in a world that's fair, you probably should have a movie, but I'm glad you don't. So, yeah, Ray Fisher, it's looking like he's gonna he wants to go a separate ways from the DCEU, and this is coming from uh, 4chan. <laughs> Reliable source 4chan, okay. <laughs> Super reliable 4chan says. I mean, some sometimes they get it right. Yeah, sometimes they do get it right, but I'm just saying, of a reliable source, I would not count that as one of them. But yeah, it says it says he's very very, and then it says he's uh, pissed off of the dramatic role he was supposed to get in Justice League that was downsized quite yeah quite dramatically. So yeah, Ray Fisher might not be cyborg anymore, so no more booyah. <laughs> You mean that one booyah he the did? The one booyah he did. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> booyah, these nuts. <laughs> but, uh... So, Castlevania. What we, about it? We had fun with Castlevania. Oh, the, uh, the show. Season, yeah, season one. Okay. Which was really a movie split into a couple episodes. Yeah it, was, yeah, it was four episodes, but, you know, season two is going to be eight episodes, I believe. It hasn't even come out yet. So two movies. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So yeah, season two hasn't even come out yet, but, but Netflix has already announced they're doing a season three. I don't, okay, cool. <laughs> All right. But, but I'm like, they have to have some type of faith in uh, season two if it's already getting a season three. I mean, it wasn't bad. As far as video game adaptations to an anime go, it's pretty good. So am I pretty good? I mean, okay, but you know, whatever. Alright, we're winding down, so something that is better than... I can a- always tell we're winding down, because it becomes news that's like, I don't give a fuck, okay? Whatever, fuck you. <laughs> like, literally, there's always a point in the podcast where you can hear my voice go like, oh, cool, to so I don't care. You don't care about all of this. <laughs> no. <laughs> Castlevania is great. You like Castlevania. It's alright. <laughs> what? Can you bring me some hot wings from KFC? What? 
my brother. <laughs> oh my god, we've gotten this. It, it this, threw me off. This is where we've gotten into the show, people. <laughs> I'm like, it threw me off. I'm like reading. I'm trying to read uh, what the next news is. Then I'm like, I see yeah, hot wings. We're almost at the four hour mark. And then I said at the beginning of this episode, there's a podcast we've done to talk about this this week, but yeah, we're gonna probably be three and a half hours. We're, we're over that. So, well, something that we will talk about. So uh, that we did enjoy Game of Thrones. Okay. About to enter his last, very, very, very last season. But uh, HBO has greenlit a prequel pilot for Game of Thrones that's set to take place uh, 1,000 years before the original show. So it's Krypton. <laughs> Basically. Okay. <laughs> but, but much further. So there's no uh, synopsis of what it's going to be. It's saying that it's, it's untitled. All they're really saying is that it's set to take place 1,000 years before... before uh, Game of Thrones, the original, and it's going to come out in 2020. And there's no description about what it's about at all? Nope. Well, okay, well, Game of Thrones' world is, like, rich in history, so as long as they tie it into something that is, like, referenced in the show and is important to the world, then I'll care. But if it's something we never heard about, it's something completely made up, then I don't give a fuck. But if it's something like, I don't know, the rise of, what's that uh, perfect city called? Valyria? The one with the dragons and the, the perfect society that fell from a volcano or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. If it's like that, I'm interested. Like that, that ties into like the the beginning of the night walk, or like the building of the wall. Yeah, exactly. Stuff like that. Brand the builder. Mm-hmm. Or any of that. Or talking about the original house of house of Targaryen. How did that come about? Exactly. If it's anything like that, then I'm interested. But if it's just like, I don't know. Nah, it's gonna be like some ancient slave hand. Oh. <laughs> I don't know I, I can't even think about what it could be other than something we've heard about there's so many things in the history of Game of Thrones' world it'd be stupid not to pick something that like is crucial to that world's structure I mean I'm definitely interested yeah it's not gonna be written by George R. R. Martin of course cause you well, know he can't even write the book yeah <laughs> he's just like on silent protest from writing it apparently but anyway so finally remember I said I would get to this talking about trash Star Wars fandom Okay. Oh, right. Wow. The foreshadowing took so long. Okay. Yeah, we're, I, I we're purposely, talking. I wanted to save it for the end. Okay. So, as you know, Last Jedi was very divisive. Yes. With the fans. A lot of people didn't like the way the movie went, yada, yada, yada. But another thing that a lot of fans didn't like, even going back to The Force Awakens, like when Daisy Ridley was the leader of, you know, the, the Force Awakens and all that other stuff. So... Kelly Marie Tran, who played Rose. Oh, this news. Yes, she played Rose on Star Wars. Yep, the character nobody wanted. The, the character that nobody wanted, but including us. But but still. <laughs> but still. She's the actress. She's getting her dream job. You know, any yeah. any actor would love to be on Star Especially Wars. Especially you get a role for Star Wars. Yeah. The first thing you think of is like, oh, I'm set for life. That's your, I'm fir- go that's to your first. Yeah, that's forever. your first major role, or whatever. Yeah. So she ended up leaving Instagram this week because of. Lots and lots of lots of harassment that she's been getting since The Last Jedi. Yeah. People went on like uh, the Wikipedia, which is the main Star Wars Wikipedia type page, and was calling her Ching Chang Chong and all this other stuff. Oh my God. Yeah. It got racial? It got very racial. Man, fuck Star Wars fans. So, yeah, people going on, uh, sending her messages on her Instagram and blaming her for The Last Jedi being wrong and, and shitting on her character, saying, and wow. sending her death threats. Wow. So eventually she said enough is enough and she Enough is enough is enough. I won't say nah, 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 Yeah, she she ended up she ended up leaving uh 
leaving Instagram. And I, and, and that kind of happened with Daisy Ridley at one point. She left Twitter because of the the the, the vitriol from Star Wars fans. And uh, that's stupid. Her character was great from the beginning. Yeah, people shitting on her character and her and talking about you know you should go kill yourself and all this other stuff. So she had, yeah she it's ended like up leaving. Star Wars fans, the Ricky and Morty fans. You know what it is? It's just I've realized there's a giant subsection of the internet that is just people with like mental disorders, like that vary from like anxiety to depression to Aspergers, to, like a, a whole buffet of terrible social disorders that don't get like exercise in life. So they they focus it through social media because it's easier and like let you know it's easier to do to say shit to somebody through text than it is to their face, and 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 also just kids, stupid ass, dumbass kids <laughs> who, know, who know who know they can't there would be no consequences for exactly. It. So they will say all the racist, sexist, misogynist shit that they want mm-hmm. because it's the bottom of the barrel of the internet. Not only the fact that there are no consequences on the internet, but now we got a president that's doing this shit. Yeah, it enables them. Yeah, and he he gets no consequences from it. So it's like, well, if he can do it, so can I. Mm-hmm. That's so true. It got a lot worse once Trump became president. It definitely did. And it's been around before that, but it's definitely gotten, it's turned since Trump's been president. And I mean, that's not to say, because I mean. There is a trickle down effect. That's interesting. There, There is a trickle down effect, but. At the same time, it has always pretty much existed. Especially, no, 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 it's always, yeah, it's always been trolls. Yeah. But I mean, it's like the Rick and Morty shit, the Star Wars shit. It's, it's, things have gotten worse. Yeah, like the guys, you need to stop being an alcoholic and write more Rick and Morty episodes. Like, Yeah, like it, it's definitely it's like, really? Turn. Yeah, you, can, you call yourself a fan? The the negative and in, like the insanely negative voices have become much louder in the past couple of years. And the the excuse that they probably that they always say is oh it's always a you know a minority of, of people and it's like yeah that might be true but they're very but they're vocal a very minority. very vocal minority yeah so it's like something needs to be done about that like what what can you do Twitter could shut that shit down I think there should be a thing where you have to have your name attached to whatever your social media account is so literally your ID is attached to it. That way I can find your ass. You say some shit online. <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to find you name? and I'm going to kill you. Yeah, what, Billy? I'm going to see you tomorrow. What? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. I'm outside your house. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like Twitter needs to shut that shit down. Like, why is it that Samuel Jackson made a tweet or something like that? I forgot what the exact tweet was. But it was some, it was some benign tweet talking trash or, or something about... It was something about he was calling out racism. He got blocked off of Facebook or Twitter, one of those accounts, because he said that. But yeah, if somebody calls me like for example, yeah, somebody calls me a nigger, they <laughs> don't get blocked. Day. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, why why is that a thing? Because they care about the big voices more. But not the very big voices like Trump and them. <laughs> and only really the Roseanne thing is something that happened recently that someone was held accountable for something they said online. But it's a thing where like, that's very rare. But even then it's still like Roseanne has been like this. So it's like, why are you taking action now? Like she said stuff in the past that was offensive. Like she's called she's she's comp- she's well, comp- she's just, compared Michelle Obama to a monkey at one point. So it's like why is it now that you're saying oh I think because she's shocked. more in the limelight now that she has a show and also and I think what really did it is the fact that the person in charge of that that company the person who runs the network is a black woman. So she, that's where the buck stopped. If it was a white guy in charge, maybe she would got slapped on the wrist or something like that or a warning. But because it was a black woman in charge, she's like. Oh hell no! <laughs> Maybe because I also kind of feel like well, that same black woman took that episode off of Blackish that was about uh, they were dealing with a Colin Kaepernick kneeling episode, 
and they took that off the air because they was like, yeah, this is too controversial. Yeah, but that's probably the thing where she got outvoted or something. You know what I mean? But I feel like it's easier for her. I think it's, I feel like it's easier when, you, especially when you have like a a backing, a loud. Cause I feel like it was just her. If it was just her voice, I bet it would, nothing would have happened. But because it was also the internet's rage on top of that, they can actually take that to like executives, and be like, look. She's a bad influence. Look what's doing to our, our image, and look what it could possibly do to. Her. And the bottom line is, what will do to our numbers and our profit. And I think that's what ultimately got Roseanne to be held accountable. But then you know you go even higher up the chain to Trump, and he doesn't get nothing. <laughs> so it's like, no. you know, he's offended everybody. Yeah. He talked about black people. He talked about disabled people, women, mm-hmm. Hispanics. He's even talking about now he can part of himself for shit. It's like wow. Yeah. Okay. Like, innocent person doesn't do that. No. <laughs> If I was guilty, I would, but I don't have to. That's some OJ shit. <laughs> if I was guilty, <laughs> if I did kill Nicole, yeah, but yeah, whatever. That's, near, that's now we're getting to politics. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean, but it all connects. Like the the yeah. the, the racist vitriol of people with Star Wars fans. It's like, and 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 and, it, and I understand. Like people are passionate about their fandoms. We get into arguments every so often. Yeah, but it's passion, and there's just like right. That's right, and there's right, and there's wrong, and there's wrong. You can be passionate, but like when it comes to something like this, what are you getting mad? At? But yeah, you can I'm be not mad be like, at the medium. Get what? mad at the movie. They'll get mad at the actress for like being in the movie. That's some ridiculous shit. Like, what are you blaming her for? If anything, go attack. Uh, what's his name? The guy that wrote and directed it. Talking about Ryan. Even then, Ryan that's, that's too much. Like, that's go, still too talk much. About Ryan, I'm gonna come to your house. I'm gonna fuck you up. That, like, that's still too much. But why are you getting mad at her for playing a character? And really, especially being racist towards her. Because she's Asian. Exactly. That's why. Because it's a race thing. Like, that's what ultimate. It's not about. At that point, it's not really about the movie anymore. It's about you exercising those demons that you've always had. Yeah, because at, 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 at the end of the day, and you know it's not all of, obviously, I got I to I say it. You know it's not all. But the majority, it's, it's white men. That's, that's, that's oh, yeah. saying. That's oh, making yeah. these. Go be real. Like, yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh, they're taking their jobs. That, that kind of mentality. And, and, yeah, because they have that mentality. Oh, st- my, the love I have for Star Wars is changing. You know, you got the, you got black people and, and getting the leads. And mm. now you got this Asian girl. It's taking away because from... Because I can't away, identify. <laughs> yeah, it's taking away from the whiteness I love of Star Wars. Remember I told you about the guy that did the 45-hour cut of... of Was it The Last Jedi? I think, yeah, The Last Jedi. And it took out, he took out oh, all the women. Minutes. Yeah, he took oh, out all the women. Yeah. And it's like... What are you doing? And it's like, I don't know about in that case, but I want to believe in most cases, the people themselves don't even realize that they're being racist. But they are being racist. They're being very discriminatory. But it's like a thing where they see themselves in media and in like in everything all the time. And they've gotten so used to that, so spoiled by that, that when they don't see themselves, they have like a very adverse reaction to it. And it's like, that's why people feel like, oh, it's forced diversity. And it's like, no, we need diversity. <laughs> it is not yeah. a forced thing. It's like, other people in the world don't look like you or have lived your life. I think maybe we should represent those other people as well. Or like, I can't identify with a, you know, a, a movie if it's an all Asian cast. Like, they're all Asian. What am I going to identify with? How about it's all like, the other 10,000 movies? <laughs> but it's like, but it's not There's even 10,000 other movies. Well, that too. But I was going to say, but what is. Yeah, the cast is all Asian, but you can't identify with what they're talking about breaking up with somebody. You can't identify with that. You can't identify oh, with their with the emotion that they're going through. Yeah. Like, yeah, they might be Asian, but you can't identify no. with their. With but that's their, a barrier 
for a long time, society has never asked them to go through. It's a hoop they never asked them to jump through. But for us as minorities, because we see everything as white medium, like we are trained to be, have to find pieces of ourselves in these things for us to be able to enjoy them and identify with them. But these these other people never had to do that. So like, like obviously, you're not gay, or maybe you are, because I mean, a little bit, based, I guess. On, based <laughs> on the podcast. But you still saw Love Simon, and you you still had some type of identi- identification yeah. with if it. You enjoyed it. You, anyone, you said you teared up. Yeah, if you ever loved anybody, you can relate to stuff like that. It's a thing. Like, come on, he writes letters to somebody he likes. I do that. I, I do that. I did it all the time back in high school. I've had crushes. I've had fantasies about wanting to be with somebody I I don't know or can't be with. Like you just find pieces of what you can relate to. It's yeah. ridiculous. Buffy is an all white cast, which I didn't realize which back I, in the day. Which I always, <laughs> which I always criticize, but that's still one of my favorite shows. I still identify with the, with the shit. It's not because oh, well, it's because there's no black people. I can't identify, especially as a black person. We can't say that because yeah. we don't have. Then we then we'll be sitting at home in the dark watching pretty much nothing. Exactly. <laughs> in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> Look at a wall. It's like. Man, there's nothing to watch. Yeah. Every, maybe every once in a while, something to come out. Be like, ooh, I can watch that. But then you watch it, you're like, like Proud Mary, and you're like, yeah, I'm not really feeling this. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. Like, things that are even predominantly of a race doesn't necessarily mean a person of that race can relate to it. You know what I mean? So even it's not even just about skin color. It's about the like the walk of life that they represent. It's like a lot of things. It's yeah, like even something like moonlight, socioeconomic status, like uh, religion. Like there's a bunch of things. Yeah, even something like moonlight. Moonlight was a predominantly black cast, and it was about a gay teenager. And I couldn't really relate to it. Mm. I I thought it was a good movie. Yeah, but I couldn't relate to that life. Mm. And about you know having a drug a drug addict mother and all that other, oh, wow. but there are a lot of people that saw it. They could relate to it. Either yeah. Maybe they grew up in that. They know somebody that had that or whatever the case may be. Yeah. They identify with it. But me, <laughs> I couldn't identify with Moonlight. Here's another good example. Um, I'm not a white middle aged man that wants to run a circus or sing songs. Are you but though? I, I wish, <laughs> but I relate hardcore to the Greatest Showman for all the different themes that they kind of represent in their songs. Like I, that's why I, almost all those songs make me cry because I can plug myself into that situation or that theme in some way. You know what I'm saying? So like it in some ways it did represent me, and a lot of others it didn't. That's why <laughs> I still like, find myself in those songs or in, like, that, in that movie. Us as people of color, we don't have a choice. But yeah, we have to. But it's like, but white people they don't even want to have because they don't need they don't have that option or not have that option. Society has they don't need they don't to. need to do that. Yeah, exactly. But, society hasn't. Tra- it's the thing we've been trained to do that because we haven't had a choice. But a, a you know a, especially white men, society hasn't asked that of them their entire lives. So now you know especially when they've gotten older, people get set in their ways. Now society's like, hey, now that we're getting to a place where maybe we should have more diversity, they're like, oh, but I've never been asked this before. Why asking this of me now? And it's like you know that's just kind of the growing pains of our society as we've been changing and evolving. I think. Yeah. It was a good discussion at the end. That's why I saved this for the end. Good job. <laughs> And with that, it's again we're uh, over the four hour and ten minute mark. I started with yeah, we had nothing to talk about. <sighs> it's always the longest podcast, <laughs> pretty much. It's a pattern. Yeah, it's a pattern. But next week we do have something to talk about. We're gonna talk about Incredibles two. That comes out right. Mm-hmm. And maybe some comics. It's a comic book themed episode. Maybe I, I, I'm gonna finish Dark Knight's Metal. All right, next finally week. you're gonna promise. I'm not, no, I'm not promising. Oh my god! Because <laughs> if I promise, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> oh my god! 
<laughs> well, we talk about some comics. We talk about Incredibles two. We got stuff to talk about. Some more Supergirl, I, I guess. Yeah, oh, thanks. more Cloak and Dagger. Yeah, more Cloak and Dagger. My Hero Academia. There more are good hero. things. Okay, all right. I, I was getting down myself, but now I convinced myself it's gonna be a good episode. Incredibles. Right. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's gonna be good. Yeah, I hope so. If it's not, I'm gonna cry. Yeah, we're right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's been this week's episode of Blur Vision. Uh, this has been your host Jordan with Michael, and we will see you next week yeah and if you're white go look at other stuff <laughs> <laughs> this has been a very special message from Blur Vision <laughs> peace peace <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>